Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. <laughs> Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> for you is it it's time for another incredible installment of weird out loud the best goddamn dc comics podcast that there is i'm the formerly dead eric shea and i'm jim warner and this is episode 61 boosh baby boosh you're back eric back back. but are you better than ever uh no i'm not better than ever yet i wouldn't think you are either but yes hello and welcome to the weird science dc comics podcast for the week of march 5th 2016 it's good to have you back, Eric. Thank you. Uh, I'm the only one who missed you. These people, they are mean. Did, we'll, you, we'll hear you, about that later. You told them the right bad things, didn't you? No, I would not do that. And anyway, you probably listen to the podcast, right, to catch yourself up for what we Get talked the about. the fuck out yeah, of here. Well, we're proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network and the Weeby Geeks Network. And you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Comics. You can also email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Proud. You can oh, wait, follow wait. us on our site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Milestone. <laughs> and also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. I'm sorry if I sound down, Eric. This was a shitty week of books, but I'm going to continue this. You can call our Weird Science Rant and Rave line. Oh, yeah, we can at, call it? Oh, God. Here goes this freaking rant and rave line. 641-715-3900. Enter the extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. And remember, Eric, when you call and leave a message like you have done many a time. Many a times. Hit that pound sign at the end because that Gotta saves it. it. Brandon, he still has problems with it, actually. He <laughs> said the pound sign is, is his bitch, or he's the pound sign's bitch, he told me. His mortal yeah. enemy, that pound yes. sign. And now, that last hashtag. Week, yes, last week in this uh, section of the podcast, you were not around for, I talked about Chikovny, which we ended up talking to anyway, or about anyway together because I talked about him the whole goddamn podcast. Goddamn podcast. Uh, yeah, he's the guy who gave us a one-star review, Eric, and I beg sure. people. Actually, I just kind of yelled and screamed about him. <laughs> Some of the stuff hit the uh, editing floor because I got really angry and personal. Didn't let that in. Uh, that was at the end with me and you. Yep. Yeah, it got a little dark. But yeah, I asked people, Afterwards Please. we got done, I'm like, you going to leave that in, man? Yeah, I, and I told you, yeah, I'm leaving it in. Then I heard it uh, played back during the editing. I'm like, no. That, that's got to go. I, I got personal. We don't edit much, but what we do, no, it's No, we don't reason. edit a lot. Of, uh, last week was very patched together, so I did edit a bunch of stuff out and only to make things flow better, but that, it just seemed, I really got <laughs> angry and really went to a bad place. Not as bad as tonight, though, Eric. This, this oh, whole podcast is a bad place. But yeah, after yelling and screaming about Mr. Jacobney, uh, people came to our defense, Eric, and we got Hooray! seven Seven five-star reviews. Excellent. Look at that, seven. 
Uh, so I want to get. I a must shout- have shot us up to number one. On oh the yeah, list. yeah. No, somehow on iTunes, it seems like the more people like you, the the less you do in the rankings. <laughs> uh, we we plummeted, but yeah, I still want to give a shout out to the following people who did rate and review us: Dolls Beep, Dolls Beep, Eric, Dave's WB, Adam of Eternia, Joss, Mixed Feelings, Rot Pod, and Rowal or Roll, oh, wow. Roll. I guess it would be. I'm All not right. very good with words. But, yeah, please uh, keep it flowing. I don't know. Maybe if we get 100 re- uh, reviews and ratings, somehow we'll be 10,000th on the list uh, under DC Comics. That's what I usually go to check our rankings because we do talk DC Comics eventually, right? It's true. I've well, heard that. Last week we did, but we also talked about some other things. I just want to catch you up. Uh, I right. started a Kickstarter to get you new glasses. Oh, all right. I was talking to Reggie last night. He's telling me, man, you just got to go to the doctor, get some more glasses. Like, what's going on? Yeah, well, that's because I told him about it, and I kept telling him about how crazy those glasses are. Also, we started a change.org petition to bring back homeboys in outer space. All right, it's about time. I told everyone about your undying love for High School Musical. Uh, I've never watched it. And I realized my parents tried to turn me into a girl and only partially succeeded there. We all knew that. Basically, that is a catch-up of last week so i didn't miss much is what you're telling me no well you you got on you sounded like you were calling in sick for work i, I you're on the <laughs> podcast right now i am actually in severe pain i hurt my back at work yesterday which you're aware of mm-hmm. and i you know i'm gonna hide it you get on I'm like hey er, hey <laughs> god damn it you don't have to convince me that you're my sick. voice was gone for like oh, days goodness yeah days uh, people will will hear from the mail about what people think, because I think I went months without a voice. Couldn't mm-hmm. sing songs like this one. This how we do it. We're singing that again at work this week. I love sure that were. song. I love it. But Eric, we're going to get on with this podcast and on with what we like to call the news. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, now that's a song that picks me up. <laughs> you know what that song is. That is the Ed Lover song from Yo! MTV Raps. Always sure gets is. Always me going. I don't know. I, I was expecting it to pick me up a little more, though. <laughs> did you do the Ed Lover dance? I did not. Yeah, I did, I, see, I, and I had a good time with it. I'm scrolling through these news items because I got to talk about them. So I, I don't have time to, to fucking dance. But here's the first bit of news. Details for DC Universe Rebirth unveiling event will happen at WonderCon. The wondrous of cons. DC Entertainment is tapping into fans of the annual comic book, sci-fi, and pop culture gathering, WonderCon, to unveil a host of details regarding its upcoming line-wide DC Universe Rebirth initiative at a can't-miss event open to both fans and media on Saturday, March 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Sounds very like my, uh, this is more of a press statement. What, now, you want to go to LA and this. check it out? Uh, no. Uh, huh. I think it's going to live stream, actually. Uh, I probably won't even watch that, but eh, I probably will. Usually I just wait for the news to hit, but yeah. Attendees will get breaking news on the upcoming limewide relaunch from DC Entertainment co-publishers Dan DiDio and Jim Lee, along with DC Chief Creative Officer and best-selling writer Jeff Johns. For the first time, everyone in attendance will also be introduced to the rebirth artists and writers, many of whom will be in attendance at the Is event. it going to be brought out like the draft? Yeah, no. They're oh. just going to have them out there. This line about talent has been kept highly secret, so fans would be the first to know who is writing and drawing their favorite and new characters. It's, uh, Much the comic book owner's chagrins. I actually, and also, I, I don't know. Shop owners. I don't like this <laughs> only because what comes out on the 25th? 
Uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, it seems like you know, we're going to be waiting. This weekend is just going to be jam-packed. I wish that we would know this stuff before. There, I, I guess it's weird, though, because I did say last week or the week before, maybe it was when me and you talked, that I would like a press conference. I just, I don't know. The timing is weird. I wish this would have just been a press conference in the middle of... Say, with that, with that time slot, too, that's when I would end up going to freaking see uh, Batman v Superman. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's a big weekend for people already to throw this in there. It seemed a little odd, but this is... Both press and attendees will be treated to the very first look at new cover char- new covers, character renders, and other rebirth artwork, including Jeff John's 80-page DC Universe Rebirth special, which kicks off this all-new universe of stories on May 25th. And if you're a fan of awesome art, you're in luck. It goes on. I'm not reading the shit about all the stuff that's <laughs> available. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't know that this this seems to spell out that there will not be any sort of solicits. That also goes with something I read today, but I, I couldn't really confirm what exactly they were saying that Dan DiDio said. But yeah, it seems like the solicits will not come out. And if they do, they will not include creative teams which we've been waiting for and we wanted to have and yeah what also is kind of screws us but doesn't because you'll be happy say we were going to have a uh, emergency podcast for the batman v superman say me and you went and and saw it and we were like oh you know what we're gonna have a non-spoiler just discussion a little bit us talk about what we thought of the movie all excited this kind of we're not going to have two of those in a week no. Yeah, and two of those in two days, uh, that's definitely not happening. We had discussed, like you said, maybe seeing that on that Saturday. Right. But that also goes into another bit of news, Eric. That's personal news because with the movie hitting on the 25th, we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of hype. You're going to get a lot of news about uh, Batman v Superman. Correct. Hell, it's it's going to start this. It's going to start this podcast. Because I just saw the new Imaginex freaking Batmobile from no, that no, movie, no, and it looks no. awesome. Gee, that looks great. Big news. Big news. Well, we're going to get a lot of news, and I'm telling you right now, I want to keep myself pretty spoiler free. I don't want to know a lot of stuff. Uh, so, big spoiler issues of news, I'm not going to include in the news for our podcast. There huh? are some already. People can search them out. I don't really want to know about them. I don't want to have to keep saying, hey, if you don't want to know, you got to turn off or fast forward, screw that. So non-spoiler news here. But a spoiler for you, Eric, is I told you, I think we may have scored some early tickets. Awesome. And, and it, ha- it was confirmed that we probably are getting something. Uh, swag. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I might even dance now. Well, here's the problem. I yeah. say we get the advanced yeah. ticket. Woo. Where do you think that's gonna? Where do you think that's gonna take place? This I know, probably King of Prussia. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think it's Philadelphia, and it's also Monday night, and yeah. it's also yeah. at, oh, and it's also at ten o'clock at night. So we're not going. There's Absolutely. no way. So I don't think we're going to be getting any uh, tickets. Well, we'll get them. Come on, Ed Lover. Help me out here. Here we go. I'm going to go into some of this Batman v Superman news, which starts with this. Snyder, as in Zack Snyder, details the the R-rated Batman v Superman cut. So me and Reggie talked about this last week, and me and you talked about it actually yesterday a bit, uh, that we both think, and so does Reggie, think it's very odd, this R-rated cut. You actually thought it was bullshit, that it still wasn't real. But, yeah, it's real. I don't know why they're announcing it. This definitely seems to be something to battle the whole Deadpool rated R thing because— It's not really a battle, though. No, it's, 
it's something. Why have you ever heard of anybody announcing an R-rated cut? I've for never heard the of that release before the movie was even out. No. And why would it happen like the second week while Deadpool is in? It's just stupid. It really is stupid. I agree. But here is what Zack Snyder said. Since the announcement of an R-rated home ver- video version of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, fans have speculated as to what kind of content had been cut from the theatrical version of the film to keep it at PG-13. Now, director Zack Snyder and producer Charles Roven have given some insight into the differences between the two cuts. So here they are. The- All right. Roven says there's a lot of blood in our movie. Or there's not no. a lot of blood in the movie. The ratings board also judges... They're PG-13 and R ratings, but what they consider to be a level of intensity and how much that intensity goes throughout the entire movie. <laughs> there are some pretty intense Inten- scenes. Intensity, Jim. What's that? Intensity, Jim. Intensity. It'll blow your hair back. Yeah. There are some pretty intense scenes in Batman v Superman, and if they went on longer and had that same level of intensity, they might cause the rating board to shift their rating. <laughs> yeah. There's in- I, I just Intensity to me just means they're beating the shit out of each other. That's some intense shit right there. Yeah. As for the specific differences, Snyder revealed that Jenna Malone's still unrevealed role, which was taken away from the theatrical cut, would be restored. Yeah, she, that Jenna Malone, that ended up on the cutting room floor. And then he clarifies she was not back or, or Robin. All right. So that actually also Barbara might explain Gordon. why she, it didn't matter she was in there. Yeah. And again, if she was Barbara Gordon, I think she would have been in for two seconds. He also revealed that the R-rated version would feature other cameos cut from the theatrical version. And when he says this, this is actually something that's going to upset my son, Rafe, because he was the one who said, told me about this and was all excited. There's a couple, like Amon Green, the running back from the Green Bay Packers. He's in it, which is, so he got cut from it. And yeah, he was all up on, uh, online talking about how happy he was. Yep. And C.T. Fletcher is like this bodybuilder muscle guru from Compton, this awesome oh, yeah? guy. He's amazing, and he's in it. Cool. Such a weird. And then there's just a lot of these Easter eggs in the director's cut that I think are going to be fun for everyone. Well, oh, great. So it also clarifies the reasons behind the two versions, saying we were just like, okay, look, we're not making a three-hour movie. It's like us with the podcast. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm not doing no five-hour podcast. Next thing you know, R-rated version error. <laughs> I mean, even I didn't want to to make a three-hour movie. I drove the cuts probably. I drove the cuts two hours forty five minutes. Yeah, this. Well, I they announced it. Did you? Did oh, you I did not even see. No, that's like two hours and twenty three minutes, something like that. We talked that's about that funny. last week too. I said I was out. That <laughs> I'll be asleep. The studio they were willing to let the movie indulge pretty hard, but I felt like it's at ma- a manageable two and a half hours. Let's also not forget the credits are super long. The end credits, so the movie's closer to two hours and twenty two minutes. How does, now, does that make any sense, what he just said? Nope. He said it's super long at two and a half hours, and don't forget those end credits. They're long, two hours, 22 minutes. One of the film stars, Ben Affleck, also chimed in, saying he approved of the two separate versions. I'm a parent of young kids. He wasn't thinking about that when he freaking ruined his fucking marriage, did, was he? Ooh. Where were you then, Ben? And I feel like I wouldn't want to have a Batman v Superman that I couldn't show to my younger kids. Aren't they working things out? When it's out? his weekend, Eric. He <laughs> Aren't they working to... things out, Jim? I don't know. He, he just wants to show them the fucking regular version on his weekend, plus every other weekend. <laughs> but on the same token, as an adult, I like to see movies that are R-rated on his own weekend, Eric, that personal weekend. <laughs> I think nowadays, because we Daddy. have so many means of distribution and ways that we can do different things, it's a creative solution to a creative challenge. Yeah, I, I expect his kids are on the curb 
waiting. Next thing they, they know, they're, they're having fucking, cases. they're having pizza with fucking stinky Jamie. <sighs> that was Dirtbag Doug. Damn it. Dirtbag <laughs> Dirtbag Doug shows up on his fucking dirt bike. Oh, he yes. had a motorcycle. He ring, was a man. He wasn't Kelly Leak. Hey, kids. Ben Affleck isn't coming up over. Me and your mama are heading out for pizza. You can have multiple versions, and I can show my son and my daughters this movie and feel confident that the stuff isn't too crazy. And then grown-ups can see larger versions, which is like the Red Band trailer. They can see the more adult version of that movie. What Do they expect people are going to watch this movie like 17 times? Seriously. I might. I, if I'm going downstairs right now and we're like, hey, guys, we're watching this. Now I'm, you're supposing that I have the home. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. First off, my kids are going to get a hold of that Blu-ray. They're watching the R-rated version. There, there's no – and it's – That's just because you're a bad parent. No, and, and <laughs> when you get a movie – you don't have kids, whatever. But when you get a movie, you usually do watch both, don't you? I do. I don't. I if like I'm going to watch difference. anything, I've already, I'm already going to seen the one in the, in the theater. Sure. So, yes, I'm going to put this in. I'm going to put on that goddamn extended thing. First off, I'm going to well, look actually, at the time you know of it. Hold on. I will do it for older movies if they have an unrated version yeah. and then the regular version because I did not see those movies in the theater or shit like that. And I might not have like a close recollection of what did happen. Well, I'm going to look at the time. So the movie is two hours and 22 minutes. If this fucking home R release is two hours and 29 minutes, then I don't – I probably still would just watch the R-rated one. Yeah, we're so talking about that. Just, you know, to give you an idea of how bad a parent I was, I went to see Deadpool last week, Eric. Right. And I know this is a DC Comics podcast, but it was awesome. I loved it. So did my 10 and 13-year-olds who went with me, Eric, and my 15 or 16-year-old and my 22-year-old. At points, my oldest son was putting his hands over the eyes of our youngest son while I was doing the same with our 13-year-old. The problem is me and Rafe, who's the 13-year-old, were eating a lot of popcorn. Oh. Of course, I got extra butter and salt on it. And so when I covered his eyes, he got shit all in his eyes. Oh, How's that blood best. pressure going for it you? It was the best. Hey, that's a splurge. Uh, <laughs> only the best part is didn't have my uh, son, Ethan. He did not get to go. We're going tomorrow. Eric, so hey, Jim, you actually reminded me us. when we did that um, the 80s podcast. Yeah. I just watched the uh, the big extended version of it. Oh, really? And I, I actually like to watch that because there was stuff in there like, oh, yeah, I don't remember this. Oh, this must be the deleted scene. Oh, oh. you want me to give a little uh, shout out or not a shout out? It's not a spoiler either. I just want to admit right now, anybody who listened to the 80s podcast, I did see Labyrinth. I was just being an asshole because I wanted to upset Eric. I hate you so much. <laughs> That's all I was doing. I told you that at work. This I know. No, I hated you then too. I told you. I said, yeah, I, I had talked to you. Not a hundred times, but a lot of times about seeing Labyrinth, and then I just threw it out there, and you went with it. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember what you say. Yeah, I don't listen to you either. We talk about a oh, lot right. of stuff. Yeah, Batman. And I also Donut might Justice. see Deadpool tomorrow. Yeah, are you? What what show? I have no idea right uh, now. Tell me so I can avoid you. Batman mm-hmm. v Superman: Dawn of Justice hits theaters March twenty fifth, while the R rated home version is expected later in the year. All right, some more uh, movie news, Eric. Right. Green Lantern, not in Dawn of Justice or 2017's Justice League film, says WB. All right. Don't expect Green Lantern on screen anytime soon. Not even in 2017's Justice League Part 1. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Warner Brothers 
Warner Brothers Pictures, Greg Silverman, said that no Green Lantern would be appearing in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Justice League Part 1, or any other goddamn film in the next three years. Perhaps not even 2019's Justice League Part 2 or ever. Wow. Ever. Why? Why, Eric? Because the first Green Lantern movie still stings. That's what they say. Green Lantern's an incredible wow. character. He's actually multiple incredible characters. Ooh, Silverman, he's throwing that in so you know he's <laughs> down, Eric. He's down with it. There's real opportunity there. We didn't do a great job on that first Green Lantern movie. This is a character who deserves to be treated in the same way that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are being treated now. So what, how about this? Then put him in and do a good job. What yep. do you think? Which is with great reverence. I guess I can say to Green Lantern fans, if they can be patient with us, I think they'll be really happy. Hmm. Motherfucker. Really? I think that the route that we heard with uh, maybe it being Jon Stewart, uh, I think that would have been the route to go. You can put Jon Stewart in and nobody's going to think, oh, Jesus Christ, I remember that fucking Ryan Reynolds movie. It would be completely different. I also think that that's in the past now. You know, it's a big joke. It was even a joke in the Deadpool movie. Yeah, I I think that this is more of a, I don't know, that it would cost a lot more to put them in. I don't know. The effects don't look good. They just, I don't know. I don't know. I I still don't have a bad taste in my mouth from Superman The Quest for Peace. Yeah. I got over it. I'm okay. And you got over Batman and Robin. Yep. Right. Catwoman. Catwoman. There's a lot of these. Fuck Uh, that movie. Actually, the bad taste is bad. Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil I, had its parts. I actually like Daredevil. Uh, freaking Electra. I never watched it. That was a piece of crap. That was terrible. But yeah, I, I don't know. You, that's how you how you get the bad taste out of your mouth. Like say I yeah, eat a just, shit sandwich. Just do a good job. It doesn't take seven you, years you to do a good job. Some, you eat something better. You eat something that's good, and that would be yeah. Just throw in. Uh, John Stewart would have been the perfect way. You just do that, get him in nah, there. I still think you need a Hal Jordan right off the bat. Yeah, I don't know. I think that you could have went any route. And you could have, yeah. So I didn't like that. But uh, last bit of news. Last bit of news is actually uh, Rebirth news. And it is probably the first thing I've heard of a writer being tagged on a book. And that is Rob Williams will be writing the Rebirth Suicide Squad book. And that and, sounds cool as hell to me. And this came out today, actually. Jim Lee... And that in-store convention kickoff that we laughed about a bunch of times. That happened today. Uh, We're laughing, but it seems like a lot of people were involved. A lot of news is dropping from us, so maybe they were on to something. I don't know, man, because up until that, it seemed like nobody ever was talking about it or even knew about it. This is why I thought it was nonsense and why I think that if they do this and continue, don't do it. Don't mention these comic stores. Don't have the – you just get an online site, this in-store convention kickoff.com. And you have a streaming convention that's online where people just sit at home. They can watch it. You have ads between so that that'll pay for it and stuff like that. You don't need that nonsense of everybody's going to sit in the, the thing for six hours. And Eight I'm hours. Sure, I'm sure next week we'll hear if it was a success. They'll claim it was no matter what. But we'll see if anybody comes out and says like, hey, I own a comic book store and nobody came or people were standing there and they were annoying and this guy shit his pants because yeah, we don't have a bad bathroom in our store but he didn't want to miss anything i know that our store Jim, that we what go were to, you doing at the comic book I, shop? exactly i don't know that the store that we go to which i haven't gone to in a long time i don't yeah. know it has a bathroom i don't think it does there's a burger king nearby and again i'd probably go there and eat but yeah i don't know what's going on with these things that one i go and skip back they don't 
But uh, yeah, see, so there's trouble. But yeah, uh, Jim Lee during this uh, dropped the bomb that Rob Williams will be writing the Rebirth Suicide Squad book. Didn't really have uh, much more from that, but that, of course, is the book that Jim Lee himself will be writing once every seven issues, probably because he always falls behind her. But boom, that's our big joke with him. I said, I looked at all these, and if anybody was uh, following the news of this in-store convention kickoff, it was all just guys sitting there. It looks like everybody kind of uh, called in on Skype, and it did look like an old man's chat roulette going, and it looked awful. And I, I tweeted and then it out. Dicks everywhere, uh, well, right? I actually tweeted out, and I said, "This looks like the worst night of chat roulette ever. At least people have kept their pants on." And then I actually made a little meme that I sent to you. And oh, look at you, you clever boy! Uh, so I just I thought it was funny because boy. Each one that came up. If you're up, making a meme, though, saying this is like chat roulette, every other goddamn panel should have been a dick. No, no, I was just saying that that was what it was. It looked terrible. Dicks it, everywhere. It looked, these guys, each I'm one. We're going to go on chat works. roulette right now, see what happens. Um, each guy, I'm telling you, these guys did not have. Oh, penis. Yeah, penis. This, the, uh, Jimmy Palmiotti's screenshot that I saw was the worst. Doesn't even look like he's looking. His eyes are closed. I don't, it, it just looked <laughs> terrible. But yeah, it's just these guys with their faces. And I said to you, I laugh when a lot of these uh, things happen where they, they have to have stuff behind them to make them look cool and stuff like that. But yeah. You know what I had on Evine Live? What's that? A blanket put up. Yeah, you had a blanket. Yeah, because didn't they yell at you that, you know. They, it was too dark. Yeah, it was too dark. All <laughs> they saw, because your headband, I think, was black too. It was just you. It was like it was like me having a goddamn like a green screen behind me with a bright green headband. It was not looking good. Not looking good. But uh, something else that isn't good, Eric, is the listener. That was the the only thing that didn't look good on that. Yeah, that was the news. All right, to move on, we have listener mail now, and the first part of this listener mail is just let's rip Eric part. I don't know why. That's weird, huh? Didn't really say anything about ripping you. I did mention that people should write in and put dear uh, Jim and Reggie. And that does happen with the first ones from Team Reggie. Team Reggie says, Dear Jim and Reggie, I hope Eric takes a cue from Aerosmith and goes on a permanent vacation. That's a good reference. Reggie actually had more to say than Boosh, and we got through the show with hardly any horror movie bullshit. You already brought some up earlier, didn't you? Or was that before we started talking? I think it was before we started. Keep calling in sick, Eric, just like at the cardboard box factory. Team Reggie. All right. I don't call in. The next, yeah, I have to send a note. I told people about that. <laughs> Dan says, Dan wrote in. Dan. Dan says, hello, weird science. And let's say it like me. How dare you <laughs> skip out on the podcast? I was attacked by swarms of locusts and wilder- wilderness. Yeah. All and that still wilderness. did my segment each and every week. I'd say more, but my Apple Watch tells me it's time to live tweet the new Blossom. Goodbye, weird, goodbye, weird science. Dan. Holy shit, there's a new Blossom? Dan, yeah. That's no, that's the old blossom. Uh, Dan likes to live tweet old shit. Okay, the next one. T true, Dog. I didn't get the joke. God damn it. T-Dog says, yo, Stop, Jim T-Dog. and Reggie, how refreshing it was to put my earbuds in this week to be greeted by the soft, deep tones of Reggie and Jim. Boy, yeah. those two have more chemistry than a, says long pause, chemistry class. Then, just when I was having the time of my life, boosh, Eric shows up <laughs> pretending he's dying and ruins the party. Next time, just let his sorry ass lay in bed and give us the podcast we want and deserve. That's what I was saying. He says, keep it up, and I don't mean the podcast. Love, Tim Dog. Now, the next one is a little more positive for you. Kim says, hey, Jim and Eric. I didn't mention Reggie there because I miss my Eric. 
Oh, I just nice. wanted Good. to make him some soup and cuddle with him all night while watching Puppet Master movies. I hope he is better this week. Love, Kim. And that's that bull- sounds amazing. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, Nobody what? ever fucking wants to make me chicken noodle soup. Or you know You know why she wants to do this? Because I'm the unthreatening, impotent guy. Yeah, that's why. Because you're, you're... <laughs> she listens to other podcasts. She's like, oh, this guy. Don't oh, worry. Poor Eric. bad can happen with him. Yeah, I'll lay in bed with him. He can't get it up, so there'll <laughs> never be anything. Yeah, you're fucking... That's why. Now, the next one, I left Thank it. you, Kim. This, that's very nice. This next one's the worst. Telly says, hey, Jim. Tell Eric he's a whiny piece of shit who barely does anything on the podcast anyway, but damn. can't man up for one goddamn week. We have just spent a whole month listening as Jim lost his voice, yet still bailed it out Creed for everyone to enjoy. Uh-huh. No, that went, yeah. then yeah. the little he did sounded worse than a pathetic prick calling in sick from work uh-huh. because he's a lazy-ass pussy who acts like a little girl. It's then true. he smokes the whole time. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> to top it all off, his girlfriend calls Jim a slave driver. She should take that massive dildo collection and go fuck herself. Or better yet, her girlfriend, Eric. Ryan, is that you? <laughs> By the way, great podcast this week. And yes, Jim, your dad wanted a girl. Big <laughs> fan of Homeboys in Outer Space, Telly. Now, Damn, Telly. you did say, you think that Telly is Ryan. <laughs> That'd be good, Ryan. Uh, now, the net one, Jet Hag. Hey, guys, thanks for the short podcast. Hashtag no longer the hardest working guys in podcasting. Oh, it only takes one week, Eric, and you're it done. Does. We talked about it all last week, me and Reggie, about how if you miss a week, you're done. All right. Now we're going to go to the next one, which I'm very glad he wrote in. This is not really a bash on you. Excellent. Um, but it was me talking because Reggie was on the podcast right. and I was talking to him about Red Robert. We haven't heard from Red Robert in a while. He likes to date a lot, Eric, and I was mm-hmm. afraid something happened to him. But Red Roberts says that is not the case because he says, Dear Jim and Eric and Reggie, I guess, the reports of my bailing have been greatly exaggerated. I like to report that I'm still here and have not missed a single episode. Nice. Reggie has not managed to drive me away. That's me and Reggie both thought that that was why. <laughs> and in the interest of not having any bad blood, we may as well use the phrase before Taylor Swift can make us pay for even thinking it. Between us, I want to say that I do, in fact, enjoy his presence and his smooth tones whenever he's on a segment with so either one of you, just like last week's podcast, the emergency podcast or the award show. I still skip his recklessness whenever it crops up, but having someone to play off of has made his insights actually enjoyable. Now, this will be good because this week, me and Reggie are doing the recklessness together, Nice. Together. Then he says, Reggie, please forgive me. I'd like to promise that I'd be better and send in a mail every week, but I can't since having a job at an actual cardboard box factory (laughs) and a beautiful bit of podcast listener synergy, going to school on the weekends and enjoying a rich, ethnically diverse sex life keeps me pretty busy. Nice. Wish I had that. I don't have any. So do I. What are you going to do, limp dick? Besides, I decided that I have nothing to contribute since I don't have any poop stories or a favorite cereal because apparently at 24 years old, (laughs) I'm more of an adult than any of you. That is true. I still love you. Weird science. And I'll come back at some point like a comic book villain to haunt your nightmares and insult you. On a comic book related note, I read Greg Puck's first issue of Teen Titans. And boy, if that guy can't salvage it, the franchise might be doomed. You know what the funny thing is? I don't know if he means it was bad or not because I did I, not enjoy it that much. I'm saying I didn't read it, and I think he thinks I – I don't think he enjoyed it either. Okay, that's but what he, he, has, he has great reverence for fucking Greg Pye. I know. You know what? This ain't working. I'm Tell sorry, you know. Greg. This I franchise just, is I, But it also could be, man, I, I have great reverence for him. And, man, if he can't salvage it, man, nobody can. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to what Rebirth that still does sounds bad. <laughs> to the Teen Titans since it's been one of my favorites ever since I started reading comics a couple of years ago, especially Jeff Johns and Sean McKeever's respective runs. Have a nice week. Keep me updated on Batman and Robin Eternal, and I'll take my Polish joke to go. And it's going to be to go uh, seriously because I forgot to look one up, Eric. So oh, really? uh, when we come back from a segment, I will be back with one of the Polish jokes. Uh, I forgot <laughs> all about it. Sincerely, I even have in this thing. Insert Polish joke here. <laughs> Sincerely yours, and you're welcome, Red Robin. Yeah, At least you reminded Polish. yourself. Yeah, I'm freaking ridiculous. Now, the next one is from Ryan. Oh, yeah? Did you see what I put next I to did. it? I did. Not that Ryan. I checked. It is not Ryan Clark. It was Clark, right? Yes. All right. Hi. Why doesn't an email allow you to tab? At first I got this and I thought this was like, oh, he thought we were the fucking Microsoft, the Excel uh, fucking helpline. We were the IT guys? Yes. That's freaking ridiculous when you're trying to write a grammatically correct paragraph. I don't know what those are either. No. You know what I'm talking about. Eh, if you read my reviews. Anyways, how are you, Jim and Reggie? This is the best. Wow. I, it, I don't think this is him um, trying to be a smartass to you. No. I think that last week was the first he listened to So he is not aware that you are usually the co-host. I don't generally know yet why I'm writing this email. I just saw the email address and felt compelled. Maybe it's to avoid a doing work impulse. How about I'll ask two questions, one nonsense and one comics related. What's the worst date you've ever been on, Eric? Now, we talked about this a bit this week. And, like, what do you really consider a date? Um, Again, do you consider a date where a guy asked you to go to a party uh, and you show up not realizing this guy is gay and when you get there, there are a bunch of guys in their pajamas. Is that a date? Possibly. Okay. See, well, I don't know. I well, don't know. then I have a winner, Eric. Does <laughs> <laughs> that happen to me? Uh, you go on with your story. What, I, say, I, I, I think w- the story that you told me uh, is the one that I think is the worst. The one I'll where say, you went to Because I've, I've done stuff where I've been on, like, uh, in a relationship with a girl. We've gone place. I didn't know if it was a date or not, then if we're already, you know, dating. But um, I, ha- I was seeing this girl, and I got, finally got the courage up to ask her out. And she said, okay. And I was planning, I'm like, I'm going to take her to the best steak place I know. And the worst part is, I'd known this girl for like 12 years at this point. Yeah, you were longtime friends, right? Longtime friends. Best, you know, longtime and she friends. Grew and then up you became hot. lovers. She, no, we never did. Oh. She grew up hot. It's because you're a cock. I was not back then. Or now. I I redeemed myself. I redeemed myself. Didn't you hurt uh, yourself when you redeemed yourself? I might have. I don't (laughs) even know. Um, Ah, yes. But anyway, I I take her to this great steak place. Best place in town. No, best place in town. And and I'm telling her, hey, this is going to be amazing. It's the best place to get steak. Eric, I'm a vegetarian. And I hmm. died inside a little bit yeah, because yeah. I've been this girl for a long ass to, time. Huh? Luckily, they had seafood there, and she was not one of those like uh, vegan vegetarians where she could only eat whatever you know vegetables. I get very so confused. I get very confused. With I have no idea, but she had some seafood. It was an okay date. We went and got drunk later. I made an ass out of myself. We never had a date again. Never a date again. Still so good friends. You though. said you were seeing her. Were you actually seeing her, or this was the first date? No, no, that was the other. That was the other girl. Okay. I, I didn't know if that considered a date or not. Uh, this was. A, this is yeah, I think that this, you know, one and done type dates is what he was looking for. But yeah, um, just to follow up on my, my story, I ended up at a party with a bunch of guys in pajamas. I was not wearing pajamas. 
Neither was this guy. And, and I just because they didn't know like, you don't it wear wasn't like the guy, the guy didn't like show up and give me a corsage or anything. I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I know what was going on. This was a fuck party. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it was. I got the hell out of there. I actually stayed for a little bit. People were very nice. And then I you ate their food and then you left. Things were starting to get a little crazy. I got out of there. But there was also, we talked about it on the 80s podcast where my actual girlfriend, we went to see Can't Buy Me Love and she cried through the whole thing. Oh, it's and so then good. I think left and uh, had sex with her old boyfriend. That's one of them. There was another one where I went. There was another one that a friend of mine told me that this girl wanted to go out on a date with me. So we went. We went to a movie. And then afterwards, we came out and it was freezing cold. And she asked me if I wanted to wear her jacket. Because maybe (laughs) I even said, like, you know, me and small talk. Man, it's cold out. Oh, you want to wear my jacket? No, no, that's okay. And basically told my friend that I was a fucking asshole because I turned on her jacket. And that to her meant that I said I was too good for her. Does that make any sense at all? Any it's sense. just because she was you were the smaller of the yeah, two, and no, she felt she had to take care of you. She was probably four inches shorter than me. Wow. Uh, yeah. She was two you foot ten. You dating midgets back then? Two foot ten. Actually, no, that still wouldn't be considered a midget, but it was close. I was but making yeah, fun of you, goddamn. The it. other bit was... It didn't uh, have to be real. If you could pick any JSA character to have a solo cartoon, who would you pick? Any JSA member. Hmm. Uh, you want me to tell you who I would? Yeah. I would either go Starman or Hourman. I think I would two. go with, uh, I didn't even think of Starman, but Hourman would be good. I think Starman would be awesome. Yeah, though. I think Starman would be the best. And I, I do not have a lot of uh, background with the characters. but just You know who would not be good? Dr. Midnight. Dr. Midnight would not be good? No. How about Wonder Woman? How about that? Or... She's only the secretary. Hey, how about Black Canary? Would you go she, with that? She was not in the JSA. Yeah, I'm talking about was. the original. I'm talking about the original JSA. No, he's just saying any. He didn't say. Oh, original. See, I was going Golden Age. No, he's just said JSA. Okay, so see, that's why I said she's the secretary. All right. Well, then mind. Golden Age, I would. Yeah, I'd go. Probably, I still go Star Man, freaking yeah. uh, Our Man. Our Man would be good. Yeah, I'm looking now. You have the All Star Comics Golden Age members, Eric, and Star Man is not included. So no, no, there he is, Ted Knight. Wasn't he in Too Close for Comfort? Yes, he was. Yeah, I I like Starman. You don't like uh, Dr. Midnight? You don't want... uh, I really like Dr. Midnight. That'd be the most boring show you'd ever watch. I'm looking at all of Sandman. You want to? Hawkman, Carter Hall. Sandman might be cool. How about uh, Alan Scott, Jay Garrick? That that would just be boring. I'm saying, you just got Green Lantern and Flash. Uh, He wants Wildcat, is what he goes on to say. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he says, I would pick Wildcat. I've never been a huge Wildcat me. fan. I just thought he was kind of boring, like the original Adam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like, it was funny. I'm paging through these, and I didn't see Starman. He's right there. And <laughs> I got confused. But, yeah, there, uh, there is Wonder Woman. There's Johnny Thunder. How about Johnny, Johnny Thunder? Thunder? You got him. But, yeah, he says, should probably get back to work now. Thanks for your time. Hardest working guys in comics. All right. That is Ryan. He does not mention you on that. The next one is Mark. Mark says, Sup, Jim and Eric. Sup, Mark. Well, another month, another disappointing issue of Batman Beyond. Remember, Mark is our resident Batman Beyond fan. All right. Or or, uh, resident, uh, what would you call it, expert. Eric, your review was pretty much spot on. Mark, you just lost your badge. You are no longer an expert (laughs) if you think that's the case. If this issue has taught me anything, it's that Dan Juergens should be writing a book about the citizens of Neo-Gotham and the conflicts with the refugees outside city walls because that has all been super good. While the rest feels like it's all been written himself into a corner and is trying to get out. It's funny. I didn't read through this whole thing before. 
kind of what I think as well. Yeah. I think that this is all heading. We're going to talk about the book, obviously, in a little bit. I think this is all heading for just that rebirth, reboot. I think that something's going to happen, and it's just going to completely erase Brother Eye, and everything's going to go back to normal, because I don't know where the hell this is all going. It doesn't even seem to make sense of where it's going in two more issues. That's just me. But yep. he says, on a single page, we even learned from Cuvier. Is it Cuvier? I said Cuvier. 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 Who apparently knows everything about everything that... One, Brother Eye captured the Justice League minus Micron and Batman and had them in stasis for potential future use. Yeah, True. I thought that was odd. Uh, the Borged Out Superman, John Stewart, and Wonder Woman, Tim and Micron uh, destroyed are apparently, quote, artificial constructs created to demoralize the populace. True. That was so weird. <laughs> Though why you would give his artificial Superman a weakness to kryptonite is beyond me, as well <laughs> as why he would only make one construct of any of the heavy hitters. Three, Micron, whose memories of Bardem Warhawk dying and being converted are in fact false memories and perceptions, and planet to shield the truth. When would this have happened? By who? Wasn't Brother Eye? He, was already, he already said Micron was the only one to elude him. Even if it was the Eye, he would have used him to take down the Shroud. And as we know, Tim did that. The Elephant Man, maybe? The Elephant Man, maybe. That Elephant Man just showed up. Yeah. In conclusion, wrote him into bending. a corner. Yeah, I'm back, uh... Mark is now again the expert because he's right on. I, this issue made no sense. That's uh, from Mark, and he says, P.S. Eric, I hope you still feel like shit. He does not say that. No, he says, P.S. Eric, hope you are feeling better. I'm, I'm picking Thank up Thank you, Mark. This, the beginning of this podcast, I, I was in a bad mood. My back hurts. I'm going to try to pick it up. Give me a little Ed Lover. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Put me on the spot. Give me a little Ed Lover. Come Doing on, it. Ed Lover. <laughs> There we go. All right. I'm getting back. I'm getting back. You gotta do the dance. All right. I can't. I just started bobbing up and down. And do my, it. My back is killing me. Killing Man, me. Man, I am and rocking this head lover dance. Most of the Get time on during the podcast, my back hurts just from carrying your fucking ass <laughs> on it. But it actually hurts today. Manship is the next one he said. And thanks, Mark. Uh, Manship says, hello, weird science. Hello, weird science. Sure, we couldn't understand a word that sick Eric was saying last week, and the podcast only covered some of the books. You At least we got something thanks to Mr. Werner and Ravishing Reggie Randy. Did a great job filling Goddamn in for blood America's sucker, man, Sweet Tart. The very well-done 80s emergency podcast helped fill in for the missing three hours of last week's podcast. Three hours. I'm telling you, everybody complaining about a short podcast, it was still, what, three hours and 45 minutes? Something like that. That's like seven other podcasts. Although I started the 80s podcast in the car with my son, but quickly had to change it due to Eric's use of the P word. Are, I guess you called you a me a pussy or something. Why would you ever listen to this podcast now, with your the kids? The funniest is then he says to quote my son, "Thanks, asshole." He can't. <laughs> he can't hear pussy, but he's you know says thanks, asshole. Yeah, Manship, Manship sent me a note because he listened to the 80s podcast. And he sends me a note. Hey, which one of these movies that you talked about? You know, which ones are safe for my kid to watch? Now, he's already told me he watched Better Off Dead, so I mentioned these others in the podcast that, uh, you know, what I could remember. Yeah. And then he, like, wrote back, like, what about Better Off Dead? Uh, you already watched that. I don't have to tell you that. Jesus. Then I said, uh, One Crazy Summer, because him and his yeah. son loved freaking Better Off Dead. And he's like, ah, we saw that or something like that. <laughs> now, he's, he was watching some animated movies. Him and his son watched uh, Bad Blood, Batman Bad Blood. Yeah, I still haven't uh, watched that. He said it was really good. And he nice. was looking for things. I actually gave him the shout-out uh, that you told me that a lot of the old uh, DC stuff's back on Netflix. 
Uh, the, the movies, though. Yeah, 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 the movies. That's that's what he's kind of going around watching. He See, I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on Netflix this week. No, did you? Oh, yeah, I did. Mm, I watched that a uh, couple weeks ago with my son, Ethan. And I wanted to watch Ghostbusters 2 last night. Could not find it in my collection. Couldn't really? find it online. Um, the other thing I was... Th- oh, he, won- he wanted to watch The Last Dragon. That's one All of right. his favorite movies. I don't even know what that is. It's the uh, Bruce Lee... Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he wanted to watch that, and he For some reason in my mind it went right to the last unicorn, but with no, a dragon instead. He, you know, he couldn't find it, and they had it on demand for uh, buying it for like fifteen bucks. And fuck that, Get the fuck you know, out he of here. wasn't gonna do that. Yeah, I think um, I got uh, Enter the Dragon and Fist of Fury in my collection. Yeah, yeah, Fist of Fury. Is that a porno I was starting? Fist I of, hope not. That's actually Fists of Fury. This he goes on. I believe that it was Arcus. Chumuk, who was leading the Green Lantern charge in last week's Justice League issue. And then he describes that Arcus Chumuk as humanoid male, brown fur, stocky build, resembles a werewolf. Sounds like him to me. I don't know. It still didn't look like I don't know who that was. Rumor is that Chumuk and Nort uh, are teaming up and getting their own book in Rebirth. That sounds terrible. Full of crap. All right. And that is the, uh, that is Tattooed Manship. And Manship. Yes, thanks, Mitch. The last email came in late, 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 late. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't even have Manship on no, my this list. this one came in late. Brandon, he freaking checked in at the last second. He says, Jim and Reggie may be Eric. You Just checking in this week to see if Eric survived his latest bout of swine flu. <laughs> he shouldn't make fun of your girlfriend, Eric. Ooh. My suggestion, <laughs> oh, she's going to kill me. My suggestion, <laughs> if he's still under the weather, is a healthy dose of Marlboro Lights. Yeah, that did that help you? Did that help you out last last week? You're fucking smoking. No, it did not. No, I told you though. It's a goddamn reaction to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. feel like I got to do something with my hands. How many smoking deals did you have tonight? I have no idea. I don't keep count. All right, I think that should be the new uh, game. Every time you light up, chug at least twelve times daily. That should clear things up in no time. Haven't said it tonight. I think you did actually during the news. I don't think I did. We'll have to go back and listen. I don't. I don't think I did. Because when I do, I, I hear myself start it, and I'll go, I, now I stop. Finish listening to the 80s Movies Podcast, and I can tell you guys take this topic very seriously, but I have to pop in with a little love for He-Man, Masters of the Universe. I actually think the movie is terrible now and really has nothing, almost <laughs> nothing to do with He-Man, other nope. than it using the names and a vague look uh, likes. But I was so taken with those type of action movies as a kid, it gets nostalgia points. Pretty sure I wore that tape out, but I'm still 28 years later trying to figure out what the hell kind of creature that small white scaly lizard creature is with the old lady hair. Yeah, it's Blade, I think. That guy scared the shit out of me as yeah. a kid. I shared that picture on Twitter with you this week. Yeah, I was talking, we were talking to Brandon mm-hmm. about this earlier this week, and I'm, I'm telling him, I saw this movie in the drive-ins. I with saw the fucking, movie twice in the theater. It was, a, it was a double feature with the Fat Boys movie, Disorderlies. And, and that's I, the worst. Disorderlies was better. Yeah, yeah. And, well, the thing is, as a kid though, I loved He Man. I thought this movie was amazing. I own it was one of the first DVDs I bought, and I have still to this day not been able to fall like stay awake through the whole thing. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. I, I like Disorderlies. <laughs> I haven't watched Disorderlies yeah, since I've, then. I watched. Uh, I went to see He Man twice in the theater, and I've not watched it since. And I, I have. Good recollections of it. I know that if I watch it now, I think it's nonsense. And even then, I knew nothing, nothing yeah, about him. You were not I a just fan. Went, I was just going to movies. I, I liked things. I said, hey, that looks like Crawl. I'm in. <laughs> God you know, damn it. I knew what it was about. But uh, 
And you know well, what? I'm saying, though, you don't really because this has nothing to do with He-Man. Well, no, though. I'm just saying I knew going in, oh, it's yeah. He-Man, whatever. And I'll tell you, I was a big Dolph Lundgren fan. <laughs> you got me there. That star power got me, Eric. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Uh, he says, goes on with that lizard creature. That creature still haunts my dreams, which makes me wonder why I watch that damn movie so much. Also, Christmas-related 80s movies. A Christmas story gets points for being watchable and not awful. I love Christmas Oh, story. that's a great movie. It's weird, though, that if we have a Christmas list, that would definitely, I guess, I think that would be number one for me. Um, I don't think of it as an 80s movie as much. I know no, that doesn't make I. sense, but just because it's a Christmas movie, I just pretty much put it in the Christmas movie category. Um, but yeah, that's probably my favorite Christmas movie. I love that movie. I, I watch it all, all things like that. And it, me and you, I mean, how many times a week? Do, I like the Wizard of Oz. Like Anytime too, we man. hear anybody say something about liking something or we say it ourselves, we, we say that to each other. I can still watch that at least twice each Christmas, usually when I'm tired of listening to my family nonsense and I need a mental break. We didn't watch it this year. Yeah? Uh, no, and we were really planning on it. That's something we watch a lot, and we did not. Uh, we ended up not really putting on the TV a lot during Christmas, and I believe... That's because Daddy said Christmas is canceled, kids. That's right. No, I believe that most of it was because they were playing video games all day. Now, I'm not a man like that likes to pat myself on the back here, Jim. But I called it last week when we got a good Eternal, and I was hesitant to praise it because I was sure it would be followed up by shit on a stick. I actually have that in my my intro. Brandon, I, and I wrote that intro a lot uh, before you sending this, so I win. And what did we get? Right. The Bat Family Pity Party of the Year. What, is he listening to what I'm going to write? He's picking my brain. Mother of mercy. Is that, that's Brandon's ay ay ay. Mother <laughs> mercy. Heavens to Murgatroyd. That was bad. I think Anthony said it best in the comments. Only four more to go. That was all I got DC-wise this week, which brings me to my final point. It feels like their output has been so scattered lately, I either get one book or six books based on what drops that week. And we know what you're talking about because that's how our reviews go. Eric had two reviews this week. Good times. Which let him catch up on all his other stuff, right? Yeah. No, it did not. I wish it would even – I wish it would even out more – but we know they aren't suddenly going to get their act together at this point in this close to Rebirth. That's why we want to, when Rebirth comes, we're going to really scientifically th- figure this out so we can get a, a even amount each week. God, I hope this works out, he says. I hope I- this sneaks in the podcast. I know it's late. It was very late. Brandon Beamure, 36660. And speaking of Brandon, we're going to stop right now. And go to another one of Brandon's Gorilla Radio reviews, I'd like to call them. I'm going to come up with something because he is the only one utilizing the rant and rave line. And you know what that gets you? It gets you on the podcast, Eric. So he's going to give us a little review of some other books that he read. Take it away, Brandon. How are we doing, Weird Science? This is Brandon. I'm here to give you a quick Marvel Minute. A book I chose this week is Old Man Logan number 3. A quick rundown, if you're not familiar, Old Man Logan is Wolverine, future version of him. Uh, Marvel reboot, he got lumped in with all the regular Marvel characters in the present. So he's on a mission here to to correct his his future from happening where his family and and kids are brutally murdered by a Hulk gang. So so he's got a a list of four people on his arm. Butcher, Bruce Banner, Red Skull, Mysterio. He wants to take those guys out so his dystopian future doesn't happen, if you will. This, This issue starts after old man Logan there took an L at the hands of the Amadeus Chow version of Hulk. He wakes up in Hawkeye's apartment. 
decides to go look for him, who who was his buddy in the Mark Miller version of Old Man Logan. He gets woken up by Lady Hawkeye, who is Kate Bishop. She wants to know what he's doing there. He lets her know, shows her the list. In the midst of their conversation, he kind of passes out, has a flashback. Again, the flashback that they keep harping on in all three of these issues is, is his spending some time with his family, and they let you know how fucked up the future is. It's not good. The, the Hulk gang runs it. The, the bad guys have killed all the heroes. Uh, and Wolverine just kind of refuses to do anything about it, which ultimately leads to his family being murdered. Again, this is the third time in three issues they, they've shown you this, so I hope in future issues they kind of cut this out. He wakes up, but he finds out after being passed out for 33 and a half hours, the healing factor isn't exactly what it used to be. It's about as quick as turtle on marijuana. So the story goes along. They decide him and Kate Bishop to go after Mysterio since she has a lead on his whereabouts. Uh, leads them to... to uh, Back alley bar there, Wolverine busts down the door, filled with guns, goes after the guy, takes his hand off right away, asking where Mysterio's at. Ace Bishop being a true hero, not down with the uh, the chopping off limbs, starts firing arrows at Wolverine, asking him to stop. He mentions how his healing factor works great against arrows still. Uh, goes after her. That leads to a little punchy-punchy, kicky-kicky between the two of them. Uh, in the unsexiest of ways, and she takes off. Wolverine also takes off without having any leads or whereabouts to any of the three remaining people on his hit list. Brett's called Mysterio, and I'm forgetting the third name, but I mentioned it earlier, so rewind if you care. And uh, he runs into Steve Rogers, uh, old man Captain America. Gets hit with the garbage can lid. Uh, He looks up, notices it's him, and Steve Rogers mentions they need to talk and see. This book was written by Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. I don't do the 1 through 10 rating like Jim and Eric. I'm going to tell you to buy it, borrow it, or don't worry about it at all. And this is definitely uh, a borrow. If you're following the old man Logan storyline, you might be interested in seeing what happens. But other than that, uh, you can pass and maybe to the next issue or maybe even the next story arc because it looks like they're just treading old ground for uh, this first arc here. Uh, all right, till next week, guys. You need me, you can holler at BMER3660. I'm out. Man, we're back. All right. Back we are. And it is the meat and cheese of the podcast, the books. Boy, boy, I'm down this week. The, these books really killed me. They, do you need some more Ed Lover? No. I don't, I don't think you'll get it because of the dance. You need to do the dance with no, it. No, I can't. I can't even stand up. I'm actually recording this laying down. <laughs> That's a little... I, I'm laying down, looking at the computer. It really actually is hurting me more because I have to keep reaching up and I have the mic set weird. But yeah, the books... There's going to be spoilers. I don't know if the robot was going to say anything before this, so I will tell you now there's going to be spoilers galore. And if you want to go to the full-out reviews, go to the website at weirdsciencedcomicsblog.blogspot.com. You can see some crazy reviews. Uh, But, yeah, we're going to talk about the books right now, and we're going to start with what we always start with, and I can't wait till it ends. (laughs) Batman and Robin Eternal. It's soon, baby. It's soon. Don't worry. Even Anthony on the site's like, boy, the only good thing about this issue is there's only four left. (laughs) <laughs> and I agree with them. Brandon agreed with them earlier. It's just, it's awful. Batman and Robin Eternal, number 22, written by Genevieve Valentine, art by Fernando Blanco, John Rausch, 
and Corey Breen. Now, I before I even say my little thing here, I even said in my review, Genevieve Valentine, Fernando Blanco, I love, I love both of them. I All love Genevieve cast. Valentine. <laughs> Fernando Blanco, I've never been disappointed with. I can't say that after this issue. Till now. Because, boy, it sucked. And I don't know what the hell Genevieve Valentine was doing because this did not seem up to her quality either. It seems like both have given up. Yeah, I think they have. They, they've actually, they, maybe they're the only ones of this creative team of this whole big thing that's actually reading this book along with us to keep up with it, and they've had enough. All right, another week, another issue of Eternal. After liking last week's issue, I should have known we'd get back to the norm this week. See, this is going to be just <laughs> like what Brandon said. In case we didn't know, we see how evil Mother is, and the Robins throw a pity party, and everyone's invited. Everyone. We finally get rid of Orphan, and when Damien plays cheerleader, the Robins are ready to rumble. But it may be too late because the issue ends with Mother activating the Somnus satellite, and I'm glad this is almost over. The Somnus satellite? Yeah. yeah, Really, everything that happens in this book, and I don't know how it can rebound for me now because (laughs) I did love last issue. I loved last issue, and it was all... The flashbacks. Yep. We got a lot of Batman flashbacks. And we because see how of did. that, yeah, I went I, into this book I was and I had to. no idea what was and going on. Yeah, I actually, I, it didn't throw me off as much. But yeah, you even said like, what the hell happened the last issue? Yeah, it's been, did, did I miss something? Yeah, because it opens up in the Arctic Circle. You know, where we've always been. The Arctic Circle? The Arctic Circle. It, you know what? I'd like to call that no one's country. <laughs> now. I'm telling you, even when I read that. I totally fucked up. I don't know what was with me reading this morning, but it's like the Arctic Circle, no one's country now. I, yeah, I did like, not put a period there at like all. Like somehow Mother had taken over the Arctic Circle. It, all, <laughs> all I think you have to do, where she is at least, you show up. Yeah. You survive for more than three minutes, it's yours. And really, I might even plant a flag, who knows? I even got a concern because of some things that I got mad about about this. And. I thought, okay, I'm going to really look. And the Arctic Circle is a very large area, um, including parts of Russia. So you did your research. Well, I just looked at it thinking, you know, I'm going to say the Arctic Circle because when I hear the Arctic Circle, I immediately just think of the North Pole. That's what I think. It's it's bigger than that. But they're they're playing this up like it is the North Pole. I mean, they are in a desolate area. Nobody's there. It even says no one's country, which that doesn't make any sense really in the whole factual basis of it. What I want to know is who the fuck made this fucking cathedral build into a goddamn <laughs> fucking iceberg? Who? Somebody. Who is going there? Who is getting this contract where they're going to build this secret? First off, if you're going to get that contract, you're going to end up dead. She's not going to have you build this and then just let you go and tell people about it. You're, you're dead. And I think it's really shoddy engineering because I think she just got a bunch of children to do it. She may have. Maybe she but again. It's built on the that, bones of you children. That, okay. You go into that place. It's pretty high tech, right? Oh, yeah. Where, where's this power coming from? Where's this power where they appear to be in the middle of nowhere or at least Nuclear no one's country? Power, Jim. Where Nuclear. is this power going? Nuclear power, huh? It's a bunch of fucking hooey. And what it is is sub, one along the lines of just, hey, we need a set piece, and we're going to throw it there without thinking of anything. They're there. And she has got the biggest, baddest villain hideouts ever. The, other, the last one yeah. we were at was in a goddamn volcano. Then, and then if you want to even go more, she's even uh, associated with the fucking St. Oh, well, not St. Hadrian's. What's it called? Where they were in oh, Santa Saint Prisca. St. Dumas. St. Dumas. Everybody in this book has these crazy hideouts. Even the 
I remember when um, the only disappointment was Orphan's actual house. Right. When they went there and they uh, Harper even nice calls it house. out. But Harper's like, boy, this is my first villain lair. And it's oh, you know this. what? So, and the thing was, so it, was, it, wasn't, it even wasn't even real. Yeah, it was, it was in their minds. Where is Sculptor, by the way? Uh, who knows? I haven't even thought about her until you know, we just brought that up. Sculpt this. I'm telling you, I'm so out of this. It starts off, there's Mother. Oh, my God. You know what I haven't learned up until now? That Mother is evil. You know, she is so a evil bad person. that she'll, uh, if you're not doing your job properly, a little kid, it's freaking, yeah, it's a child labor she's doing. I think in the meantime, one guy's working a satellite, the other one's making Nikes. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. The other one's on lunch break. He's the, just making some mac and cheese. Fucking poor, poor kid, Adam. Poor was, Adam. He was a little off with that. He's a kid. He doesn't know. He thought he was playing a video game. It's like freaking Ender's game. I'm telling you, though, up until we see him getting dragged away, the dialogue here is like, let's pay more attention than Adam did. I'm like, is that just like a turn of phrase? Like, I don't know that kid from Adam. I, 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 actually, <laughs> I, I actually didn't think that, but it made me laugh. But yeah, then they drag him away. Like, oh, children, mother won't let anyone fail you. Like, you just, that, I, that was my best friend. You're just freaking, and then she's, then she's just, she ends with mother's coming, and I got a little aroused. Mother's a boy's best friend, mother's man. Mother's coming, a little aroused. But then we go, and we see that Orphan is there flying his plane with Poppy, yeah. and in the back is Cassandra and Harper. And I, I also like the fact that you see Cassandra from the back, and she they're not, they didn't just tie her up. She's got fucking chains. Oh, they, yeah, they she's terribly her. locked down. Oh, my goodness. But the only thing that threw me off here, you know, and when you hate something as much as you hate this series, you, you do start to nitpick and get oh, mad yeah. at everything. But in the issue where a couple issues ago when they did get him, uh, Poppy and Orphan were talking, and I think it was Orphan told Poppy, hey, don't worry, our pickup's coming. They're going to be here in a minute. Uh, where are they? Because I think <laughs> this is only a two-seater in the front. I think that they killed whoever came and picked them up. Of course you, they did. You do not want to work for Mother. And, uh, you who came and picked them up? Adam. Yeah, Adam might have Adam and freaking Tommy. Who knows? And really, Tom Pop- John? Pa- yeah, Tommy John. Poppy's still in this book. It's, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. They have nothing for her to do. No. And even here at the end, she shows up and they just tell her to go away. Hey, Poppy, go over there. Okay, yeah. mother. So you get that little sneak peek. Then you get the sneak peek of the Robins, who I do not, I don't know where this art's going. Are they the I Robins? Said, I even said at this point where in my notes I said, oh, at this point I like the art. I was wrong. These Robin parts just are awful. This whole book, any time a Robin shows up, like you said, I don't even know who they are. We even argued before the podcast which was which at one point. have no idea. The only way you can tell Jason is Jason is the outfit. That's actually all of them. Yeah. Luckily they're wearing their outfits for the most part because if not, I'd be so confused. But yeah, it shows Tim trying to close. Oh, there was the times plane. where they didn't show the freaking below the neck, and I was confused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they show, and they are in spiral. Uh, I like that too. Spiral headquarters. Too late. <laughs> huh? Really? I, actually, that means that it's like past eleven. Damien has to go to bed. But yeah, Tim's trying to track. I mean, Jim's got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah really. If that's nine thirty, Tim's <laughs> trying to track them. They come. Where's Goliath? He's doing shit. He's he kicking showed it. up before, and then I, I guess he couldn't fit in here. He's tied up outside. He's just going around. I don't know. I don't want a big-ass bat monster. I know that Paul. That Paul was looking forward to it. That's why Paul was looking forward to this issue. No Goliath. He was out. He got <laughs> mad. But, yeah, then we head back to That's Harper. your breaking point, Goliath. Yeah. Yes. We head back with Harper in the plane 
with Cassandra. And me and you talked about this beforehand. And I'm telling you, I did. I don't mind the scene as much, but it, it kind of fell flat. And it's Harper telling Cassandra, um, basically, listen, you, you ruined my life. You killed my mom. Uh, she was a great person. I loved her. Now I don't have her because of you. But you know what? I, I can't even go get mad at you because I really don't have any feelings. And that's the first sign, I think, of a, of a serial killer. She has no feelings. Yeah. Uh, you liked it because you, you got that story. It reminded yeah, you I really uh, liked as, the story. A, as a poor kid, you told me. Yeah. I, I don't mind the story, but to me... It just it it was hollow to me because saying, we never got to meet her Jim, mother. This really. is one of the few things in this issue I like. Don't yeah, you dare I take didn't. it away from me. I only me. like one thing, and this is not it because to me, it's one of those. Hey, we're gonna have character development after the fact, and I'm gonna tell you instead of showing you. It's just Harper telling a story, and it didn't even seem the art wise or what she was saying that she was really even that upset. And then when at the end when she says, "You know what? I don't even feel anything," I'm like, "Yeah, neither do I." Neither do I, because we only saw the only thing we really got of her mother was her mother thought that the awful husband slash Harper's father um, shouldn't be stealing copper. Yeah. That's all we got. And that that was supposed to tell us. And she had a uh, taste for scarves and leather fucking gloves. But, yeah, I don't get it. And also, you know what else throws me now? You gotta I'll, let I'll that even, go, brother. I know. I'll tell you right now where all of a sudden out of nowhere, it freaking – Cassandra just decides to start talking at, at random times. Even here, she's like, Harper, Harper. And then at the end when uh, Cassandra, uh, Harper says, eh, it doesn't matter anyway, Mother's going to kill us. And then you get the, never, she whispers, I guess. Yeah, no, it's not like she's actually coming know, out doing full she, she has, no, since the beginning, though, she has come out and said more Certain and more. Words, yeah. And I just, I think it's, I, I really, I don't care anymore. And this late edition of, you know what, this is what my mother did and meant to me. Yeah. I, I can't say I care. I, it really did. It, it fell flat to me. And you go from there and you get the Robins. And I said in the intro, Brandon said, and yes, they, they're throwing a pity party. They're basically, instead of acting and doing something, the they're worst. pretty much just bitching and moaning about what they can't do. Um, I said to you, and I think I said it in my review, the dialogue comes off as a bunch of people just saying shit without listening. <laughs> like, they're just like one guy saying one thing, the other saying the other. Uh, at the beginning, Damien, who I don't know what he looks like. I'm telling you, that's that, <laughs> that picture I sent you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wh what is he? He looks like Simple Jack. <laughs> that's what he looks like. He's a little waterhead is the He's problem. a little bit off. And he's like, hey, he actually... Of all these, Damien, he's the only one. He just shows up, and yes, they push the fact as well that Mother has beaten them down. Mother has beaten all of them down. Damien just shows up. He's ready to rumble, and you know what? They're done, and it, it came off very odd to me. They're like, eh, because then Damien even says, hey, what if we hijacked the satellites and created interference? <laughs> anyway, Tim, who even from the back, Tim is off to me. You said you didn't mind Tim. He is so off to me. This whole uh, – the art of all of them is just weird. Um, he just is like – he's like me. He's always going to find something. He's miserable. <laughs> so he's like, hey, but how about we hijack other satellites and create interference? No, no, no. And he's like, nah, that, that, that'd take a week. And you know what? <laughs> Too many false trials. And I'm thinking to myself, false trials? 
this is no time for that. Like, that, it, it, that's not the scientific method, Damon. You know what? We're going to have to get into the... No. I, I like it's, you going He just wants to do something, and let's try it. You are at the point where a Hail Mary, you got to do it. Honestly, no, no, I'm telling you that. No. He, if, if Tim tells me it's going to take a week for this to go on, it's going to take a week. He's I'm a smart you, guy. You here. Say, if he says, ah, you know, take a week, and I'm like, how about we try? You start doing that instead of fucking sitting around bitching and moaning. You do that. Hey, uh, Dick, you know, what's your problem? Uh, Dick, actually, Dick kind of seems in with Damien at first, cause he's, but the lettering's off. Because they said, oh, so we weird. don't know. Yeah, we don't know when she's going to strike. And usually we do not bring up the letter. Ever. This is weird because he says Gotham, and that's in bold. And then it ends, no way, in bold. And that's all you see, Gotham, no way. I'm like, why no way? Why wouldn't it's she go there? Gotham? No way she leaves it yeah, unscathed. Yeah, it's so weird because, yeah, he says Gotham, no way she leaves it unscathed. But the way the bold is, you just it's say so Gotham, weird. no way. It's almost like saying yes and shaking your head no. To me, it's 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 off. Yeah, but yeah, um, Tim or uh, Jason's just standing you, there. You know, you got issues when we bring up the lettering. I it's so uh, this oh everything with the Robins until a flashback is very weird and very off because then then Tim's <laughs> arguing about the amount like Tim really. I think that what has happened is he has failed so many times tech-wise in this whole series that he doesn't even want to try anymore, and he's going to make up excuses. He's making up shit now so that he doesn't have to because he's Why he doesn't have fail. to fucking uh, ski the K-12? Yeah, really. Yeah, that's what – and you know what? He needs to ski the K-12. This is <laughs> a part of this series. We only have a couple things going. You got you to gotta give something a try. And at one point – I'm well, telling you, though, as much as you're going to calm down on Dick, you know that Jason is way worse in this bit. Yeah, well, Jason's the worst, but at this point, he hasn't opened his goddamn mouth. But yeah, then Dick, Dick's got a solution. Dick actually comes up with something that I think would work when he says, what are we supposed to do, call the Justice League? Yes. Yes. I, yes. I have my notes. Yes. <laughs> yes, you should. And I have it in bold. Yes, that would stop it. They have, I said, Wonder Woman could fly up and destroy this. All they're trying cyborg to do. Cyborg can yeah, hack cyborg. the system. All they're trying to do is stop this satellite. That's what they have to do. That is priority number one. Fuck, even a stop. depowered Superman could do something at this yeah. point. Yeah, stop the satellite. Then you go and find Mother's Hideout, whatever you have to do. But boy, no, and it's a throwaway line. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then they just pass it over, and they're like, oh, you know what? Mother's right. And then Tim starts talking about it, about, again, how they can't get it done. They're like, oh, it's blind satellites and a ticking clock. I'm supposed to outprogram someone who's planned for decades and who nearly decimated us. From that, Jason says, <laughs> Tim, just say it. It's my fault for losing them. I'm like, what? 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 No, that's not what they're really talking about, Jason. You calm down, I, Jason. J- Jason is like one of those guys in this that he he feels so guilty. Like He's you just... would come in. Like I stole your wallet. And you come in and you're like, oh, yeah, I went to the store. Okay, you got me. I stole your wallet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't mean to do it. He's I don't just, even see it like that, man. It's more like that guy used to play hockey with. Who oh, like, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, I suck. Is. Yeah, I told you that guy. We would come play. on, guys. Please, someone yep. say something good about yeah, me by we, me we, saying how bad I am. You would pass to the guy, open that. He'd miss, and he'd go, "I suck." And I'd be like, "Yeah, you're right." And then we'd go to the bench, and he'd keep saying it to me, "Man, I suck." Yeah, and I'm not so playing mad. your game, guy. Uh, no, I wouldn't play his game. I would just keep my mouth shut and fucking. I'd be. 
fucking so furious at this guy. But yeah, then they, like then he goes on. He's like, hey, basically he says, am I wrong here? He says, listen, a, a million people are going to die, but you know what? I don't care because I keep thinking about what I fucked up. And you're like, what, Jason? You're off. And and the I don't know. The art is terrible. I'm just looking at this, getting angry. Oh, don't look at it. I'm That's the worst so thing you can do. Angry. If it wasn't for the suits, I would not know <laughs> who is talking. I'm telling you, friggin' Dick is a haggard 50 year old man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's and yeah, he has that black eye. He didn't really need that anyway. You could have. I know that that kind of carries over from his fight with Poppy. It's it's so off, and each time I wouldn't even be if I went through this, I wouldn't even be surprised if that fucking eye changes. I don't know. It just goes back and forth. But yeah, it's again. Jason keeps going with the hey. I know why I'm awful. I uh, yo oh god damn it. And then Tim just basically says hey, you know, get over it. We we got to fix your right. problem here. You stupid ass. And then Dick gives it up. They give up here. They completely give up. And are you looking at this, the issue? Because I love the panel where he says it, and he's like, there's no fixing it. We lost. We, we just lost. And Damien's there, and I guess the I just wish he had a cigarette so he looked yeah, like a badass. The, the expression, yeah, really, Dick is standing like that. But J- Damien, I guess, is supposed to have the what, what expression. It looks <laughs> so weird. It looks like he's actually supposed to be talking, and he's not, because then he, That's an open gave shot. Well, yeah. Well, what happens then when you're a Robin and the other Robins give up, you suddenly turn into a six foot, 25 year old because then he says, Grayson, shut up and slaps him. And I don't know. You think he jumped. I think he grew. Kids he did the help e- ver- vertical emu leap. chuck. <laughs> and boy, he slaps him and he does not look uh, younger than 25. Yeah. <laughs> it's so off. And I thought right away that this was the. Batman slapping Robin uh, meme. It, yes. it came off just like that. In fact, my review, I had that. I put the meme next to this picture. And for that meme, I wrote, uh, Dick at that point was saying, but I like Eternal. And Batman was slapping him. Nobody likes Eternal. <laughs> but I'm wrong because people even like this issue, which is beyond me. But Do yeah. they? Oh, yeah. Uh, not like before. I think the highest rating was an 8. But okay. still, this, that's a fucking shady 8. But yeah, and then then Dick or uh, Damien starts telling him, and they're you know they're yelling back and forth. Damien, I'll give Damien credit; he is not going to give up, and that sticks with this character. You, at right. least we have that right, uh, because that something has to make up for the worst characterization of <laughs> Jason Todd that this whole series has given us. And yeah, at this point where. Dick is bleeding in the mouth. That's a hell of a slap. I've been slapped in the mouth a couple times. Who the hell uh, slapped you? Boy, you. I have never. How I, dare you, sir? I just in hockey and stuff. They slap okay. you in the mouth. I've been punched in the mouth. I'm saying being punched. Yeah, but I don't really know people go around and slap you in the I mouth. Know. He slapped it. some but harsh yeah. shit right then there. Then at the one point, there's a. That Damien's yelling like, hey, we're going to do this. We, we haven't lost. And then somebody says, spoken like someone who hasn't been fighting mother. And somebody. We, we both thought it was Dick. At first, but it's not. It has to be Jason. It doesn't look like anybody I've ever seen. It's a stranger. (laughs) I think this guy just showed up. It's a black-haired Steve Trevor. Spoken like someone who hasn't been fighting mother. And Who is this guy? Get out of here. This is the guy who was taking care of Goliath. It's just some spiral agent out of nowhere. Actually, maybe Goliath went back to the Batcave to finish off the fucking Alfred and Batcow. So now that Damien's not around, he can get away with it? Now he can go back and eat them. Uh... 
Yeah, then you get that freaking weird where Dick's basically calling him out and saying, hey, you know what, your dad, he gave it up. He didn't count on us. He didn't trust us. And that's where Damien starts what I think is the best part of this issue and possibly one of the best things that I've read in this whole series. Yeah, which, that's very which good. Which will really come to play later when I tell you the score because then you'll know how much I hate it the rest of the issue. <laughs> But in this two panels, I do not know what the hell Damien has become here. He is like the transforming mutant kid because <laughs> he looks crazy. But, yeah, it goes back to a flashback. And even though it threw me off right away, only because the flashbacks have been pretty steady in what they were showing. Yeah, and five what, years and ago. who was involved. This is actually just gives you the quote-unquote before all this, Eric. Before Let's all go this. back to a time before yeah, all this, Before Jim. all this. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Let's with, quit the feud and even, even the flashbacks going in, you, you really realize how screwed up the, the New 52 and the DCU timeline is when they can't really even give you a time frame. They just have to do that. But it is Damien training with Batman. Um, you know, at the beginning of the Batman and Robin book, you would think. This is yeah, right when he's starting to train as Robin, and as always. And again, this is great spot on Damien. Damien is pissed. He's trying to be the best. He wants to be the best, and he compares himself constantly with the other Robins. And the, Batman's weird, because Batman doesn't seem to want to go and do that, but then does it anyway. And... Jason, again, gets the, the short end of the stick. We he is want, never getting on that no, painting. No, we want him to be on that painting. There is no way. Because basically, Damien, and Damien even throws him out. It's like, it doesn't matter that Dick or Tim are better, but Jason seems to be a little bit better. He's like, great. I'm under <laughs> him. You know, Jesus Christ. But yeah, they start, he gets mad. And he says, ah, clearly this isn't working. The same training that produced three flawed Robins. And Batman starts getting upset. And I really liked it because it's starting to rub a little close to the mother stuff where he right. says, you know, I want to be a, your soldier. I'm going to. And that's when Batman kind of just, no, stop. No, and boy. I'm telling you, this is where and I'll, I'll even tell you. And we said it before. The art of the Robin stuff is bad. This art's great. It's and the best in the book. Yeah, I like the part with Harper and Cassandra at the beginning as well, but this yes. is the best in the book. And it's almost like because this is the most important scene to me, um, that Fernando Blanco took a little extra time. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah. And I love the way, because I have, I have small kids, and you'll laugh that I'm not that tall, and most of my kids are taller than me. Yep. But one of the things where you can tell, <laughs> one of the things where you can tell where a older person or even not even a, a father but anybody talking to a kid where they not i don't know respect the kid or really want to talk to them you know on a level they get down on that level and batman does that and goes further by taking the cow off and almost says like listen no the, let's not talk batman robin right now i want to talk to you as a father whatever i loved it I love that he did that. And he says, listen, I, all of the Robins aren't made that way. You guys aren't my soldiers. I don't want to have that. I want you to do your own thing. I want you to decide on your own what you're going to do. But again, Jason gets the worst God because he says, uh, Dick, he's a clear, a clear vision of what Batman was meant to be. So he's like, you know, Dick really knows what it's about. Yeah. Uh, I'll even skip Jason at, at first. And he says, Tim has a strategic sense I envy. And that's pretty, that's pretty oh, kick-ass yeah, that Batman actually envies him. And then he even says that to, to Damien, you know, sometimes you move a little too early, but that's going to save you someday. We'll get back to that, Eric, because that did <laughs> not save him one particular day. But he says to Jason, Jason's willing to do what Batman can't. 
when the world needs it. And th- that's so, to me, that's just like, yeah, Keep doing what you're doing, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, that's what it is. I have it in my notes. That is definitely <laughs> my grandfather telling me, keep doing what you're doing. You fucking asshole. It, it's basically, yeah, Jason's crazy and does things, but you know, it's okay. But yeah, he when he tells Damon, he's like, you know, Tim has a strategic sense. I envy. I've never seen him move too early. Sometimes you do, but that might save you someday. Yeah, it's what pretty much killed him when he was fighting. He the jumped, heretic? yeah, against Heretic. He just jumped into the fray without thinking. And he Sword got to the killed. chest. He got killed. So yeah, I think maybe it would have been good if Batman would have told him that was not very good. <laughs> But yeah, and he, he tells him, basically, I'm training all of you guys to just become better people and to decide on your own. Now, that's a good scene. I love so, it. I've done it. My job is to train you to make the same decisions I'd make. My job is to catch you until you decide for yourself. Yes, I love it. Great line. I loved it. I don't know that it's that impressive or that uh, freaking gung-ho a speech or a flashback to what then happens. And in fact, they go back and I, we just read what they said. And it, actually it fits because Tim is in awe. He is shocked. So is Dick. Jason looks pissed. And I think he's like, what the You're doing fuck? what you're doing, I huh, Batman? Fuck it. If he's, he, he would probably go to turn around, but unfortunately his dad's crying against the wall and that because that's what happened. I was so angry. <laughs> Keep doing what I'm doing, you fucking asshole. But yeah, there they are. And that little flashback fucking got them so fired up. All right. Dick just starts yelling shit. Tim, or uh, Jason, is the biggest flip-flopper. And he'd say, hey, I'd feel guilty if we didn't try to save the world after that. Bruce methods really work. <laughs> what? What happened here? And Dick just starts yelling shit that, to me, makes no sense. It seems like one of those uh, shows where, like ER, all of a sudden a guy comes in like, okay, prep the triage at the 30cc of the queen. They're just yelling things. He's just yelling, Jason, whoever you know that tracks black ops airspace, low tech, eyes on the ground. What does that mean? Stuff, and things. Here, just listen to what it, I'm going to read a bit of what he says. Now, he says about Mother, she'll be somewhere remote. Okay, check. He's right. Yep. Straight shot flight path. Orphan wants to reach Mother. Okay. He says remote. Then he goes against it. Tim, look what cities with a population density where Mother can expect quick results. She'll want to watch this in real time. So now he's almost suggesting she should be near a city. But she's, he's wrong there. And monitor collisions. Those satellites will elbow their way through orbit to get in position. Hmm. What satellites, Aaron? Because now you're getting the idea that now, without knowing, I don't know. Are you getting the idea before that we were told that the spiral satellite would use other satellites to ping off of to get everyone, everything at once? I, that, it makes That's sense. That's what I think that they're saying here. Yeah. But it also doesn't make sense before where they were just trying to find individual cities that she would hit first. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I would think that's what's going to happen. They're going to ping. But in my mind, a satellite that – these satellites aren't flying around in space to, to crowd into each other. You would just have them. Maybe they'd shift. Maybe I'd, Or Mother would be smart enough to – if there is a satellite that is sending certain signals to Gotham already, you're going to hijack that one and go, yeah. right? I don't, they're making it seem like there's going to be a bottleneck of fucking satellites somewhere, of, of fucking satellites trying to get – it doesn't make sense. Honestly, up until this point, I thought somehow one satellite was going to race the goddamn world. Yeah, that's what we thought. We thought the spiral thing was set up 
with Helena that it would be activated and the whole world would be affected somehow. And you know what? That sounds ridiculous. Yeah. We were going with it, right? Sure were. Yeah. I was going with it. Now they're just throwing all crazy shit. And yeah, they're going to counteract it. Hey, mother has failed safe. And they're just going on and on. He's going to, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Hey, we're not soldiers, but she doesn't count on that. And we're going to do it together. And then out of nowhere, Damien goes, hey, I'm going to hope this is the beginning of a plan and not just a list of insurmountable odds. Uh, what is good? Uh-huh. I'm like, what? And, good I, one, and then Damien. I'm like, Jason again is doing his best to cross his arms. That's what he does a lot in this. And I, I think he's like, <laughs> hey, he has to do hey what are you taking inventory? Or are you introducing yourself? Hey, I don't know what's going on. And then just to make it bad enough. He's got to hit the know, streets, find out his left. contacts. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Jason's heading off to go low-tech brow of the streets of the underground. I don't know what he said. Uh, they, they go, and just so that you know that the art sucked big time. They put all four of these Robins in one panel, and I want to fucking vomit. They, look, <laughs> they scare the shit out of me. Every one of these <laughs> guys here could be in one of your goddamn movies that you love because they all look crazy. I, and also, who are they looking at? <laughs> it's like Damien looks like he's about to rip my pants off. Freaking Jason, I don't know what's. I mean, I don't I think know. Jason's staring at the back of Dick's head. It, it does look like it. Uh, and Damien Tim is looks, staring at the, uh, his uh, Jason's shoulder. Damien's definitely looking at us, right? And I, I would like to think that Dick is winking at me. He does not have a black eye arc. He's winking at me. All right, he and, knows. And he wants to meet me in the back room. He knows right you now. don't have any pants yeah, on. Yeah, he does know that. He knows I'm laying down for this podcast. He's just gonna lay down on top of me. Hooey! But boy, awful art. Awful Terrible. art. And I just I want to pick this up. We we have mother. We go back to mother. This is when orphan shows up. She tells Poppy, "Hey, Poppy, you got shit to do down in the garrison." The garrison, <laughs> what? huh? And what it gets me too? Would you ever think that Poppy was here at any point? I don't. It I have no like, idea. I had no idea that mother was ever here before she, this point. She knows where the garrison is because she leaves. There's orphan, and orphan says, "Hey, here's Cassandra and Harper." You know, there they are. You can do what you want. Harper starts yelling. She tells her to be quiet. But then that's when she goes up to uh, Orphan. And right away, you knew what was happening, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets down. He's like, oh, sorry. You know, you, you did well, but you failed me. Or he says, I know I failed you. And, oh, your mistakes. Now, the problem I have with this is before we have seen times where it looked like Orphan thought there was trouble. Remember when she blew up the, uh, was it that actually, the nursery? Remember, and he was there yeah, with, yeah. Uh, the, with Dick and Harper. And they're like, oh, come on, uh, Orphan. You, you can't go with this. You got to come on our side because Mother is trying to kill you. She doesn't care. And basically, he was like, no, it's a test. I'm not going against her. He was like, you know what? That was a point where a nuclear bomb was going off. And he just stood. Here he's just a, a fucking whimpering. Yeah, he's idiot. grumbling. Yeah, he's grumbling. And she, you know. He knows what's happening, too, and she freaking slices his throat off. She, off he goes. And then it's like, hey, don't worry, because I have more. And all these crazy orphans. Uh, I'm just in. saying, that all of a sudden, she has a moon room that, like, from Game of Thrones where she just throws him <laughs> yeah, out. Like, she does. Like she just throws him in. the goddamn air. It's pretty kick-ass. She's on there. It's like the picture of the world there, and she yeah. just throws him in. Because a supervillain needs that. that every supervillain should have that. I mean, listen, she paid guys to go to the Arctic Circle to build a fucking fortress. Why but how put far, that but in? How high up are they? Because it looked like they were on solid I don't know. I actually floor. thought to myself that's uh, full of water. Somehow, because you see something, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like mountains down there. Maybe. 
I don't know. There she goes. I don't. It's a pit. The rancor is down there. It's going to eat him. There you, there you go. go. Aye, aye, aye. I know I did that because, yeah, then you get these orphans. And I really don't know what's going on because and there's uh, Cassandra orphans. Here we <laughs> go. It's always she's like the worst narrator. She just says what's there. And it's obvious orphans. And then uh, there's mother. She's going to teach the girls a lesson. Says never put trust in anyone. Girls, either they have the will or they don't. Boy, thanks. That and is a woman who's been hurt by a man. Yeah, I, I think she's been hurt by many a man. And uh, she looks it, too. She's had a rough life. <laughs> um, but then she says, it's a hard lesson. And then this is where I said to you, which is odd. She said, it would be like assuming both of you will survive this when really that's up to you. It's begun. And I thought this is going to lead to these orphans fighting those two to kind of see who the next main orphan would be. Right. Or is she talking about the signal being activated? And But why would that be? Because they're in a fortress with no adults other than mother, and I hope she has a fail-safe that people don't attack her. I'm guessing that we're going to see them fight. I'm next sorry, issue. You, don't, you don't think any of these orphans are adults? I don't know. Uh, but again, they, they seem tall to me as well. And maybe that's what it's going to be. Maybe they're there. They're going to signal the signal. You know, obviously they do. She, it ends with her hitting the signal. Right. And it is pinging off of satellites. So oh, maybe that is pinging. the deal. Uh, but yeah, when they get affected, maybe then they have, they're going to end up fighting these orphans because they are adults. And one is very large breasted. So yeah, I would think there's a freaking adult. And that was a dude. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. But yeah, then you go down to the new world, zero hour. So it's what, and it looks like a Times Square, right? And this is uh, some uh, like Japan or some shit. I don't it, know. I'm it, looking I at it. It's... it. No, that's the thing is, I'm not that sure. Actually, I'm not sure anymore. Because there is a one thing, but most of the people, except one fat guy, look pretty much, you know, whatever. There's a couple, whatever. But I'm wondering, it's pretty late, it looks. A I don't lot know. of kids. I, I saw this. Themselves. I saw this one sign. Tai Chi. Okay. Yeah. We're in Japan. No, I actually or thought China. that at first too. I'm I think I it's no a. Idea. I think it's an amalgam of like it's a Hong Kong, yeah. all that. But don't you agree? There's a lot of kids there, and it looks like it's well, maybe eleven at night. Jim, there are a lot of bad parents in the world. There are. I. I actually. I think I put in my review like, oh God, that one kid looks like Rafe. He's there. It's the one in the front looking up. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's a lot of kids there hanging out. There's a guy there with his little cap on. There's a guy with a hat. But a little girl looks like freaking Harper Row. Two little, real little kids that look like they're about to be abducted. I don't know what's going on. And one fat Asian guy who looks out of out of place there because he seems to be the only adult. And I don't no, the rest of tourists. This is Japan. He's the only one who lives there. He's the only one. He yeah. lives there, and he's pissed off. He's like, "Well, I remember when this city wasn't so fucking overcrowded." He's got <laughs> and also, it's like field trips. There are only kids there. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, uh, that that guy's dead, Eric. Because these all these kids are. <laughs> well, it's kill. a good thing all these kids are out there it's for the not signal. Kill the adults. It's kill that one adult. What? Which one? That guy over there, the fat Asian. <laughs> he's in big trouble. Uh, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, the, the best parts of the book were the initial Harper Cassandra thing, which you didn't really like, but I enjoyed yeah, I didn't And like the it. flashback with Batman. I love the flashback, but I didn't even like what came about from it. But I really did like it because it did show you that transitioning of Batman from when we started to when he dealt with Mother and what we saw last issue of him realizing he was like mother and wanted to figure out what, how he yeah, could not I like that yeah, a lot. I think that was really good. 
But yeah, other than that, I thought Genevieve Valentine's script was awful, and I think the art it, was garbage. Sorry, a Robin pity party. That's the whole goddamn yeah. thing. And, and they just, I don't Mother know. doing super villainy stuff. I Over really, the top yeah. super villainy stuff. Yeah, I know. I, I really thought that Genevieve Valentine, I thought this was going to be one of the few times that we had two great issues, and we did not. <laughs> on the site, I gave it a 4.5 5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I'd give it a 5. Yeah. I was very disappointed, but yeah, let's get out of this. I cannot wait till it's over. I really can't. I just wanted it to end. It's soon, baby. Don't worry. It's soon. I know. All right. Batman yeah. Beyond, yeah. number 10. Boy, I Written- wish I could say I like this, too. It's yeah, I just wish continues. I could as well. Written by Dan Jurgens with art by Bernard Chang, Marcel Maialo, and Dave Sharp. Dave Batman's Sharp. back to getting punched in the face in this issue as we learn that the animal men from Commandi are somehow working with Dr. Cuvier. 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 And the Justice League Beyond are alive and well, but sadly, they're also under the influence of an elephant man with a magic bindi that makes them think that Batman is a brother eye robot. Yeah. The end. The end. Donnie, if you want a book where Batman gets punched in the face a lot, you need to be reading Batman Beyond. Yeah, because that's what you get month after month. And yeah. I know I I gave Jim a bunch of shit for another book. I think it was Batman uh, and Robin Eternal, where he was complaining up and down that the book didn't start where he left yep, off the I last week. That. I hate and that so much. I gave you so much shit for it, but here it's the worst because we ended last issue of Batman Beyond with Batman Beyond getting knocked out because that's what happens. He gets punched in the face a lot and being brought to Doctor Cuvier. Cuvier. And then we start this issue with him still fighting the Animal Men, the Splicers. Mm. Yep, and. Not only do you see Batman get hit in the face a lot in this book, but it's always Batman getting hit in the face and then being told that he's either an awful Batman or isn't Batman at all. It just continues. Well, I'm saying the whole reason we have this fight with Cuvier watching from the distance, which he could somehow hear everything that's going on and they can hear him. Well, I I think I know why, because the guy knows everything as well. It doesn't even matter if he hears it. He knows it. He's just talking, but uh, it's so we can find out that these splicers like being splicers. Yeah. That's the only thing I can see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, this book is uh, it's not fun. For, it's not fun for me. No, it's I, not fun for anybody. I, um, I, what, going in, obviously, you picked it because to, to review because yeah. you are a Batman Beyond fan. And I didn't really get a, get into the old uh, digital ones. I just didn't end up reading them. I'm like, yeah. all right, now it's getting printing. I'm going to check it out. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I actually, because also because I read all of Future Zen. Future Zen. But you even said when this was, you were going, okay, uh, I'm into it. And then remember, even at the beginning, we heard like Dan Jurgens was playing around with what the timeline would be and how you could have this or that and the other right. thing, and you started getting angry. But right. then when it started, you were positive about it. You know, at first, I was you, interested. You were like, okay makes sense and we can it, do anything pretty yeah, much it's got a, a brand new slot we can do whatever we want seriously we are 10 issues in now what really has happened because we defeated not, brother eye yeah yeah and really that just was like the end of kind of a future's end you know what i mean when yeah. i was waiting for this book to eventually get a batman beyond feel and even this issue itself we're still dealing in a brother eye type of feel to me and it's yeah. not what i want and i really do think we talked about it in the mail i really think that rebirth for this i think that they have painted themselves in a corner i think that they realize dan jurgens or whoever i don't know if he'll continue it seems like everything's going to change up at least um uh creative teams but i think that they have to realize by now that this is not a fun book and most people who want a Batman Beyond book do not want this book. 
And I no, it doesn't that. feel like Batman Beyond. No. And I, was, I thought maybe I, I knew it was going to be different from the get go because of all of what we dealt with future Zen and going into a world that was destroyed. and We yeah. have to start anew. Yep. I knew this shit going in, but yeah. I thought it would at least feel like Batman yeah. Beyond. Like they, they threw in um, the hell was it Shockwave? What the hell is that guy's name? And the uh, few yeah, issues yeah, ago, yeah, I know, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. But they threw him in. Like, okay, well, this is all you get. You get a yeah. little cameo well, that's here. What, that's what you get. You get you get little hints. Like but Dr. Cuvier. Yeah, even like Barbara Gordon. And mm-hmm. uh, but it's not enough. It really isn't. It's not fun. And if anybody is reading this and like, oh my god, I love I love the Batman Beyond cartoon, and I went. They should go read that Kyle Higgins digital. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was awesome. And it was changed up. That was a way to change things up in a way that, that kicked ass. And that and it was... Also, and saying, it also didn't forget the old continuity. No, it just went ahead and started was, new fresh. Yeah, it was a new deal, but it was years later. And it was uh, uh, Dick Grayson was actually his mentor. Yeah. Uh, Terry McGinnis. And you had a bunch of things. Then you had an alternate reality. Oh, it was so good. And this is not. And Brought the Justice Awards back Yeah, the time. Justice Awards were back. Uh Bruce was still there, but he was pissed. He was like, you know, it was curmudgeoning. Really, it was curmudgeoning. But yeah, this, you don't even, you get nothing. This doesn't even have to be, this could have been a bat wing book. Actually, this could be any book where the hero ended up going in time in Future's End. It yeah. didn't, it, this it just doesn't feel like a Batman Beyond book. To me, it still feels Future's End, and I did not like Future's End. So it, it's killing me. Here did I. <sighs> Go on. I'll say it. We then find out when, during this fight as well. I was I was so angry before when we before I realized it was the splicers going on. We just saw those animal men. I'm like, mm-hmm. it does not make any goddamn sense for the animal men from Commandi to be in this timeline. Not yet, at least, because yeah. it's only 35 years from now. Yep. And uh, actually, 40 from now because we're five years in future zen. But anyway, 40 years from now does not make any goddamn sense. And then I great decided, disaster. I didn't I didn't read the goddamn uh, solicits beforehand because I'm lazy. And I, I like to be surprised myself. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You like to be surprised. So uh, we find out it's the Splicers. Okay, that makes sense. We had them in the Batman Beyond universe. I'm yep. okay with that. Yep. Out of nowhere, Tufton's here from the goddamn Commodity There's universe. Tufton. And again, I think it's just uh, like it's a uh, uh, amalgam. It's like a con- – that's, but that's why – the other reason why this book drives me nuts because it's like they can't decide. You can't – everything – and they are painting themselves in the corner. Yeah, there's Tufton. I, I don't understand. I'm telling you, the Cortexan eventually like creates the animal man and, and evolves them to be the animal man that they are from the animals at this after the great disaster. All cool with that. It just does not make sense. And if you want to tell me that the splicers will one day lead to the freaking animal man, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Having them actually here just bothers me. Yeah. And if they, as long as they explain it later on, I'm okay. But uh, we got two issues left of this. I was going to say, explain it. I really think that this is going to lead to a very rushed ending of something being reset they find something something happens where all of a sudden terry mcginnis wakes up and, what happened he gets what out of the shower dream. yeah and he's like oh what happened and they pull back and it's an autistic kid and, looking and at patrick him duffy snow gets out of the shower what are you talking about yeah, he's like what are you talking about and then he's like what i'm talking about you get over here you hunk <laughs> and then the book takes a weird turn I, i'll dig it though no yeah. <laughs> actually i i don't know i i just i wonder how a rebirth could be anything but because it, this book needs something. If you get back to what makes these characters great and then whatever you want, like Dan Didier wants to say the meat and potatoes and yeah. shit like that, the meat and potatoes of a Batman Beyond book is Terry McGinnis. Yeah, it is. And it's, and it's not McGinnis. this fucked up Brother Eye Future. No, and the, yeah, this Brother Eye Future, just having that itself 
is really screwed things up. And I, again, maybe that's a neat concept that, hey, it's not Terry McGinnis because he died here, but Tim Drake in the time. But it, it hasn't turned out to be that great. No. And, and even the awesome, I thought it was awesome when they found uh, the Justice League last issue. That was a great thing. And, it wasn't even the cliffhanger, but it should have been. No, it was yeah, it should have been. Ending. And the, here we get them. We see the ring find, uh, what's his name? Cairo. Cairo. Which I love Cairo. So do I. I love that little Green yeah. Lantern. And yeah. the, the worst part is I was so excited to see the Just League Beyond in the last issue. I'm like, all right, they're going to come out. We're going to have the fucking world starting to look right again. We have Superman there. We have Superman on the cover of this. We have no Superman nope. in this issue. No. Nope. And the, it's hinted next next issue at the end. But Did they just not open his stasis pod before they got know. Elephant Man? They, they, or they got freaking... It got Because even if they got Elephant Man, which is going to be a thing now... That's um, Elephant Man. That, yeah, you're going to be Elephant Man. Yeah. Like, there he is. All they do is believe that Batman is a brother eye cyborg. They want to take him out. You'd think they'd want to pull out their heavy hitter before they go and do that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's so very weird. odd to me. Well, even that, that Elephant Man guy... Uh, when they got <laughs> elephant manned, right? I don't know. Uh, we'll get to it because it ne- next ha- what happens? We go back to Gotham, and Mark liked that part. I, oh, I don't yeah, care. It's the best part of the book. I don't care. I'm really. I've lost interest in it. Look, uh, when, you, when this is all you have, and you have to read this book and review and shit like that, you gravitate well, to some of the best that, stuff. The, the issue I have is like Luke. And they, they, everything's kind of getting a little softer with their stances here because before they, they seem to be pretty awful themselves. The, the minute they decide they're going to give these refugees stuff, the refugees act like assholes and ruin everything. Well, I'm and, telling you, we have the situation where Luke is the mayor. He has yeah. to look out for the people of yeah, Neo-Gotham because um, they have dealt through some shit. Other people have gone to, but they've, they've secured themselves inside these walls. Yep. They have to look out for one another, but also Luke is a hero. He knows that he's going to have yeah. to do something with these people, so he does. He goes out and gets supplies so he can share them. Yeah, I just don't understand why he wouldn't have let more people know this. Like, I know that it would have been like kind of like, hey, we don't believe you, but he could have said, listen, we're getting some supplies. We're going to evenly do this. Hey, you refugees, you guys pick five guys who are going to be your spokesman. We're going to talk about it. We're going to distribute this stuff. They just go and get it, and then in the meantime, the refugees have had enough and blow up the fucking Well, that's what I'm saying. I, uh, the worst part is, I'm telling you, I don't like reading this part. It is the best written in the, se- in the series so far, but I don't like reading it because it makes me feel awkward and anxious because I know this is exactly how people would act. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that's, that's, how, that's, how, I know, that's how I know that's, it's well written. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, of how that's awkward true. it makes me it's feel. It's just it's the worst timing. They it actually the get timing. this stuff. A refugee's daughter dies because he could not get medicine yeah, for he her. he couldn't get it. And then he rallies a group of people and they start fighting him back. And like, now all your shit is our shit. Yep. And I'm like, okay, this makes complete sense to me. And this would happen. And it's terrible. But it is the best part because everything else in the series is Batman getting punched in the face. Yeah, yeah, it is. And that, that continues then. After that, you get the Justice League fighting Batman Beyond. They're, they're beating the crap out of him. And the splicers disappear. Yeah, they disappear. And uh, you see them. They think that he is a brother eye. Robot. You know, a robot. And I don't really know why. I really, because they were, they no, were I don't even, not even just that, but why is he, why are they doing that? Why are they making them? I know that they want to defeat Batman Beyond, but it seemed like the Splicers could have just done that anyway. Anybody and can it, do what it seems like at this point. And what's weird is 
is it that the is, Micron was he influenced by the uh, the Elephant Man before to give him this false I, memories I have and no perceptions? Idea, they, they, we keep waiting because, to this point where they want to say something about Micron, and there's always interrupted. Well, yeah. Well, he says like, "Hey, the artificial construct," and this is what Mark. It makes if you think about it, it makes no sense. You had Superman, John Stewart, Wonder Woman. Hey, they were cyborgs. No, they're more like artificial constructs. Yeah. What? It doesn't even make sense. And they, also, they were, they were made at this in the, point, the, the guys of the heroes to bring people's yeah, like. Uh, I just like the fact, though. But yeah, but then I, it just all of it just seems like nonsense. And you have Batman just yelling this out, and there's Kuvier just. Kuvier. He's answering him. Yeah. But they're nowhere near each other, so yeah. I don't even know how either Batman who is hearing who. Great and, hearing on that Kuvier. And like I said, it even seemed like when he says, as for Micron stories, false memories and perceptions implanted the shield of truth, not unlike what's happening now. And I got – that's when I got confused and I'm like, wait a second. Okay. Was it that the false memories were put in by Brother I now and it wasn't the elephant who did I'm it? I'm guessing or it's the elephant man. did it before or what happened and – because even when you know when they I need more up, information. It just it it just was confusing to me. And in fact, when Elephant Man breaks through, it seems like a bunch of them, including Barda, are behind him. Yep. So they're not. He, he, she's not looking at anything. So it got very confusing to me, and, and confusing in a way that I didn't care anyway. <laughs> and I thought, oh, whatever. And and this issue, whoever it was before who complained about the red panels in the issue, oh boy, my God. then they must have hated this issue. And it might have even been Mark, because there is a lot. And it, this is the one where I really do think that it shows that they are willy-nilly just thrown there. It's oh, yeah. not even like a big statement Used to be for panel. some kind of inflection yeah, on it something. Now something it's just, like that. Bam. It's just random. It's like they threw a fucking die, and I just I don't really get the idea of how or what goes on here and why they're doing it before the splicers were beating the shit out of batman they wanted to get that like obviously cuvier wants to get the justice league so he can splice them it'll be fucking cuvier we'll get it and he's going to get their supreme power why does that have to involve them thinking that batman is a freaking brother eye fucking borg because they were beating the shit out of him already that you would think that this fucking elephant man the way he'd elephant man them <laughs> is to make them just go in a coma again just get them or if you didn't even have to break them out now again he got them out uh yeah. matt, matt got McGinnis. them out but still it was very odd you can kind of i don't know i don't know how the elephant man works so i don't know how magic no i don't know is all his ability is to make people think that you're a brother I Borg? That's a That's very a, limited it's the ability. the worst power well, ever. Well, I'm saying it is a bad power. Luckily, he's in a universe that it, it kind of, but it, just, <laughs> it doesn't make much sense. And then Bart is going to freaking just destroy, destroy Batman. And that's when we get the end, and I, I don't know what's going on. And Matt, Matt sees Brother Eye just like, oh, no, Bart is about to kill him. I better yell out C3, C3. Yeah. And this apparently means something, not to me, but I'm thinking maybe if you would have yelled no stop, things would have ended. Yeah. But it looks like hey, Barda, uh, no, you're being fooled. Yeah, maybe if like uh, it looks like Barda took her goddamn mega rod and disintegrated Batman in the end yeah. of this issue. Yeah, and but you know she didn't because it's called no, Batman Beyond. We, and we had a Beyond Beyond the fucking Veil of Death. He's in hell now. Oh, he's got to play fucking story. Twister with the uh, fucking Death. 
Uh, yeah, the, he yells this, and we thought uh, even on the site. Now I'm watching Bogus Journey. Yes, even on the site, over. a guy called you out like C three, and I don't know. This guy was writing whatever Some the hell. Broken it. English. C three, invisible mode, stealth mode, and I'm like, okay. This is something that I laughed. I'm like, oh, boy, you're getting called out, Eric. You didn't know. And yeah, I did. First off, if that is the case, and this is some crazy-ass code that happened in one episode of Batman Beyond or whatever, then I call, I call bullshit anyway because that's this book isn't just read by everybody who is a Batman Beyond, you know, kind of sore. Yeah. This is supposed to be... But I couldn't find anything. I looked yeah. up everything. I looked up C3 Batman, C3 Batman Beyond, C3 Batman Beyond stealth suit. And the only thing this guy said on the comment was that this was a stealth mode that made Which him Batman invisible. Beyond can do, yes. And you know what's going to happen then? He's dead, Eric. Yes. Because turning invisible does not mean that when she hits this ground, it doesn't go through you. You are now stealthily dead. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he teleported. I'm saying, and what's, what is the one thing you found for C3 when you looked it up? Uh, the only thing that I could find that was anything related was a C3 listing as a type of Lego block that was clear. That was yep. like, almost like a quote-unquote stealth Exactly, Lego. a transparent that block. That makes sense. So is C3 a common term? For, I, I've and, never heard before in my life. And we even said if that's the case, first off, you would think that the person in the suit would have to do something, not just somebody think. yelling. Because you said even somebody goes by and goes, you know who my favorite robot is in Super uh, freaking Star Wars? Who's C3. Where'd he go? Jesus Christ, that guy disappears every time I was going to say something. Or I, you know, just. Uh, hey, how many people are over there? Two. That's weird. I see three. Yeah. <laughs> I see three. Uh, gone. I don't, I don't know why it makes you stop talking when you go transparent, yeah. but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here it, it actually seems like they teleport, so I'm going teleport. They're the I don't know. out of there. I don't but understand. I know Batman can do a stealth mode, so I don't know how that works here. But it's to me, I thought he might have been teleported away because it's the only way you're going to fucking avoid a mega blast when you're all knocked out on yeah. the ground. Maybe C3 is where you teleport back to your old time and <laughs> save Terry <laughs> McGinnis. So yeah, that's that a hell of a feature alive. on that suit. That Matt just figured it out. C3 yells. Why? How did... I guess his brother may have taught him some things. Yeah, maybe. It makes sense, I guess. He would tell his brother some shit. Hey, hey, look, Matt. Look what I can do. C3. Hey, okay. Believe me. If this next issue – first off, the next issue will start, and Tim will still be fighting Barda. Spicers or some they'll shit. be in some other area, and somehow Earth 2 Society will be involved there. No, no, I don't now know. We'll, I don't we'll get know to the cliffhanger of last issue where now he's being spliced. Yes. Yeah, I – I think that he's going to wake up, look at his hands, and wonder how he became a sleep <laughs> Hopefully they explain what the C3 is. Like He's like, I didn't know that protocol. And then the, I don't know, the Alfred AI's gone, right? Yeah. God damn it. There's nobody to explain things. I think that was a mistake, too. I'm at telling you, I that. love the Alfred AI. Yeah, I did, too, and at least that would explain shit to you. Yeah. So if he woke up and he's like, what the fuck happened? Oh, well, Master Tim. You uh, just got fucked in the ass and woke up with a quarter on your stairs. That's a weird thing to say, AI Alfred. It's because Al the AI Alfred wants to fuck around with him. He's, he's a fucking jokester. <laughs> he's a jokester, he's is a he? He's a jokester. He's like, boy, that... And it's funny. It's like, boy, my ass does hurt. And then you just see the fucking Alfred AI sipping up his pants and smiling. You didn't know that he can fuck Tim up the ass. He's got some the weird emojis. End. That is the end, Eric. 
The, the, yeah, the art I, the, I hope this book changes. Say, the art in the series is decent enough, except yeah, it the, is. like uh, all the red scenes. Um, I, I don't know what's I up with that. I think in but. general this was a little down art-wise from the others. Yeah. But it's still good. It's, it's still decent a art. lot better than that Batman and Robin Eternal. Oh, my God. Garbage. But, yeah, there was so many of these red panels, and every time I'm waiting for it to mean something. It's a little emphasis. <laughs> and half the time, the red panel, and the guy's like, boy, I forgot my lunch. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. At this one point. Yeah, some of them. I like that. I'm looking through it real quick. When the people have had enough and they're blowing up the the door, yeah, you I like get that. The red panels of all the people and there's yeah. upset and there's this. That's great. That's where it should be. There are others where it's just guys just talking. <laughs> it's just nonsense. I I just I'm so. I I just need something more from this book than Batman getting punched in the face month after month. Boy, I'm glad you review this. I I really couldn't. Five out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably give it a five as well. Um, But this next segment we're going to, Erica, is going to be your segment. Shut up, my stories are on. But is this actually, should this be plural? Is there stories or how many stories? There is story. Yes, that's what I thought. It's shut up, my story is on because this should all be about. My show is on. Yeah, your show. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I always keep saying stories because it was originally <laughs> going to be that. And then uh, I just fucked up and went with it. Yep. I like that. I still like it. My shows are on. But yeah, your one show, Legend of Tomorrow, right? Yep. Legends of the Few. What the fuck's it called? Legends of DC's, Tomorrow. DC's, do you go with the DC part at the beginning? Because I know yes. Reggie did not go with that on the review. And I think that's one of those things where I, too, do not go with the DC anymore. I go with it just because it's in the title. Yeah. All right, but we're going to hear what you have to say about Legends of Tomorrow, Eric. Shut up. My shows are on. Welcome back to some more TV talk with me, Eric Shea. For this week, we only have one episode coming out for the Arrowverse, and that's the DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 7, Marooned. This is Captain Eve Baxter of the timeship Acheron requesting critical rescue. How do we know it's on a trap? I'm in. I got a bad feeling about this. Nick's in a dark place. He's not coming back. You and I were a team. Time to choose a side. Only one of us is walking out of here alive. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. New hit series this Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. In this episode, we find our Legends team hunkered down in deep space, awaiting Rip's orders to find out their next move. And because he's all solemn and what the hell he's going to do next about fighting Vandal Savage, we get a bunch of flashbacks to find out Rip's origin back when he was in the Time Masters Academy. And it looks like he likes to go against rules and fuck his fellow students. And of course, though, him and his lady love get caught, and since it's against the rules to fuck each other in class, they are put on trial to find out who's going to stay, what's going to happen to them. And ultimately, though, his lady love turns herself in and says, you know what, I'm going to drop out of school, keep Rip, because he's the true Time Master. And as we've seen throughout this series, she fucked up because she was way better than he ever will be, and he's gone against orders and now is a renegade. While all these flashbacks are being thrown at us, we also have another Time Master ship that's under attack, and our team goes to help because their updated computer on that ship can give them a location of Vandal Savage they don't already have so they can figure out their next move. This is where shit gets fucked up, though, because it's not that interesting. we got a bunch of time pirates that have taken over this ship in space, and we just don't have enough for our characters to do overall. 
Mick Rory, Heat Wave, he betrays everybody. And in the end, our team comes through, over, overcomes the bad guys, and we're just left with Mick Rory being a piece of shit. And I like Heat Wave in this. I think he's grown a lot, but they keep forcing him to be this criminal element, which it's not bad. It's not against his character. It just doesn't leave a lot for him to do, or even grow for that matter. Overall, this was a so-so episode, but I, I don't know. I'm more in this for the time travel, not fucking time spirit, pi pirates in deep space. And I don't know, it just didn't do much for the show overall. Um, we're left with a cliffhanger where it looks like Captain Cold is dealing with the problem and he killed Heatwave, but it happens off camera, so you know it always happens like that. Can't go and pull an old yeller on us without showing us the outcome because it's not going to work out that way. You know, you just fucking know it. And that's all the time we have for this segment because out of nowhere... Arrow and Flash did not air this week. I don't know if this was, you know, everybody had this information. I certainly did not. I was very disappointed because I love watching Arrow and Flash every goddamn week. And apparently they won't be back till March 23rd for all you out there that don't know like I didn't know. Until then, everybody keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. And, you know, unless you want to hang out or something, you actually want to have a life. You, you want to have a life, you want to hang out with me, get, give me a call. I Hey, Jim and Eric, this is Devil Dad calling the bitch about issue 50 of Green Lantern. Alright, so we open it up, we see how in the rubble of Coast City, and the anticipation of a confrontation with Parallax, has me thinking, alright, this is going to kick ass, here we go, it's going to get good, right? I mean, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl, thinking about explaining away all the shit that's going on continuity-wise, maybe tying it all up in time for Rebirth. So imagine how fucking frustrated I was when I got done reading this piece of shit. I mean, maybe I just thought it should have been more important and I was expecting more, but it's not what I wanted. I wanted it to be bigger, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm so tired of Hal feeling sorry for himself. I mean, it's bad enough that he's a piece of shit fucking house guest and a horrible fucking uncle. But to sit there and cry on his brother's shoulder about how, oh, I should have been able to protect my family. Boo fucking who? Well, guess what, Hal? Get the fucking sand out of your vagina, and you probably could have protected your family. As for the art, I have no complaints, except every fucking panel that has Hal Jordan's face in it. But if you're going to make him act like a douche, might as well make him look like one. Anyways, thanks for listening. Keep it weird. Keep yipping and yapping with this next one, and I'll tell you before we even say what it is. We were promised that four of these big 50 issues are going to be something special. And something I disagree. Special. I disagree because <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about Green Lantern number 50, written by Robert Venditti with art by Billy Tan, Vincente Cifuentes, Mark Irwin, John Livesay, Alex Sinclair, Tony Avina, and Dave Sharp. Yeah. It's Hal Jordan versus Parallax in this oversized 50th issue. I can't even say it, 50th issue. 50th? And enunciate eric yes and that's about it and it's very lackluster because it leaves me confused about what's gone down in the new 52 and how how jordan is somehow more powerful than parallax and that is all i have for you jimbo well here's the problem is back in the birthday issue when it was your birthday sent out all those notes and yes if, if anybody thought i was making up the answers and the replies they were wrong that is uh, definitely people who wrote back and dan Dio was one of them dan Dio wrote back and Kind of knowing that you 
like your continuity, Stickler. Dan DiDio promised for a birthday present for you. Said, tell Eric that his birthday wishes will come true when all the issues hit 50, because when they do, he's going to get that continuity back that he loved. Did he mean after 50? <laughs> I Here's the thing. Me and you even have a bit of a theory that that was months ago. That was December. Yes. And maybe when that was talked about, what he really meant was rebirth. And that was what these 50s were going to be. Because I remember it was a big news item. And then the Jim Lee's thing... coming out with his, hey, man, 52 is way better. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like that because Dan the Deal was going on and on to anybody who would listen at one point. That 50 was going to get back to the meat and potatoes. That 50 was going to be where it was at. And everybody was going to be happy. And the continuity would be back. And what you want, it would be back. I think that what happened, then they figured out this rebirth thinking, okay, some of these books. Obviously, what he was saying then only seemed to be able to happen in a book that reaches 50. So, say, a Batman Beyond didn't seem like that would be even included. And I think they were like, you know what? Shit is going wrong. These 50s can't be the only ones that change. We're going to have a rebirth. So, yeah, let's scout back. Let's change things. That's the only thing I can say that would explain this issue because we get a what should be an important issue, right? Double-size so. issue. Giant-sized. Nothing happens. Nothing really happens at all. It, well, it is more of a slight setup and more confusing. And, yes, to me – the continuity is thrown, not not even just continuity, but my mind is thrown all over the fucking place because I, I don't you, know what's going I've on. I've had issues because for years now I've been saying how I get, I'm guessing that the Green Lantern stuff and the Batman stuff, all that is timeline. Like all the continuity has stayed pretty I'm, much. It's not just you. That's what they announced. That I know, is what I'm, they I'm, said. I don't know, but things have been fucked up a bit because how do in my mind I don't know how you get from like not having Superman die to no, Cyborg no. Superman blowing up Coast City well, making Hal Jordan parallel. Here's what I think that they have gone with as well because we ran into this with Eternal. Yeah, uh, Asriel shows up in Eternal for the first time, but how can that be? Because he was around after Bane exactly. back to back, and this is their first meeting or whatever. I think that where they want you to do it's a and I'm not even going to say a soft continuity. It's a continuity that you don't ask about. Like, we have this five years where there were all these Robins. Just let it happen. Don't worry about it. You have Bane broke Batman's back. That has been established. But don't worry about the particulars. Don't worry about the aftermath. Don't worry about because, yeah, and when in this four four years or five years, I mean, did you have all these Robins and have Batman not be able to be Batman for a while? And they uh, because Azrael was never, yeah, and go. It, it's more of a, I, I can't even say it's a pick and choose. <laughs> it's more of a listen. The major events happened. I, some of them can't be explained, but yes. you know what? Well, saying, just go with it. Up until this point, I have just been going with it, but I've yeah. always like, I in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know how this works because of this. Yeah. I, Here I, we I, do finally find out that Coast City was destroyed. Yes. How Jordan did become Parallax, yep. and then you know saved everybody by reigniting the sun, killing himself, and then was brought back for Jeff Johns Green Lantern rebirth. Mm-hmm. That all happened. Yes. Just don't know why Coast City was destroyed or any of that. Yeah. And we find that out because here Parallax comes down. He plans on a zero hour Parallax. Yep. Comes down. He plans on killing Hal Jordan. So to make sure that he doesn't ever let Coast City get destroyed. Yep. And when he basically, uh, did you like the beginning or the the callback? Where I did. He's there and um, then it's him arriving, and I I like the beginning 
to the point where he's been he's gonna go he wants to make sure that coast city you know and it's weird too because it goes kind of back and forth because it's almost like at first he just wants to find Hal jordan just to kill him then he yeah, gets there and the city is there yeah. and it shocks him shining beacon. so it's almost like an odd thing where he's trying to find Hal jordan but then he gets there realizes the city's there and it throws him off i I don't even know how that works but i actually did like the shock where i'm trying to think to myself too because he's all about seeing howard and freaking jim's wife and telling in my mind i'm trying to think back of when this would have happened in uh in the 90s with us with parallax and uh, what the hell is it called emerald twilight yeah yeah i'm like was was Howard even around back then? Yeah. I couldn't remember. I didn't go back to check. No, or, just, you know, it's, what am I going to look up? Howard there, Jordan? Yeah, really. There's a lot of a stuff, timeline though, is uh, that throws me off. Now, one thing I read this before you. I actually yes. got this, and I thought, again, it's a fifty. This is the first one. I we're even all wanted, excited. Yeah, I and I wanted to see what these were all going to be about. Like I had ideas of what was going to happen. Um, I actually, if you ask me beforehand, I thought that Parallax was going to show up. Find how realize that you know what we can do things together to help each other, and this is going to lead to them <laughs> getting the core back. That's right. what I thought, and that didn't happen. It seemed like there's about seven times where it could have in this issue. It did not. I read it, and I hate. I I didn't like it. I yeah. I can't even. I guess I hated it. But I I even <laughs> messaged you and said I read uh, Green Lantern Fifty. I do not like it. The yeah. problem being is that I thought maybe I was missing some things because I am not as learned as you in the Green Lantern lore. So I thought, well, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I don't have a big connection with the Zero Hour Parallax and even Parallax himself that I'm missing some subtleties to it. I'm missing some things that are like really shout-outs to fans. And then you messaged me and said, yeah, "Yeah, it sucked. And You are not missing anything. Yeah, and I just... I don't even understand how, how, through this whole thing, my major issue, before we get into, you know, the uh, particulars, Parallax shows up in Coast City. Yep. Coast City is not destroyed. Nope. Hal tells him, in well, fact... He, belie- he believes it hasn't been destroyed yes, yet. Well, that's it. Hal tells him, it's been destroyed. It's rebuilt. Yes. It should end right there. That's Agreed. where Parallax should say... Really? You mean, oh, shit. You mean that Real? it actually, you know, things can work out and this and that. And you know what? What happened then? Did you save it? Did you, was it rebuilt because of you? Did you, you know, even just catching up? Yeah. I don't know. But everything's all. You should sit down on that park bench and have a little pal yeah. time. Yeah, everything's all. But after he shows up, you get a little birthday party. Actually, it's a coming home party, but yes. birthday party as well for Howard. And yeah. Uh, the art's off to me this whole issue as well when this is supposed to be a some of the big fight's issue, really good but like uh I'm, I'm some saying, of it's really off yeah i'm looking at the part where there is how there and goes surprise yeah, i don't know what's wrong with him he is off i don't know but he's got a big package i'll tell you that i'm looking Ooh. at it now even that, for, for howard or what like for the, his birthday? i don't know i think he's just excited because he did all, all right, those you, constructs and people are actually happy to see him honestly i think it's bullshit because fucking jim gave him money for i know party supplies, i put it in my notes he is the Hal, worst brother how bought a gift with only his name written on it for yep. howard and then used his constructs for party favors that son of a bitch yeah, he's a dick he is a dick. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're there. And even uh, his brother, is it Tim? I always forget his name. Jim. Jim, I mean. He even calls him out. He's like, you're dick. But then he, he I think Jim likes to drink because all he has to say is, hey, I'll give you some, what is it, uh, uh, Kundish Ale. 
I'll give you some Kundish ale. Yeah, okay. All right, we're good. No problem. All right, fair. But yeah, they're there, and they're. It's just there's there's a bunch of pages there that are, everything seems to me up until the point where Parallax and Hal actually meet. It's so much filler to me. It, you it don't is, really it's totally it. unneeded. You don't need yeah, any of this. You don't get anything, and the art's off. But yeah, then Parallax shows up, and it's a. You it's just kind of get the idea thing. he's overcompensating because you let Howard get hurt before. But at this point, we're not really going anywhere with that story. No, none at all. It seems it's, like – You know, Hal like is all upset like, about yeah. Sonar, how he yeah. can't do anything and how he let his family down. But yep. we're not getting anything no. tangible with it. And even just Howard and the family are there only for Parallax to show up and go, "What? you're alive? You know what I mean? It's just thrown off. But then he Parallax comes down, gives him back the toy, the stealth flyer that got in the tree. He goes down, and I, th- this was my favorite part of the whole week because he is a pedophile. He shows up and basically, come here, Howard. Give me a hug. And they're like, you look weird, Uncle Hal. And then Hal shows up and bashes him upside the head. Now, should Hal realize who at least who he looks like? I'm telling you, it threw me off the whole time because it took us half the fucking issue for Hal to realize that this is parallax. Yeah, like, this was you. If you even – Take this parallax out, which he says later. And I was so that you or me. I'm saying that I was so thrown off because of that. He was not saying that this is parallax. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yep. At first, I'm like, he was never parallax in this timeline. Yep, that's what's okay. weird. But even so, I think that he would wonder how this guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's dressed up as as him. He's also floating and using constructs, yeah. which I would think that it's at a point where Hal might have seen that, where he had the construct and gave it. Even if he did, this looks like a Green Lantern. If this isn't Parallax, he does not recognize it as himself. I think he would still get the idea like, what are you doing? You shouldn't be here. You're a Green Lantern. And try to figure something out. Nope. He just bashes him over the head. They st- he just starts yelling, and he says, you could be a shapeshifter, mental projection. I, I've dealt with that. But then he says, you know, they go, and then when Parallax knows the memories, which threw me off as well because he's from a – I don't – it all goes weird to me because he's – Luckily, a, all that continuity is still there for Parallax. Well, yeah, luckily he has the same continuity because in the beginning it really does spell out that he's from a different universe yeah. and a different deal. This is the different – you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they have the same exact memories. He remembers everything Hal does, and that's why Hal's like, wait a minute. What are you, me? I re- and then uh, it just dawns on him, oh, yeah, you know what? I remember I became you after that whole Coast City thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it worked out. We, we rebuilt. And you- hey, as it turns out, you were a fear monster, and there's a fear monster inside you making you do this. Because yeah. we all learned this from Greenland and Rebirth. Because yes. up until that point, it was just Hal going crazy. Yeah. And so we learned this. He tries telling Parallax that, and Parallax immediately stops being the zero-hour Parallax and becomes the goddamn fear parasite. And yeah. starts to, like, has the sharp teeth. He has these yep, fucking... He has even, I'm looking even at it has right now. fear constructs. Yep, it has fear and constructs. He's and like, even no, that's not true. Changes, everything I'm changes. Saying, no, that's not true. I'm like, Parallax, you are doing exactly what he just said you were doing. You Look at yourself, man. Yeah, I know. And then he even so, but he says... Because we never I'm got the you, idea... I'm better. We just had the idea that Hal got power crazy and grief stricken. And this is why he became crazy Parallax. Yeah. Up until Greenland and Rebirth. And that was spelled out. Yeah. And that was a, a let's save Hal. Yeah. And his, you know, reputation. Everything yeah, we rec- we retconned a few him. things. We made, oh, actually didn't retcon. We just made a nuke, like, uh, added on to the continuity. Yeah. And uh, it was, 
I think that that's a great thing because people want to help back and they want him to be a hero. So yeah, it made it so that he was he wasn't responsible. But But then he just starts he just starts fucking parallaxing out like from the new like the new series, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird now. And and even that, you get the point where and listen, I don't know every little thing about Parallax and the Green Lantern, you know, background. But I know who Parallax is. I know what he did. But this also seems like. They just Venditti is just giving you a rundown of what he did as because he even says he starts saying everything. I killed the Greenlander. He's got to get these things in. In the meantime, I don't know at this point why they're fighting. <laughs> I know that Parallaxis is, you know, he's taken over. I know that he's claiming, hey, you know, you sh- I want to. I'm the better you. But the point where he wants him to die, the reason why he showed up and was pissed is it's not there. No. He can't save Coast City. It's pretty much well, saved itself he's by He's a now. guy who can't be wrong at this yeah, point. Yeah, I guess. It just, but yeah, then they're, they're just beating the shit out of each other. And that's it. That is really Hal it. Hal tries. Hal really does try. And he's like, listen, we'll figure this out. We'll do it together. Come on, please. Ain't no talking to Parallax. And this fight is they live. It just yeah. keeps going. At one point, and Parallax is bleeding fucking yellow blood as well. Yeah. But yeah. This is they live. Nobody wants to put on those goddamn sunglasses. They <laughs> they stop. Freaking Parallax is leaned over breathing. Hal actually takes the construct mask off and they try to talk. And then he's just, no, back I'm to fighting. You, the most enjoyable part of this fight is I finally learned that the Cronus Gauntlet gives you the energy of 12, 12 Green Lantern rings. rings. Yep, 12 And rings. I like learning that. And we know that Parallax has the entire core as his power source. Yeah. So there is no way in my mind, though, that... Um, how Jordan's standing toe to toe. You know what? The, yeah, and you know what the best is. Is this is spelled out, and Hal still seems to. Th- Hal even says he's like uh, weak. You don't know how powerful I am. And then uh, freaking Hal says back to him, "I don't know how powerful I am." I was like they could go on you, forever. You just but, told me. Yeah, I think that the the stats show that Parallax is a lot more powerful. A lot more. Yes. But out of nowhere, during this fucking they live fight. Hal becomes a ghost construct. A ghost construct. I, I sent that to you when I first read it. And, I've, and you're I've like, taken oh, what happened? And I'm I said, just going do you care it. what happens? You, you care about spoilers? You're like, no. And I went, well, Parallax decides he's going to go get more power. Where? I don't know. No. And um, uh, Hal becomes a ghost construct Green Lantern. I don't, know what, I don't know what the freaking thing they're – I don't know what they're trying to convey to me because Hal becomes this ghost construct. It's almost like he's and- just becoming the essence of will. I don't even know because he just looks like a construct to me. Yeah. And then Parallax flies off and says, I need to find more power. I'm like, so how do you, why are you afraid of this out of I nowhere? Know. I, I don't know. And when he turns, why do you think turns you into the construct, when he, when he turns into the construct, I was desperately trying to find a little Hal there on the yeah, ground. Well, underneath him. I'm like, where is he? Where is he? Or even like a point where there was a point in uh, Justice League 3000. When Green Lantern was yeah, in yeah. that, where he was pocket. in his pocket, yeah, I was, I was doing <laughs> I, the same I'm looking thing. desperately for him, and that's what I'm like. Nope, he. I has thought become, you were just wrong somehow. No, he has become Will itself, and I don't know. And then he's not. But yeah. Then he is. And then, do you think in this point where Parallax, what is his? Is it just he doesn't want to be wrong now? Because yeah, that's if all he I can goes, think. he's like, I'll find more power, Coast City, your life. It'll and then I'm going to kill you and like take over your life. Now all of a sudden life. he just wants to take over Coast City and you would guess that he is going to go and he thinks maybe he's going to go find the Green Lantern Corps to kill him again? 
to get their rings from this universe? I don't no, know. Honestly, I think he's going to Telos to get the freaking Brainiac shard because mm. he winds up in the Telos book. Yeah. But if you go by that, in Telos, he tells us that he has been there since the Dark Side yeah, invasion just, at the beginning of the New yep. 52. And if he was, he would know that Coast City was no, destroyed that, and then not only not, not only that, but Parallax, the first thing he would do is go to Coast City. What's he been doing these past five years if he's yeah. been here this whole time? And in fact, if, if they six tried to work it in that you could say that Coast City got – it doesn't make sense. That Coast no. City five years ago, that's when it got destroyed. Just say every book has a floating five years. It doesn't all match up. But at five years ago, that's when Coast City went – and that's when he showed up. You could even work it in that way that he was there and somehow that uh, so I, nothing he makes sense. He saw the dark side war and Hal had not become parallax yeah, at that it's point. Just not, it's just nonsense. I, I just – I don't understand. I don't want to call it the dark side war. The dark side invasion when yeah, the Justice League yeah, the first yeah, – yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's there's Hal. And yep. it's like, are you okay? I think – I think something's happening to me. Oh, really? You think? You're a fucking 20-foot high construct. Yeah, I think something has happened to you. Right. Honestly, I don't even know if I, I didn't get the idea that he was this huge thing. I thought he was just floating there. Yeah, I, I got the idea that he was huge. That That's why when uh, he first became it, looks like he is the size of that goddamn building. Is he? Uh, he's big. He looks big, but it might I don't be have his perspective right thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just a construct thing. And like, obviously, and it, I don't it's get scared it. I don't Parallax. Know. I don't yeah. know. Do you think Parallax has seen it? I don't know why he'd be that scared. He's yeah. got the power of a god. Yeah. And he's scared. I don't get it. We have a fucking Crota's Golem gives you the power of 12 Green Lantern rings, and now he's a goddamn construct. Parallax is afraid. Yeah. He has to go to Telos. I don't know what's going on in this book anymore. And uh, I'm even looking back at where he changes. Well, he says, I don't know how powerful I am. Let's see if we can find out. That's not even something that you would – and he blows out the fucking building. Yep. And then just – it hap- It just – to me, I don't know. You, you would think that – even Parallax, if he said, wait a second, I've seen this before and disappeared or something, I, I just don't, I don't know. He says you shouldn't exist. I agree with him. Look yeah. at him. Look at him. He's going to go find more power. But well, yeah. no, well, some of the art in this issue is good. It doesn't stand up completely no. to what I've been used to in the series. You don't like Martin yeah. Coco's art. No, but I, I don't. Do. This, uh, like when the standing still shots, they just look terrible. Yeah. But for the most part during the fight, the fight looks pretty cool. Yeah. And I've gotten the fight that I've been wanting for a while. It's the only way I can really yeah, justify a lot of, my a lot of people. A lot of people wanted this fight. That's Manship told me he liked the issue only because of that. He'd look, overlook everything because he wanted this fight. But and, there's yeah. no payoff that, no. From, from this at all. That's what you need. You need a setup and a payoff. And, and I don't really see either. And how many issues has it been where we have the last page where Parallax is coming to Earth? Yeah. And now he's there and this is and what And he we leaves. Get. Yeah, <laughs> it ends with them leaving. See to you go next get more fall. Power. I got nothing here. I don't know. Five point eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably give this another one. Would be another five. I if this is a birthday present, Eric. I've I've received some shitty birthday presents, but damn the deal, you boy, you should re-gift this motherfucker right now. Take it back. Take it back. Whew. Let's move on to the next one, which we're going to keep this a little green, Eric, a little down with the green. I like that. Swamp Thing number three. I like themes. You like themes. Written by Len Wein, art by Kelly Jones and Michelle Madsen. Alicon, and this is, uh, Reggie reviewed this on the site, so this is Reggie's blurb, and I have not checked it for big words and craziness. <laughs> Alec Holland's old pal, Matt Cable, shows up, despite having died in a fiery car wreck and then turned into the Dream Lord's Raven last time I saw him. 
Yeah, he was very taken by that. I here's <laughs> this book. I am not going to call out any sort of uh, me uh, continuity either. issues because I don't know them, and I'm just going with it. And tells Alec he can turn him back from muck to man using a de- dissected <laughs> magic hand he stole from Nanda Parbat. They need Zatanna to unlock his power, and doing so, she does restore Holland's humanity, but only at the expense of Matt Cable who looks Ooh. to be the new avatar of the green. Despite the overall story being okay, this was a surprisingly poor written issue, and Alec Holland's tone was off the whole time. Kelly Jones' gothic style artwork remains impeccable for horror stories and was the saving grace of this issue, and I will tell you right away, Reggie gave it a 6 out of 10 on the site. A little spoiler, I, I kind of agree with him. So do but, I. Yeah, we're going to talk about this because we have actually enjoyed this uh, Swamp Thing. This issue I didn't enjoy as much. This and is the weakest of the bunch. It is. And you have, this is issue three of a six-issue thing. And because of that, I really think that there's a lot of filler in this issue. This issue, to me, could have been ten pages at I'm the so, most. At most, we bring Matt Cable back into yeah. the fray. But for most people who have not been following old-ass Swamp Thing, they have no idea who no, Matt they Cable have no, is. No, no idea. And I, I do like, it starts off... Where Matt Cable ruins that age-old game, Eric. Honestly, this is my favorite part of the book. The age-old game of Snake Attack Swamp Thing. uh, Yeah. Because he's fighting with the snake, and Matt Cable shows up and shoots the snake. Big game hunter he is there. Yeah. And Swamp Thing calls him out. And I really, I actually did like that for the fact that it's like one of these circle of life things. That he, uh, they, they just keep playing out this battle. And the snake I like comes, yeah, and he and defeats I the snake. It. Snake slithers off. Snake will come back, and they play yeah, this game. They just do this and same. Matt Cable has ruined it. And just yes. Swamp Thing, because he doesn't know it's Matt Cable no. yet. He, starts he just is berating this guy and about, I, what you, have you killed yeah. this innocent creature for? And he's just like, we just played this game, man. And you just came out of nowhere yeah. and blew its head off and ended it. And it'll never be the same way no. again. And I'm just sitting here, oh, my God, yeah. I feel so bad and right I even now. Think, I even thought like it's like one of those things where that's just – not not the circle of light, but that's something that just always should be, and that throws off this issue right away for that yeah. because now shit is different. And not that it's just this goofy little thing with the snake, but this is Matt Cable is showing up, and he's fucking shit up, and that continues. But the thing is, though, as soon as Matt walks out of the shadows and yeah, oh, he loves sees him. it's Matt, it is all forgiven. Yeah, it is. He, they, these guys are buds, yeah. and... He, they both blame each other for and troubles of the past. I sat here after, like reading this book, and I just kept thinking about that snake the entire yeah. issue because yeah. it made me feel terrible. My but, God, it's like losing a pet almost. Somebody comes up and shoots your pet right in front of you. Yeah, that's fucked uh, up. I, I liked, like I said, I liked it because of how it's kind of spelled out or a little hint that Matt Cable is messing up the nature of things. And, right. You know what I mean? And it, it continues. I didn't even read into it that yeah, much. Yeah, I just thought that that's what, after I got done reading it and went back to, you know, write my notes and stuff I like just that, sat I'm thinking, there and boy, at Matt my Cable cat. is there and is just fucking shit up. I just and, sat there and looked at my cat and petted yeah. him a little bit. It's okay. No one's ever going to come and stop he, our games. Yeah, well, he wants to, Matt Cable wants to help something out. And in fact, has been using a lot of his time and money to figure out a way to change him back and he finally it leads him and it leads him through you know a little tour of the dcu so yeah, you get all the people. magic guys coming up yeah. mr e Felix Faust. didn't mr e to you did he look a little like um dice man a little bit he did i was like there's dice 
<laughs> he's like, hey, hickory dickory dick. Honestly, I was just looking through it before. Like, I didn't read it all the way. And, like, he's like, I, I went across the world and I found all the – I met all these people. I'm like, good. You met a guy with red glasses. And yeah, I, oh, that's Mr. Reed. Never mind. There. Mr. Reed. Yeah. Okay, I get it found now. Felix Faust. And Enchantress. Enchantress, yeah. And it, it led him to Nanda Parbat where he stole the hand of Fatima. All right, he's still a goddamn monkey's paw. Yeah, he's... that's what it, it is. That's what the hand of a team is. And he goes, he goes, hey, I got it. I really like this, too. It made me laugh. He's like, this can grant the wish, and I want to wish that you're going to be him. And all right, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know how it works. Nope, sorry, man. Uh, you know what? I stole it. I forgot the instructions. <laughs> like, never forget the instructions, buddy. You're going to fucking put together a fucking Anwar and fucking have three screws left. What do you think of that? I so think you don't push it together right. No, that's when I go to fucking Ikea. <laughs> I hate that Ikea. Ikea was such a big thing. I fucking hate it. I don't like go going. Honestly, every time I go, I feel like I'm in hell just like mm. walking through a labyrinth. Yeah. And I'll never weird. end. Uh, did you ever eat there? I didn't even know you could eat yeah, at Ikea. Yeah, at the very end when you go oh, by, the deal. By the time it's the very end, I am out. Yeah, There's near the very stopping. end there is a cafeteria type thing and they have like Swedish meatballs and stuff. I Every time I go, I I just go, spent I three ate. hours walking yeah. through their lab- labyrinth. I have not been I'm, there I'm in a long out. time. I, it's been a long, long time since It's been like there. eight years since I was yeah, there. Yeah, I hate it. But yeah, you get there where – and then uh, they have to figure out how to use the pollen, of course. He has somebody who will teach them and that is Zatanna. And I, I, I got excited when I heard of Zatanna, even on the cover. I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, then you get the craziest little aside where you see the goddamn fucking zombie yep. uh, from before. You see the police uh, people. The one is uh, Lucius Fox's uh, niece, I guess, still. Yes. Right? And they're, like, talking, like, hey, that's a repulsive zombie. Hey, you get a hold of the parents? Yeah, they're in the holding cell. They want lawyers. Oh, Try really? Lawyer they want up. lawyers. And, hey, maybe we should get rid of that, that stitching there. Don't it's gonna, do that. That's going to ruin uh, the fucking autopsy. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. Oh, goodbye. you and your home down uh, hoodoo. Yeah. It, down just, home hoodoo. <laughs> again, I, I think this is, hey, remember there's a zombie, and he might still come alive. Yep, because that's wink. all you get. Yeah, that's all you get. And you go back to the uh, Matt Swamp thing, and now they are with Satana, and there she is. She's like, yeah, I can do this. Are you sure you want to do it? Yeah. You really sure? That yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure you're sure you're sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You said pretty sure. Are you really sure? I don't know. I guess. Uh, no guessing. Okay. It goes on Exaggerating forever. Exaggerating a bit, but half the book feels like oh her just God. asking, are you sure? I'm telling you, because of there's only so many pages. And he, she asked them at least four times. And then she's like, hey, it's a major spell. It's going to take a lot. This isn't sleight of hand. You're gonna, are you sure? I see it right here. Are you really sure you want to go through? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay, because so, she says, when I'm done, there's no going back. That's not the last time she asks. Because no. then they go down to the basement. And, and actually, the next page, she says, are you sure you're willing to live with the consequences? And he goes, yeah, consequences, that's called life. All right, fair enough. If you and Cable are both absolutely certain, <laughs> yeah, let's get the things. Let's get started. Okay, they go down in the basement. She asks Matt now, are you sure there's no turning back? And then freaking uh, Swamp Thing, I think, is getting mad by now because he's like, you know how I feel. Can we please just get this done? She now, asked a million what, times. Besides for that, though, it seems to me that she's just wearing a button-down shirt. Is that like a, a, like a magical item, yeah, or is that how she like, just walks around her house? Actually, yeah, I don't even think it's a button-down shirt. I think it's like a 
looks like an Asian little number. Uh, I often see a lot of times. You ever go to the massage parlor where they no. can bathe you? Okay, then never mind. <laughs> never you mind. No, I, I just think it's her crazy outfit. Not that it, not that an Asian outfit's crazy, Eric. I don't want to offend people, but yeah, no, I think pretty that, crazy. I think that's probably just an old time looking outfit that she would. I, it's just weird. It's like they showed up and she's just like yeah, walking yeah. around her house. This is her, her lounging clothes. Yeah, she's just lounging and. I like the art in this. I think Zatanna's a little off. Honestly, part. though, this is the first issue of the series so far because I've loved the art, but I think it's more that I'm going for this like this feel of the monsters we get, yeah. like the zombie swamp thing. I think they look great. The people to me do not look that great. Yeah, I, and I don't, I don't Zatanna like Zatanna really looks. feels off in this. Yeah, well, they go down. They're there with the uh, a thing, and uh, here it is. Here's where it is. She says it again, and then she says, "Hey, Matthew, can you live with this?" <laughs> And he's like, oh, it's a fulfillment of a debt. And she's like, okay, we're going to do this. I'm telling you, this is going to be very quick because really when you think of it, not much happens. No. She starts doing this spell. The spell lasts for, you know, a couple pages. Friggin it, all of a sudden you see Swamp Thing kind of melting away from himself. It's actually Alec Holland. There he is as the fingers close, like the monkey paw. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, this is... This is a bullshit monkey paw because each finger the monkey paw has, that's how many wishes you get. This is you continue the spell yeah. just the fingers count yeah, down. Yeah, I, I actually – did you think that it was going to get to a point where something would happen and the pinky would still remain or something? In the, I actually thought this was heading towards a half-man, half-muck monster is in, that what you in thought? the literal <laughs> sense. I thought like his fucking asshole would still be Swamp Thing. I don't know. Is that what happened to you, Swamp that's Ass? That's what happened to me. Well, that's why they call me Swamp Ass. But yeah, it works. Alec Holland is not Swamp Thing anymore. But, but you know what? what? Like the monkey paw, Eric, shit always has some for. consequences. And you know what? You, you definitely realize or think that this is what Matt had in mind, correct? Oh, yes, definitely. This is what he wished for. He wants to be Swamp Thing. Yes. And it's, I'm sure it's going to lead to stuff with Abigail. And yeah, it was a transference there. And we're going to have to have Alec... Uh, fighting his way back to being Swamp Thing. He spends the next issue trying to open that, open that monkey paw again. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's there struggling. Come on, open, you son <laughs> Come of a Come on, bitch. fingers, actually, actually, as the issue ends, Satana picks it up and goes, I have a thing I want to use this for. <laughs> it's called the Great American Challenge, Eric. That's right. Off Pat, she goes. Patting that shit. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, it's a very quick read. Very. Not a lot happens. Uh, nope. Which is uh, surprising a lot of to me. And a about six... it. You know what you if you want to do this or not. Yeah, there, there's like a six issue uh, mini series here, and we had an issue that seemed a lot of filler here. This could have been a couple pages, but I I liked it still uh, enough. This wasn't my worst issue of the of the week, and it sticks with the tone of what it was. It just this better pick up because yeah. we love that first issue. The second issue was a little down. This one is the worst of the three, and like, I agree like, fully. The writers all like uh, he was trying to make this a four issue mini. They're like, no, we need six. Oh shit, I better oh, pad God, this out. I gotta pad this out. Uh, yeah, I, you even laughed last time we talked about this of the fact that, oh yeah, Matt Cable, but <laughs> I, at least they're doing something with it. He looks to be the I'm villain you, now. The That's only fine. reason I knew that is because I had just got done watching Swamp Thing and yeah. Adrian Barbeau oh, was I, Cable. I looked it up. That's the yeah. only, but. That doesn't mean I had a reaction to it. I just no. saw who it was. I had no reaction at all. Uh, I had a little reaction here, though. I saw it coming pretty early. Uh, just the fact that I don't know. I don't even know why I, 
I just didn't, I didn't trust him after shit. he shot that goddamn Dude, snake. I didn't see shit. All I was sitting there worried about that goddamn snake and what's yeah. Swamp Thing going to do now. Yeah, there he is. He's a muck-encrusted thing now, that Matt Cable. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with Reggie. Six out of ten. So do I. Uh, if, you do, if you have enjoyed the other two, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't get this and read it, but, yeah. There's no reason not to collect the entire six no, issues yeah. at this point. So, I know. People do that. Uh, people just, you know, they're out. They're out. They don't care. I, if I had two issues and I thought – Boy, I'm not going to have the rest. I don't know that I wouldn't just throw those two away. Why keep them? Why, Eric? Because all it's going to do is drive me nuts later. I'm going to have to buy those others. I just get it out of my face. Ah, uh, what's next? That is uh, the end of that section of books. Because the green. Go, yes, that's the green part because we're going to go off to a very special recklessness. Um, you're listening. You're probably like, where's that Reggie? And his smooth tones and that recklessness usually tones. comes early. It's because me and Reggie – got together and we talked about the killing joke in general because uh, of what happened in Batgirl this week. So we're going to go off to the killing joke. Something happened in Batgirl? Yes, it did. And we're going to talk about that after this little recklessness aside. So we'll see you then. Is that how you say That's it? That's right. <laughs> hello, my I am, I am fellow comics enthusiast. Hello, my fellow comics enthusiast. I am your host, Jim Quick. <laughs> and today, we're, there it is. I got the pause. Red Robert's like, that son very of a bitch. Very good, very good. And you know why I actually said quick? Because I was looking on Twitter and Chris has a thing with Superman and the quick bunny. There you go. <laughs> so that's all I saw. I, I'm like that stupid guy. If I came up with a, a uh, different name, it's anything. It's like an I am Jim Lysol. Exactly. Anything around the house. But boy, I am Jim Empty Ball. Our house. Yes. But uh, hey, it's a, it's a live reckless. That's right. Coming at live you live and recorded. It's, I am actually joining in on the recklessness. I've kidnapped the recklessness, and we're going to talk because this week I thought that me and you would talk a little about the killing joke. Okay. Um, it's, it's a controversy. This week, Batgirl came out, which we're going to hear about next, our talk, me and Eric talking about the book itself. But when it came out, uh, before I had even, even bought the issue, I had seen the internet exploding, and more of Twitter. Twitter is where I usually get most of my information now. Yep. So Twitter was blowing up, as they say, in the hood, don't they say they that? They do say that, yeah. In the hood. In the and hood. it was all about the killing joke being erased. And the people, if this was, when you hear those crazy people say that people were dancing in the streets during 9-11 and on the rooftops, yeah. I actually think they were for this. I think so, if I, I looked out, I looked outside the window when I read this, and I saw my next-door neighbors, they're dancing on the roofs. I thought they knew. But, yeah, the killing <laughs> joke supposedly was erased. And we'll talk a little bit about what we – well, we'll go into that right away. Yeah. You read the issue. You read Batgirl. What I, I had the same experience as you. I read the, a review of the book before, and I think I DM'd you on Twitter right away. Like, the, you know, mm-hmm. this book got a 10.10 or 10 out of 10. And the yeah, oh, my claims, God, 10 out of 10 all over. They love the book. This is a classic among the, you know, works of art. Spiegelman, modern classics yeah. like that, and uh, Frank Miller. Um so I, I read that and I saw that they had retconned. That's the way I think it was described, or that they had done away yeah. with the killing joke. 
And Jim and I just sort of like, without having read the comic yet, we were both at work. We we're just kind of talking about mm-hmm. our feelings about having done that. And then I went home and read the comic, and I didn't get that impression at all. That that anything no. had been removed or erased. Uh, I don't understand why you know why people are feeling that way. Uh, yeah, it, it, that was really strange. And you, I, you kept I, I, saying I, the odd like literally. Four complete times. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you kept giving me a rundown. You're like, second time through. Yeah. I don't see it. Like, where, where and then this? I read it, and and I read it, and I said, I, I get what they're kind of saying. Where you're kind, And to me, uh, we both thought, boy, this is really like, it's really subjective. And then we ended up, and we'll, you'll hear about me talking about it with Batgirl uh, next as well, but it, I ended up having to even talk to Brendan Fletcher yeah. because I was confused. I was angry. Uh, I took it in a weird direction because of how I am, where people were yelling and screaming, so I thought I had to defend the killing joke. I had all these intros that were mean yeah. and really and you were like, doing your research also. Are, you were definitely... Oh, my God, yeah. And that's that's the one night I'm going back, and I'm really trying to find like when this sort of thing became an issue and hoping that all, half of these guys that are saying it's a modern classic had loved the killing joke at a time. I said, what really screws us... It, or that, or my theory of that would be that it, it's an older comic. If this would have been a comic from five years ago that they were retconning, we could go back, and I'm sure a bunch of these people would be shown as phones yeah. where they would have uh, liked it. But, yeah, it goes into the point where I even looked where Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart did the Origins, the Secret Origins number 10 with Batgirl, and they had that scene where the knock on the door, same yellow blouse, whatever, and they answer the door, and in the door is the Joker's smiling yeah, it's face. Like a black panel. And I thought, yeah, a, bla- a full black with the, with the teeth smiling. Right. And I said, that is bullshit. You know, they, they want to get away from this killing joke, but yet they even had that in this secret origin. So why would they do that? And I messaged Brendan Fletcher, and in that case, he said, and it screwed up, that he said they had a blank, dark door. And DC went and browned them, put those teeth in, the Joker yeah. teeth, and, in fact, that was not what they wanted. Now, this leads to me going to the next step of this whole controversy, this new controversy. That, and that's something that if I am a writer and an artist, I'd have an issue with. I would have come out and said, what, what the hell's going on? And this was around March. I believe this was, uh, you know, around that time, February, March. Yeah. So it was, it was early on. But I would have, if I was Cameron Stewart or Brendan Fletcher, I might have come out then and said, hey, guys, you read The Secret Origins. Please know that we did not want that. We wanted to be left open for interpretation. That's not our deal. Because at this point, you didn't get a lot. They even mentioned the killing joke when they were announced on the book. They, they're not like a not-on-our-watch thing. They just said Barbara has a dark history, uh, killing joke, this and that. This is gonna work. We want her to get out in the open. We want her to be in the light. Mm. And I did like it. When I started reading some of their stuff of what they had said, I, I, I'll tell you, they started to win me over a little, not towards the killing joke, but more of their mindset. Yeah. So this happens, and then the next big thing was the Raphael Albuquerque cover, where they had uh, the Joker variants, and Joker's on the cover, and he's got the you know the, the smile going on Barbara. She looks terrified. Like menacing That's her. when they came out. Yes, and that's when, it's weird, up until all this time, I was oblivious to the Killing Joke having any sort of issues. I read it. It was one of the only comics. I read that and Watchmen 
Those are the only comics that I read at any point before we started the site, really. Mm. You know, little issues or whatever. But those are the big ones for me that I read. Yeah. And I said to you, I did not know anything of a controversy. And I probably read The Killing Joke. I don't know. It came out 88, yeah. right? I probably read it probably about 90. I, I think I had been in college and somebody had it. I read it. I really liked it. And it was like one of those where you you just pick it up. Anybody could pick that book up. Yeah, you don't need to and be. Go you know the basic, it, you know, Batman yeah. tropes. And it gives you good. a it gives you a, a Joker origin. You get that. You get all that. And I really, really like. I really liked it. And to the point where even the last thing I had pretty much done Batman wise was probably the Batman in '89, the movie. And then it goes okay with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, you have all the tropes. You get that. Never once thought. That Barbara was raped, yeah. and that's what. And now people are also. This is the other thing. When this controversy happened, and even this cover thing last year, it seemed like people were really pushing that. They even seem to back off from that now, and now it is just the way she was quote unquote treated. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of I talk think, about how Barbara isn't that way. She's stronger. She wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. Joker got the jump on her. You know, that wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't. It's he, not like we think he, she's, he shot she's her because. He, he opened the no, door and shot her in the that's, spine. Again, that is treating a victim as somebody, like, you know what I mean? It's weird. And we talk about it in the podcast uh, that's coming up, even to the point where I, I mentioned that somebody who's a victim of some abuse like this or whatnot, a lot of times that they, the way that some of these people are coming about is almost like what you're told not to do, just forget about it, make it not happen. Yeah. This, this erasing it that like really takes away from her coming from that. And even in that Secret Origins they, they wrote, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, after that scene, they go to Barbara in the wheelchair beating the – she's training in a wheelchair yeah. with Frankie. That's when she met Frankie. And she's basically like, it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen. I'm never going to let this happen again. And then Frankie's like, listen, that was one psychopath. you got to just let it go, let it go. And she goes, no, if I let it go, somebody else is going to get hurt. And I've got to do this. And I thought that was an awesome, like, that was awesome. Definitely. And it, the experience made like, her stronger, which is what you would expect. Yeah. And, well, and I said, I, yeah, I, I said, when did you, or I'll ask you, when did you see this controversy start? This whole Barbara deal? I, I first saw it when I first started engaging with the comics internet, which was kind of late in my uh, life, uh, about 2009 or 2010. Okay. Which would have coincided right yeah. around when it got uh, re-released in, in hardcover because it was out of print yeah, for a had long that time. Hardcover. Uh, yeah, and I think that again, you can say that it's a sign of the times back in the eighties, the late eighties. That, but it's really not. I can't say that "quote unquote" rape and abuse. You know, it, it's it was good in the eighties. Oh, I mean, it wasn't. You know, I grew when, up in the eighties. When, when this comic came out, people, everyone agreed that what happened to Barbara Gordon was supremely fucked up. You know, it's, yeah. it's, oh, it's, yeah. not, like, it is, it's not like it she got off lightly. You know, he strips her naked, no. humiliates her, she's paralyzed. Uh, yeah, and actually we should go on and say that. We're not saying that anything yeah. that happened to Barbara was good or like, oh, man, if that's the worst thing that happens to you, you're, you're better. No, it's that she actually came out from that. And, again, that, that was the power of the next bunch of writers and things like that where they took that and really went with it, yeah. and DC itself, and they, like, we're going to make her, and that's you know, work. Alan Moore, Alan Moore claims that he never intended for this to be absorbed into continuity, and as, as an original graphic yeah. novel, it didn't have to be. You know, those, those no. can stand alone, and this could have been a standalone story, but surprise, yep. it sold well, people liked the story, and, and what came out of it was actually an awesome, you know, when Barbara Gordon was Oracle, 
you know, I defy anyone who read Birds of Prey or even Oracle's own book or Batman during the 90s mm-hmm. to say that she wasn't one of the most compelling and prominent characters, yeah. even into the 2000s. Yep. Now, I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm not, I like the new Batgirl too, you know, I, yeah, I, we can yeah. go there also, but it's, it's not like, I, I'd say the biggest problem with the killing joke where, where it comes to Barbara Gordon is that Barbara Gordon and pretty much everyone else in the book, Commissioner Gordon, uh, even yeah. Bullock, they're used as sort of set dressing because it's really a conflict yes, between are. Batman and the Joker. So, yes. so it's it's not like they're they're given a fair shake in the whole thing. They're just sort of caught up in this in this struggle between these well, two guys. And some of the some of the people even pull that into the argument that they say, "Listen," and Barbara especially because Barbara is like three steps down in that process. Yeah. That yes, he's fucking with. He's also fucking them with Gordon to see if he can break mm-hmm. him. And because Barbara's there, Barbara really is just there to take the abuse. And it's it's awful. It's awful, but it's also the Joker. That's what he does. He's, it's supposed to be awful. And I just, I don't know. that It really went to a, a different place uh, that I, I was confused by because I read it then. I reread it this weekend just to see. Ooh. And I really tried to go into it as a... Um, you know, nowadays, knowing the controversy and things like that, and I, yes, it's awful. It is awful. Yeah. But a lot of other things happen that, and like you said, this or everybody loved Oracle. I don't know anybody who says that they don't like Oracle. Mm-hmm. And these, a lot of these people complaining and stuff like that even have to kind of throw a caveat in this with like, uh, hey, I hate what happened, but I really liked Oracle. I wish, you know, maybe she got that way a different way. Whatever, but the whole other point to me is this is a book from 88. Now, DC itself likes to push this. They're, they're going to have an animated movie coming out. I believe it's coming out this, this year. fall, yeah. If not at the beginning of 2017. I think it's this fall. I think fall. it's this fall. And so they're having this movie where they even said we're adding some other stuff. And, it, you know, I, I just, I really, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to think that it's that's really coming out but I, it has to be oh, yeah. they've been pushing it but it seems like it's going to be very odd and either that or they're going to water it down or change it a little well you know but yeah they used it in the uh, in the most recent batman game in arkham knight but you actually do see a yeah. sort of representation of that scene and the joker really almost everything happens except i think commissioner gordon isn't there he just comes to barbara's house okay. and she's alone and he comes in, okay, yeah. shoots her. I think he says something about her, the same line about her being paralyzed and, fa- and yeah. fade to black. Because the, the, the point of it, you know, we're not trying to say, like, it had to be something so traumatic. It's just that a trauma happened. And she is, she, she's used as this, as, this, as this, you know, piece, this, this playing piece to, to make Commissioner Gordon crazy. She's sort of shoved aside. But it's not, you know, I mean, I mean you, you could think that he raped and tortured and... You know, branded her. You can, you can, you can, your mind can go wherever you want with it, or you you can take the facts as presented and say, you know, take humiliating a woman, paralyzing her, stripping her naked, and then showing those pictures to her father. That's fucked up enough. You know, I'm I'm good yeah, there. That is. You know what I mean? Like, and you know what? If they and nowadays, even with the whole thing, they have this. If my son right now answered the door and somebody shot and crippled him. Uh, I'm going to be devastated yeah. as a father. Yeah. I don't need the, you know, you can go that, oh, but it is the Joker. He takes it a little too far, and he's going with the whole fact in the story where he had an awful day. He's going to do this uh, robbery so that he can get money because, you know, he quit his job to be a, a comedian right. that failed, and then his wife dies. His pregnant wife is dead. Yeah. And right he before just he's wants about to, to pull you know, the, 
the crime, you know, right? Yeah, they're about to pull the heist, and then he has to go do the heist, and they fucking set him up to get yep. to get the shit kicked out of him and targeted and whatnot. But yeah, um, this in his mind, I guess, is in the Joker's twisted mind, is what he thinks is what would be the worst thing that can happen to Gordon, because the worst thing that can happen to him was definitely his wife and, you know, unborn child dying, sure. because this is what he was trying to do his whole life based around. And even so, even go further into that is that he, it, they were in this situation it, because, and he, like, what was it? It was a baby bottle warmer she was testing right, right. and, you know, trying to think. And, uh, and maybe even thought, you know what, because we were poor, I had to get this. They don't even go into that. But again, it's it's enough that you can come up with your own ideas of what happened, yeah. just like what happened with Barbara. And, yeah, unfortunately, there's some sick people would read that and get off and think, oh, man, the Joker, he went to town. The Joker in this in that book, and until, I think Eric mentions it in the regular deal, until Harley came around, never really thought of the Joker as any sort of sexual guy. Definitely not. That was doing that. And there, there are plenty of times in the book that they can mention that something crazy went, uh, hey, Batman, he, he violated her. He did other things. He did, And they don't. And I think that, yeah, it's kind of left open for interpretation that you can go that way if you want. I never did. You have to, you have to uh, make several narrative leaps. You, you really do. Yeah. You, have to, you have to just go a place that the, that the dialogue and the pictures don't take you. But you can go there. Yeah. Do you have anything else no. about it? Or? No, I think we pretty much covered yeah. everything. Oh, it's funny because we're going to have this and now, now you're going to hear me yell and scream at Eric about it. But, yeah, uh, thanks for letting me come on the recklessness. No I problem. I kind of uh, commandeered it. That was no problem. This was a good uh, follow-up to one of my earlier ones where I talked about the killing joke. So this sort of was a coda to that. Yep. Remember, I am Jim Quick. That's right. And I'm Reggie Werner. And and I'm here. <laughs> I just wanted to pause. I love that pause. It makes me laugh every single I time. I should copyright that pause. Uh, yes, that put the copyright at pause after fake last name. That's what it is. Just, but yeah, you can you finish it up like you that's always right. do. That's right. So uh, everyone remember, uh, you've been listening to Reggie's Recklessness on Weird Science DC Comics blog podcast dot blog dot podcast dot com. <laughs> that I forgot. It's yeah, I'm throwing you yeah, off. I, I on have it. this written down. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We didn't have anything nothing written, written down. Uh, anyway, you can tweet tweet at me uh, on Twitter at Reggie Reggie or contact me and care of this podcast. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Started the whole world crying, but I didn't see that the joke was on me. Oh, ah, the killing joke, Eric. Ah, the, the killing joke. You like the killing joke? I really enjoy the killing joke. Don't say that out loud. I just did. People get on you. No, I heard this was only talking behind people's backs at one point. Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's so. This doesn't really count. When we talk on here, it's not real talk. It's talking behind people's backs. I like the killing joke as well, Eric. I probably just said that, and we probably <laughs> talked about it as well. But we're going to move probably. on. Because, probably. Because the, that leads into this next book. And I know you think it's a much ado about nothing. But it is Batgirl number 49, written by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, art by Babs Tarr, Horatio Dominiquez, Roger Robinson, <laughs> Ming Doyle, James Harvey, 
Serge Lapointe and Steve Wands. Now, all of those besides Serge Lapointe and Steve Wands are all pencilers, Eric. There's a lot. That's crazy. And when you look at the issue, you realize that is the case, but I think they did a pretty bang-up job. All right. Team Beckerl got their wish and erased the killing joke from existence. Kind of. It does take it out of their personal continuity, and they leave it to each individual reader to form their own opinion. <sighs> besides that, which in reality was only one page, the issue dove into the origin of Fugue, and we see that not only did Barbara run into him before, but she actually created the villain, Eric. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. created him, which is a, a tradition among the Bat family. That's what I liked. Frankie and Black Canary used desperate measures to get Barbara out of her coma. While I'm not sure it was a great idea, it worked, and the issue ends with what I think the roster for the Batgirl and the Birds will be. What do you think of that? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. The birds, Eric. The birds. birds. Background. Now, before we even go on, I will talk about the craziness of this issue because I did not review this on Wednesday. That when it came out, this was not on my first bunch of reviews. Only because I saw a lot of crazy things going down. I thought, okay, I'm going to leave this for Thursday so that I can give the full day. That would be my last review on Thursday, and I could give it a whole night to just sit there. Write out a well-thought-out review like I always do, Eric. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It, I sat there forever trying to start this review then, continued that on Friday night, <laughs> and did not review it until today. And I'm telling you, I had such a hard time doing the introduction to this book because I, I went through all the emotions, the roller coaster ride of emotions it was. But for the most part, I had read other reviews. I had seen reactions, and it got, I told you, I do go and see, read other reviews, oh, I know. and it's not to, you know, rip things off or anything. I just like to see what others think of the issue, if there are reviews up before I do. And I read the reviews, read the reactions, saw crazy. I, I'm telling you, at points in certain sectors of Twitter, the shit almost went down there with fucking <laughs> explosions going on. So then I read the issue. I didn't know what the hell was going on because I did not see anything of what anybody was saying and was very confused. In fact, Reggie and me were going back and forth, and this is where you told me today. I don't know what you and Reggie were talking well, about. Well, I'm telling you, I have dealt with this. I read this today for the first time, and all week I've had you telling me what's going on on Twitter, what yep. you and Reggie are talking about, what's going on with this well, book. Well, yeah, but and- here's the thing is. Me and Reggie didn't talk a lot about this book. So what I was telling you was what me and Reggie were reading of others. Reggie, All okay. Reggie told me at all up until today was i've reggie couldn't see reggie actually for the most part read the issue four times before he even realized what anybody was talking about yeah he saw that panel and still didn't think anything of it what is going on with this and i kind of said oh this is what i think but boy People were going nuts. Like, I'm telling you, people were fucking dancing in the streets because they – and I'll, I'll even tell you. It's Matt Centauri Griffith on um, Comicosity. Is that their site? I think. Yes. This guy thought that, goddamn, it was Christmas, Easter, Christmas again, and fucking New Year's. This was the greatest thing he ever read. And when I read it, because of how miserable a prick I am, <laughs> I got angry. And I – Almost took it on myself, and parts of this. I wish I would have kept all of my intros because they got angrier and angrier. <laughs> and I really thought 
that I was to be the one guy who was supposed to calm everybody the fuck down and convince people that, listen, the killing joke isn't a bad thing. And I, I, I was having problems. So I turned to my man, Brandon Fletcher. To your Brandon man. Fletcher, and I just out of the blue because, again, I'm researching things. I'm trying to find some of these reviewers. I'm hoping that I find that they reviewed the killing joke. I wish it wasn't as old. Because they would have. And I wanted to find where they gave it a 10 out of 10. And then I can call them on their shit. Because I'm, I don't even know. I can't even give you a time frame of when the killing joke became a bad thing. And to no me, idea. it really, really, really started when that Raphael Albuquerque. I said June in my mind it started. Well, that was March when that oh, cover was. That oh, was whole it? Okay. controversy was March. And uh, that's when it was for the one issue. But it was when it would they released all those issues oh right it was for the june covers yes yes yes. but it was in march and all shit broke loose and it became a big thing and even then it it shocked us it shocked us that there was this we didn't know this was going on absolutely not you even said you read it as a younger fella and the whole thing it never struck you as a rape scene it it just and people then it's like even then, and yes, you can even say that a big problem with people may have been because to me, Barbara Gordon was an aside. It was a way to get – yes, that you can have an issue with, I guess, if you're a Beckroff fan. That, that Joker thought Barbara was so insignificant that he was going to use her just to get to her dad. But again, I could go through – Five other things in The Killing Joke itself that people should be up in arms about. How about the portrayal of somebody with a mental illness? Well, I'm you saying say that, that about the Joker every day. If you day. say that about Barbara being in, insignificant, any victim then, yeah. by any super villain or anybody, yeah. is in, in, insignificant well, because is, it's yeah. not like he was going after Batgirl. He was going after no, Barbara he was going Gordon. After Barbara. And, but then, you know, they take the picture. But yes, a lot worse has happened. And that doesn't mean that's. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you, this is like a fucking minefield. Because if you say, oh, you know, it's like, oh, if that's the worst thing that happens to you, yeah, everything has its issues. You you can't downplay something because something else is worse. But this is a comic book. It is a villain in the Joker who legitimately is the devil and has no rhyme or reason to what I'm telling you, I was talking to Reggie about this last night. Um, I just don't understand because I've never before any of this thought of rape in there. And at the time, the Joker, when, this, when the Killing Joke came out, the Joker was not, there was no Harley Quinn yet. The Joker was not a sexual character. No. He was asexual, if anything. Well, he was just okay. this villainous form that came out of nowhere. Well, let's go from there. Um, do you think that the relationship that the Joker and Harley have and what he does to Harley, you like that? Because it seems like all these other fucking assholes seem to think that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, they when love it. They get a more, tattooed on That is more abusive than anything that was in the killing joke. Oh, great. And, and it's yet, straight out show. Every, every fucking, they had they that book coming out two times a month, and I don't see anybody complaining. Like I said, I don't see anybody complaining about how mental illness is portrayed with the Joker, which is yeah. awful. If you want to look into things, you can really go. We laugh about the time when Batman's punched harper right in the face what is that you know why is that not a big thing the, i don't know honestly the, the way the freaking uh, the killing joke is portrayed anymore it is the same thing because it keeps popping up the same way that jason todd being killed yeah. by the joker nobody gives a shit about that and, a young yeah. boy being brutally beaten and then killed by a man yep. that's fine and the but same I, guy yeah. the same guy and yet the batgirl to me and, and again these people even said in some of their reviews Oh, I love Dort. Like, they have to make this caveat about, 
I love Oracle. I just didn't like the way she became or No, that's part of it. Unfortunately, it's part of it. she became it a stronger is. character because of what happened to even, her. Even um, what's his name? Fucking Alan Moore has even gone a, a, a out and said, "Listen, I, I regret some of the things and that Barbara thing. Yeah, I'm not real proud of that." Um, but from there, she became stronger. She became Oracle, and everybody seems to love Oracle. And the main fact to me, and I'm not directing this at the authors because I'm going to go more into that, um, talking about the people who reacted in, on Twitter and all these things that we saw in the reviews. All over internet. This land. is something that should be. I, it's weird to say because if I say this is something we should have gotten over, people are going to say no. They gotten over. Well, you know what else too. I, I explained this to my wife, and I, again, this is personal deal, but my wife had been a victim of some abuse, yeah. and I explained it to her, and she thought it was great, great to the point where Barbara took this and became stronger, and that's yep. just, there's somebody who could, have, I may have told her, and she may have went off and said, that's ridiculous, I hate it, whatever. No, she said, you know what, I, she would rather have somebody show that you can get over it and show you can become a more powerful person and go past that. And in fact, up until now, the Barbara has fought the Joker since then Constable. and kicked his ass. One time in the chair, just fucking beat the shit out of him. And to, to my wife especially, she said that shows that's more of a something to help a victim of Agreed. things like this than erasing it. Because you know what happens People who have this sort of thing try to erase it. It doesn't work it's, out. It's that called way. repression. That's it, it doesn't work out that way. You have to get over it, and the best way to get over it is to realize it wasn't your fault. You had nothing to do with it, and get stronger because of it. Agreed. And that's what this could have been. Now, and on top of it, though, that's only asserting that there was a rape, which yeah, I still to this I know. day. I'm saying in the never worst case scenario, if that is what happened, yeah. if that's what happened, then. You know, even if it was that you think that getting, you know, you're crippled, that's awful as well. But, yeah, yeah. even when he unbuttoned her shirt and he's taking pictures and sending the pictures, that is abuse. That, that, yes. could, that can scar a person for life. Agreed. That, oh, my God, I couldn't do anything, and that's what he did, and going back and forth. But still, it's not something that needs to be erased. I'm going to go back to that Raphael Albuquerque cover thing where we actually caused, you know, not we didn't cause an issue. We, but we thought, boy, why are they causing it? I agree with this quote-unquote team background in the way that they said, listen, this isn't the tone of our book. We don't want to – now they went, I think, past the deal by really hitching on that this book is for young girls. Right. I didn't think at that point the tone of the book – yes, the look of the book was. The Not tone the of the tone book to all. me never was. It wasn't. They had – you know, this. if anything, this was a book for – 20-year-old, you know, 18 to, you know, 21-year-old yeah. girl. That's not what they – they were pushing it almost like a uh, – Fucking hey. seven-year-old girl. And again, you want to you wanna go even further than that. You have this cover. It's causing all this controversy. A little girl sees it who say this book is really in there. And, yes, it didn't fit the tone of this book. I agree. But all that can happen is a discussion start with, oh, Dad – why are people so against this cover, which a little girl gets it, isn't going to see? Well, at one point, the Joker caused this abuse, and, but, but Barbara got better. She became stronger. I, I don't I – just and it just seems Honestly. like after this cover thing, it became their cause. And I, I'm not saying it's weird because I've talked to Brendan problem, Fletcher know, and everything he told me it really, really made me think differently. 
and really helped me get to this review in a part where I wasn't a jerk or being a jokester like with my right. Midnighter review this week. I took this review very seriously. And in my review, I say, I am a fan of, I'm still a fan of The Killing Joke. I think it's one of the best, if not the best Joker story. I reread it this week because I just wanted to see. And, and now, and I came about later. I didn't read it when it came out. I right. read it, what, three years ago? I read it in the early three, 90s. Four years ago. Like and, 1992. Yeah. I read it about three years ago coming into that. And, yes, it seems like people are going with this new attitude now. Um, I came into it thinking, uh, you know, no, I, I never thought. I thought, boy, he's an awful person. And but I took it more towards the line of uh, uh, Jim Gordon. Like, oh, my God, if that was me and, you know, that was my daughter. I went yeah. more that route. And, uh, and, yeah, the crippling deal was awful. But reading it. Later in the game, I realized, oh, I know what had happened. She became Oracle and was really strong and, and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, but Brendan Fletcher, I talked to him. Like I said, I talked to him, and I, I told him it was off the record, though. What he told me was pretty good, and I don't even think that he would think that that was off the record. Like what, But I won't go into the exacts of right. it. But basically, he told me, listen, you go into this. He's giving me a little advice there, you know. And also, I like name dropping. So. I know. But he's, go into this with your own deal. Just think of what it, think it's what you want. And he's and I really when we talked about it, I got the idea that yes, they always wanted to get this Barbara, the Burnside Batgirl. They don't want to have that connected. They want this Burnside Batgirl to be you know a happier yeah. time. And to them, it bothered them. I really do still think that it was that they got that cover thrown at them without knowing. Which variant covers, I'm sure, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. But it didn't match the tone. So this is there. Like, before we get done, which I would guess it's going to be a couple more issues. When Pretty Rebirth soon. happens, I'll probably change it up. They want to start a – or they wanted to get this out, that this was like a mission statement for them to, listen, we want to do something that we can say, hey, when we had our Batgirl, it was more fun, it was light, it dealt with a younger girl dealing with younger girl problems, and we wanted to get this killing joke. We don't want that abuse before. And he did say that, but he also said when whatever DC does with this – Whatever the next person who writes Batgirl, whatever down the line, this is not changing anything. This does not change Barbara's continuity. This does not erase the killing joke. It erases the killing joke of their Batgirl. And yes, that doesn't make sense I in continuity-wise. The biggest problem I have with this issue and the thing that like we're talking about, it, like it's up to interpretation. We just don't want it for ours. Just don't talk about it. I know. Just write I just, your stories actually, without like I said, mentioning it. I think it. that what they wanted – is something because all up until now has been tweets and it's more Cameron Stewart coming out and saying, Hey, team background, not on our watch, which I tried to find, but yeah, it's all that. I think they wanted something on record in a issue where they can say, you know what? That's what we did though. It doesn't matter to anybody else. We wanted to do it. That's it. We're done with it. And really, I think that the, Part of this that got me so angry was not them. And up until now, it hasn't no, been them. It was they, the people. Yeah, and it, it always, I think it always has been. They, I went back to look at all this stuff. I, you see a lot of stuff about it in that March cover. Like I said, it's a lot of Cameron Stewart. 
Uh, he's a very outspoken guy. Yeah. He went on he went on record with the, that stuff and like basically, hey, we should have been told this wasn't our thing. We did this. And then they, he had to spin it in his direction because then Raphael Albuquerque said, hey, we're going to drop it. DC tried to tell everybody that there were death threats. I, I think that was overblown. I think that was thrown in there just to make things seem like they had to be done. Right. Like, everybody tried to make it like nobody – pressured anything that it yeah, was it's that, nobody's yeah, fault it was nobody's fault and um after that they seemed to really die down everybody kind of got back to normal they were doing their thing but the people all these fans kept going at it and i do think that a guy or again it comes back to cameron stewart where i he's a man of statements eric sure is they they did it very subtly and i do respect that I, this is not a hey guys Fuck you and your killing joke. You like the killing joke? Fuck you. Instead, it's you could if none of this happened. No, sadly, reviews. I've seen that on the internet. Yeah, well, no, re- yeah, no reviews though. And we're going into this. I don't say anything to you. You wouldn't have thought anything, right? You would have read this issue, thought it's just another Batgirl issue. Uh, you wouldn't think that. But a guy like Matt Centauri Griffith took it as, oh my god, they got rid of the killing joke. I've always wanted this, and you know what? Everybody, that's fine. That's fine for me now. After talking to Brendan Fletcher about it and him telling me that what I think is what I think and what they think is what they think. If they want to go nuts about it and think that that's, you know, get so happy, that that's fine. They can do that. I just wonder what's going to happen, you know, two years down the line when somebody references it again. Are they going to go nuts and start screaming and yelling? I don't know. And to me... There, there's a lot of pressure against this. I even said to you, it's odd because there's a Killing Joke animated movie coming out later sure this is. year. And it's getting to the point where I'm not so sure that it's going to. I'm pretty I, I sure, really, though, that the Killing Joke I know Joke it's all was, set. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying that I'm pretty sure that the Killing Joke was last year's number one sold trade. It it's always. It's one of the biggest sellers of all time. They have brought out 80 editions. They've done all this. I can go to Target and buy it right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, and... It's just, I know, it's some people really hate it. And this is where I don't mind this issue because in that, you know, frame of mind, because if somebody says to me, man, I hate the killing show. Well, at least, you know, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher got rid of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, or if they're like, hey, I love the killing joke. How dare they? You can't really say that either because really you can read this issue and not think anything of it. But you can't. They're not changing anything, really. No, I... The thing is, though, I only have a problem because of what people are telling me is in the killing joke yeah, because yeah. they want to see it there for some reason and then have an outrage problem about yeah, it. Yeah. And then they talk, they look at this issue here, which they think is the greatest goddamn thing that's ever yeah, been written because in their mind, taking it out of continuity. But when I read this issue, though, I see what Fugue did to Barbara and it little it pretty much feels a lot more like rape to me than it's what like, I ever saw in the killing joke. He definitely mind fucks her. He, he strapped yeah. her down and put something in her against her will. Yeah, well, that's again. We could, I could probably find seven times oh, in yeah. the last week that people have done just as bad. A oh, thing. I get you. And especially the Joker. Here. You know, the Joker was just uh, trading blows with fucking Harley two weeks ago, beating the shit out of each other, and yeah. and basically telling Harley, "Yeah, you know, you're going to come back to me. You like it." And it, it was just fucked up. But that, and you know what happened then? It's a great Harley, issue. Harley beat the shit out of Joker, and everybody's like, great. You know what? She showed him. She yeah. Sho- Bar- Barbara showed him, too. 
Sure did. Yeah, but people just, I, it's one of those things where people seem to have this idea that they have to change everything and they have the right to. I'm not talking about uh, Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher at all. Because you know what? If anybody has the right, they are writing background now. They can do whatever the fuck they want, uh, whether we like it or not. I would just prefer if you don't like it, don't talk about yeah. it. Like I said, I think that they don't like it and want to sh- just have something written down that they can point to and say, you know what? At least we did that while we well, while we did background. I think that my main issue was and always will be just this reaction to it, and almost to the point where if what Brendan Fletcher said, you can take this as yeah. you want, but I don't think these people want it that way. Like if I say if I went on right now and went on Twitter and said, hey, you know what I love about this background? Because if I want the Killing Joke to remain, it remains. I guarantee you. That I get at least two people saying that I'm full of shit, didn't know what I read, and I'm a moron. Yeah. And that's not the case. And you know what? That because these people end up being more hateful than that. I'm. I in my review, I said, you just do what you want. And when I, it was explained to me, then I, like it, I get angry, but still, they can believe what they want. Just don't push it. It's almost like religion. They're yeah. freaking pushing it on everyone. And everyone becomes afraid to even admit that they like the killing joke, which is very odd. But let's get to the issue, because I'm sure we just talked about the same God shit. God damn. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely is an issue where it gets you angry or happy or whatever, and it seems like it's not even there. That's the thing, though. I didn't feel anything after this except for what you, I learned from you before going into mm. it. And then reading what actually happened, I'm thinking, with this, take it as it is, um, it seems like a lackluster issue to me that just got Barbara out of, yeah. a, out of a coma and I gave you a backstory. I actually liked it because, for once, number one, since they took over, I think that Fugue is, has definitely become the best villain. In the, and that's, you know, tallest midget in the circus. Yeah. But at least we're getting a long burn or, you know, a long form villain. Up until now, even we said before, you had villains like uh, the Velvet Tiger. Ridiculous. We had and the goddamn also, motorcycle. Yeah, and, we had co-op. And these, yeah, and these, these villains would just show up, and issue and a half, they're gone. Yeah. And half the time you're, you're confused about what happened. Why, where did they go? You know what I mean? Velvet Tiger just kind of got taken away. And this shit just – when we want to have somebody who's more of a threat, and to me – Barbara has always had that issue where, really, who is Barbara Gordon's biggest villain? I'm telling all time. And I know, don't tell me the Joker. All right. Because we're not allowed. But it probably is. Yeah. And if it's not him, it's going to be somebody. He, she doesn't really have her own villains. Never has. They're always throwaway bat villains. And she's always dealing with bat stuff. Yep. So when they took her to Burnside, that was their whole thing. We want her to have her own life. We want her to have her own villains. And they were, they've been ridiculous, really. And they've almost been just a fucking joke. They have been a joke. When they finally get, uh, what's her name, who we wanted? Oh, Livewire. Livewire. That, that was awesome. And one issue. So that could have been something, change Livewire around a bit, get her involved. But yeah, they did. This. So we have a villain who I like. Because, yes, it's a threat. And I like that he has gone after her memory, which is yeah. her biggest asset. And I like that all of this, a lot of the problems we had with this guy 
are explained. Exactly. Like he's not just that guy on the yeah, couch. How he just showed up on the couch. And again, that almost seems like they tricked us into that. Because and all I of a like sudden that. he found out. And we were almost like everybody around Barbara. Going, what the fuck? We, we don't know about this guy. <laughs> and yeah, he was there. So at the beginning, you start off. And I was thrown off a bit. And I was about to call bullshit. Because I'm like, what the fuck happened? Barbara's in a coma. Why are they in a fucking diner? Yeah, you know, drinking coffee. There's Frankie, and she's talking. And I, I like this scene for a lot of reasons. So first, shit just goes wrong all of a sudden. Barbara's fucking, her whole mind is imploding on her. That she's hearing crazy people who are up for latte, including her brother, Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. All of a sudden, you see Fugue. You see all these crazy people. And you pull out, and you realize this is Frankie trying to go into her subconscious to try to figure out how to get her out of the coma. And why I really like it as well is that Frankie's trying to be sly when she goes in. She's not in there right away going, okay, Barbara, we're going to get you out. What's going on? She's talking, you know, what? she's yeah. trying to get past these protocols that Fugue has gone in. And Fugue has see, left a lot of shit behind. And you see, well, he's got this virus type thing yeah. in there that's going to protect everything. And um, she's there, and she even pulls out, and she's like, God damn it, I can't get in. I'm trying to go d- deep, but he's got these things that are stopping me, these traps. He really set up these psychic traps, and whatever changes he's made to her mind, they're well protected. So, you know, you already start out. She's going in. She's going to find out what's real, what isn't, what he's changed. But she's worried that if she goes too deep, whatever, but he keeps blocking her out. They keep happening. And you get the setup that when you see the crazy fugues, that means shit has gone wrong. Oh, yeah. So she decides the only it's thing. It's inception is what it is. Yes, yes. And it's desperate Your subconscious yeah. keeps trying to kick That's you out. That's what it is. And it's trying to kick her out. And, and she desperate times call for desperate measures. She's going to get that evil AI copy of the brain scan that happened but before. But she fugue. scrubbed out the evilness. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. She says it's mostly harmless and even says, I don't know what mood it'll be in when I get in there. And I even like that. I like the fact that she's like really like calling it it and this sort of thing, because when she goes in with it, it's like an old friend. She's there. She comes out. Hey, Frankie. And whoa, whoa, whoa. You fucking bitch. (laughs) Oh, why are you angry with me? We're still friends. Oh, you bitch. I don't care what you You say. You don't even know. You don't even know. You <laughs> bitch. But yeah, she's like, hey, you're just a copy. But it spells it out. Listen, you might be the right copy now because Barbara's flawed and I need you because we're going to compare shit and you're going to tell me what's right and wrong. And if you fuck up, I'm deleting you and you'll be shredded permanently. So it's like, oh, what, what are you talking about? I'm your friend. And then Frankie turns around and then right away, <laughs> fucking the AI gives the, the fucking evil stare, the sideways. I'm like, that, that's pretty funny. But yeah, she's up to no good. But then you go, and this is, it confused me at first. I'm telling you, the first time I read it, I didn't realize that these were connected because, in fact, she, they go and they see a young Barbara talking to what would be Greg. Yeah, young Greg. Young Greg. I didn't even, I just thought it was some kid. I don't recognize that kid. He doesn't belong here. So they start fighting with her, and that transfers into Barbara fighting Greg later, which is not even his real name. Uh, they made up the na- he made up the name when he went with that. I don't even know why he made up the name. It's weird that he did that. I guess yeah. Did he make up the name? Yeah, yeah. They go with the name. Uh, I'll get to it in a minute. The I forget. Yankee what. Doodle. No, that's what he whistled, and she yeah. realizes that she has run into this guy 
many a time. She's passed him a couple of times. He's a bank robber. He's yep. robbed banks, uh, this and that. But yeah, and that's when they pull out of that and Frankie and the AI are now in the library. And, and Frankie says, and this is where it threw me off. Frankie goes, so the fugue was a crook that Batgirl put away. And I'm like, where did she get that? Because he doesn't that. even say at that point, you don't even say, you don't even see him going into, uh, what's it called? Go, getting put in the jail. And I didn't even realize that at one point that that was even Greg. I thought that was something. But yeah, then I realized what was going on and I was an idiot. But then they go and there's Greg again in college with Barbara. And the AI says, hey, I always studied alone. That's not right. And that's where you see where Fugue has set up a fucking defense psychic they, trap yeah they have to fight through these different guys and i like the ai then turns into Beckerl, and they start fighting uh frankie almost dies she almost falls whatever and Beckerl saves her and then that switches once they fight through that protection they go on to see where fugue had gotten out of jail and confronted barbara and told you know what happened and that basically you made me this is what happened, and this is the beginning of the whole issue where, you know what I mean, where he showed up and he yeah. went into her mind. And basically you find out later and even here you see what he's going to do is he's funking with her so that she doesn't know that he's doing this. She's gonna me- he's going to mess with her as well because he's pissed. He spent the whole time, and the thing that he kept thinking about was her saying, I don't forget anything. So that's how he's going to fuck with her and also comes up with the idea, huh, she is a bat uh, hero who doesn't forget anything. I bet you she knows some fucking shit that I could sell. Oh, yeah. So he's going to take her memories, replace them with fucked up shit. I, I just got to say, though, that he's all upset with her because she got him arrested yeah. and he fucking learned through correspondence courses yeah, how to I fuck guess. with people's I said, minds I even said and do you, all this like, shit. Where is this correspondence course that teaches you this? But he said but he had a lot of money as I'm well. saying, though, in the timeline of events here, for Robin Banks and all this shit, yeah. he didn't spend a lot of time in jail. Yeah, that, what's weird, though, is also because we don't really even see – I don't even know what I, – I can't even tell you what he – he says he's a bank robber. I don't – who knows? I said, what's weird to me is that in the beginning, he looks a lot older than Barbara. But right. yet, how is he passing as a college and, and lifelong friend? She must be his age. And so oh, no, that was just an implanted memory. Yeah, but no, everybody's seen him. Nobody said, hey, Greg looks a lot older than you. Right. They believe her. She just doesn't remember really particulars. That's when things get a little shady and they find out that Greg indeed was fugue. That's when yeah. they start questioning. Nobody said... You know, Barbara, it's weird. This guy living on your couch and going through your fucking panty drawer, he looks 40. What's going on? <laughs> Nobody calls. So that's what I'm saying. I'm getting the idea that he wasn't that old. And maybe the, if they're going to explain, which I don't think they can. I really don't think you can explain how a bank robber has gotten out of jail now and done this or whatever. Maybe he's escaped. I don't know. But I don't know either, but I'm he saying might somehow have been, he got He out. might have been a minor. Maybe th- he just... He, I don't know because nobody's questioning the age. I'm it's, questioning the age. Well, you are, but nobody there. Frankie never said he looks older. It, it is odd. I think that that's where it's really off. Not even just the time in jail, but the fact that this guy did appear because at one point she is a little girl and he looks the same age. You know what I mean? At right. one point she's at the happy when she harbor. she sees him, yeah, yeah. back and before she she's back. she is a little like... girl and he is whistling and she does not look his age. So I think that's where... There are some issues. Um, but, yeah, 
he tells her he's going to do this, and you see these crazy memories where you see Batman ripping into her. He doesn't like her. Oh, you, you can't be trusted. You see James and, Gordon and finding out that she's Batgirl. Yep, and dying. Falls out of the window dead. He look, and he looks dead. He oh, looks yeah. he, broken. There's no coming back. From and that. she's crying. He's like, I don't understand. This didn't happen. And they're no, this is wrong. And they're like, no, she's been vandalized. Your memories have been vandalized. We have to get them out. And even then, at the one point, while this is all going on, Frankie throws a fucking uh, light at at Fugue, and who at that point they're even seeing where he's like visiting her at night when she yes. would have those nightmares. And it's a weird thing where the AI picks up the picture and it's Alicia and Joe. And she's like, huh, who are these people? And it's a very weird I, I scene. I don't know. It didn't look like Alicia or Joe to me. It is. I messaged, I talked to Brendan Fletcher about this too because I was like, what is going on? Is that Alicia and Joe? And he goes, yes, it is. And that Frankie there with them? And no, it's Alicia and Joe and Barbara. That's, that's how it Who's the black out. person? That is Joe. I that think is not Joe. That's what they were saying. That's what he and he what he said was shit went wrong. Okay. And that is him fully admitting that it was something that was supposed to happen and the way they looked at it and it was supposed to come out different. And again, maybe it is Frankie there and it's a twisted version. I don't know. But he said from what they wrote and the script and how it came out. There was a fucking uh, failure there was a, translation there. Was a there. Lost there. in translation. Yeah, something didn't play, and it was supposed to actually be, I think he said, a pretty important thing that got lost. And Yeah, it got lost in translation. It didn't come out well, and they were a little up, not upset at anybody in particular. He thinks, I think the way he said it was just that what they thought would have worked out better uh, really could. It was better on paper? Yeah, it was a lot better on paper. So, yes, that is supposed to be them. Uh, that was confirmed there. But, yeah, then the AI just goes over, and that's where you get a weird thing where the AI walks over and is like, hey, you look like me, but you're not me, are you? And it's very odd. I don't even know. Like, it doesn't even seem mean that way. You know what yeah. I mean? It just seems odd. It seems like a, I don't know what. But it yeah. just comes across a little bit because the AI before hated that Barbara Well, that's Gordon what I'm saying. That's the only reason because at this, it's almost like she goes over and maybe it's even like a thing like she's just curious about what's different and that leads to the later bit yes. that maybe she even wants to change this herself. I don't know. But, yeah, they stop. <laughs> they stop it all. They're, they're still fighting. Uh, and then Frankie... It's almost one of those where you're not supposed to wake somebody up from a dream, it seems, right. because Canary's all upset, and she's yelling, oh, you're okay, what's happening? And Frankie hears it through, and this is, I don't know if, if Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart just watched The Matrix, but to me, this was exactly like The Matrix, where she realizes that she's in The Matrix, and now she knows she could do anything. Now she can do Kung Fu. Now, yeah. Oh, in this I put case, in my review, a, I said, a psychic canary yeah. cry. Oh, I said in my, my review, I said she realizes that there is no spoon yes. and learns Kung Fu. Oh, no, I mean the canary cry, because that's exactly what it is. And, and she's the saying canary cry leads out well, to... this is what's weird to me, and this is how I take it personally. She's saying to herself, okay, it's not, this isn't real. This isn't real. It's like a, you know, a, a bad dream when you have a movie even where somebody's stuck in a nightmare. Right. This isn't real. This isn't real. She's saying that over and over to herself. It's not real. It's not real. She does the cry, and then it's almost as if she 
shatters these memories like these memories come from that and in fact if you look at it you could even say that the cry is enveloping you know what i mean like it starts in there and the cry is what's coming out and the cry is pushing these memories i don't know this isn't to me anything that you're having where somebody is going okay delete this delete that like you had even earlier with the young greg where Greg was there, and though that's not real. Like, really, to me, this is Frankie doing this, correct? Yes. Frankie does not know that this stuff is real or not, especially yeah. the fact that there's the Joker. Frankie knows. Now, I'll go back to the Brendan Fletcher and Cameron Stewart did Batgirl Secret Origins. It was Secret Origins number 10, and in yes. that, that's when Batgirl first met Frankie. Frankie was in a wheelchair with muscular dystrophy, I, I believe. Yes. And in that issue, it was just when Barbara was getting the implants to make her walk again. And they mentioned uh, the bullets, you know, you don't just get shot. Now, so there is a mention of shooting. They never do say the Joker. But in that issue, you have a thing where you, you have that scene where she answers the door. And when she answers the door, it's a dark doorway. But there is a Joker smile. And so you, you kind of have that in there, correct? Correct. So you would think that Frankie, if anything, Frankie has been told about things. And even I the, think it's been fucking news that the police commissioner's daughter was shot uh, by the yeah, Joker. That's a, but that's, so that shouldn't be something that she would just look at and say not real. No. And also, there is just a page of her in a wheelchair. She's in a wheelchair. She looks very upset. Yep. Is that, is that not real? There's a bunch of these pictures. Now, again, there's a slap. Looks like maybe that's Dick Grayson she's slapping. Maybe you got a little frisky. Uh, there's a wedding that appears to be maybe Alicia's wedding that's gone wrong. Yep. Um, there is James Gordon's death and his buried, you know, the funeral procession type thing. There's Bruce Wayne exposed by Two-Face, uh, which is an awful fucking picture of bruce i don't know what's oh, yeah. going on with that bruce but it, it fits in that this would be just craziness um yeah it just is weird to me this is just memories yes some of these might not be real some of these might be uh, perverted some of these might not have ever happened some might be twists and turns of what happened but to me this not real to me was just a continuation of frankie saying that everything that's going on in this mind is not real at this moment for her it's not right. real it's not real and more to the fact that it's not real for her, that she's in somebody's subconscious, that, you know, it's I, I not just real, took it that the things attacking her were not real. Yeah, I just, but again, there you go. You have all these things because they've set up, uh, I think, very cleverly that they were going in and a lot of these memories were ripped up, you know, changed and whatnot. And because you're seeing things that definitely didn't happen, that this Joker thing gets thrown in with that. And again, if that's what you want to think, the way they said it, you can go with it. I don't know. I don't know what to think. I do not think this gets rid of the killing joke. No. Um, but if it does for her, if, even how about this? If you say to me that what she's doing erases these, like this canary cry is shattering these bad memories. Somehow she knows where these memories are, does the canary cry, and this is the canary cry. And she sees this Joker thing and does get rid of it. And from now on, Barbara does not remember it. I'll even go with that, that it makes her happier uh, in the long run. I I guess until somebody brings it up. Yeah, but that's the problem is this is where these false memory things 
don't make sense to me because I don't think that it's something – this has been in continuity, but it's not just – it's like we said about Grayson. If they have the satellite go and tell everybody that Dick Grayson is not Nightwing, like yeah. it's exposed, you still have the internet. You sure still do. have things. It, it, just, it just feels weird to me. It really does. And yeah. This leads then – after this is shattered, it looks like – you have this crazy, I mean, now you get into like uh, just pop art craziness where you have a cityscape, you have a big fugue there who looks like he's digging a grave, you have a big dick grave, it's just crazy. And you go, and at the point where Frankie is going to stop things, the AI bashes her over the head with a rock. Sends her out of the subconscious, she back to the real world. She's very upset. She's like, God damn it, I knew that AI, uh, you know, even Canary actually, t- I knew it. I knew this would happen, whatever. And then the, the Black Canary just comes up with the idea, hey, yeah. you know what? Maybe you just have to synthesize them into one. You know, you got the bad kid. Why, why not try it? And I'll go with the fact that... She, they're desperate. They're going to try that. But, yeah, it seems very convenient. And she goes back in. She does. She fuses them and in a weird panel. And, yeah, very weird. And then Barbara wakes up. She remembers everything. She even remembers everything that Fugue did where they show. And she, the whole plan. And basically, I actually like it as a twist in the villain tells you his whole plan because he does think that, He's she, yeah, she's not she, going to remember, and yeah, even says, "I've it. told you this a million times, four, he, four times already." Yeah, he thinks it's hilarious. I did like that, and they want to go, and she's like, "Hey, we're going to get this guy. We're going to get him because, in fact, the thing ends with him saying, hey, and you know that energy project? It is a bomb. We're going to blow up everything.' Boosh. God damn it!' And that's when Spoiler and Harper show up, and they're together. Barbara's like, "We're going to go find him as a team, and I know exactly where to look. And you know what?" I don't, Eric. Neither do I. Where do you think she? You think he's still in the fucking? He's gonna go back to that warehouse. He's in the panties drawer. (laughs) Maybe. And now it's weird. Unless it might be one of those things that she remembers another thing, like he, because she even says, "Oh, who are you gonna sell this to?" Uh, You know, the penguin. Right. And he does say something like, "Oh, you made a lot of freaking uh, villains," and maybe that's where she's like, "I know where it is," because even at that point, she's thinking back at it. And she's like very uh, deal. And she says, when your entire life experiences are bought and sold and you lie, you lie broken at our feet. That's when the real fun begins. And something with that triggers where she knows, eh, it's fucking Luke Fox. He's buying yeah. the shit. It'd be Luke funny Fox if he was actually buying it just so that he could give it back to her. So this whole thing was nonsense and he was, she was going to get it anyway. But I liked it. I liked it. Each time I read it, I liked it more. I liked the fact that one of the creators did tell me that, hey, you don't have to think what everybody thinks, and it's set up that way. I did, But I really like that we get Fugue's backstory. It's one of the only times we've gotten that in this book. Agreed. You usually get these awful villains, and, we, and yeah, what little backstory And he actually has get. a plan, and he's yeah. been doing this thing. And I he, like that. You know, we, we were bitching. I'm like, oh, my God, is this going to be this guy on the couch? Yeah. It's always and, just the lamest guy. And we had guy. just gotten out of another story that Velvet Tiger and her yeah. boyfriend, I, I don't even remember his name now. Oh, that's that supervisor guy. Yeah. Th- that, that college guy. advisor, sure. Where yeah, everything that guy. at the end just fucking happened. And they're yeah. like, this happened, this happened, this happened, boom. At least we're getting a longer story, and things make sense. And even threw in 
than AI from the beginning. Yeah. And I, I did like it. And but I, overall, though, this issue didn't do much for me. Well, I, again, I, I, tried, I, like I those tried to things, separate but... myself from getting upset about the, the, the oh, comic no, joke stuff. Oh, no, I'm completely separating from I'm just telling you. They, I actually liked this. The, I, I, what I liked, I liked the idea where, remember before, there was a lot of the video game shit. Yeah. And this, but I like the idea that even with Frankie, and she's very good with tech, and she's using that to go about this going in Barbara's mind, and it is. It's like a virus in there, and she's got to get past this protocol, and she's got to get this, and she keeps getting kicked out, uses the AI to go in there. And I like the steps that it involved. I like that, hey, that little kid, we didn't know him, and that leads into remembering this, and that leads into the next phase until they finally got I wish there would have been more setup of... Uh, false memories and what right. they did with them. That's but one then thing. Even I though wish... we get the idea, it's like Canary comes out. Hey, why don't you just do this? Oh, yeah. you know what? Why don't yeah, that, I just that do that? Seemed, and, I, and the art was all like over said, the place until the end. The, yeah, even with the um, the Canary crying that panel with all those bad things, you never get the idea of how they're gotten rid of. I, I don't really have don't, any idea no. of how they got rid it of. It almost like, seems what like that at even that did. point, if you recognize it, then it goes away. Yeah, so it was weird. The art actually. I didn't mind the art only because there were, what did I say? One, two, three, Yeah, a shit four. ton of artists. There were five pencilers. That is more, and they all did their own inks, it seemed. Right. Uh, there was two colorists and a, a letter. So, yeah, most of the people must have done their own inks. And I thought that they maintained, in fact, the beginning uh, of the issue was not Babs Tar. Yeah. And I think that guy did a good job just mimicking the style and – when you go into the brain, then shit goes all crazy, mainly because I think that that was just showing that, you know, stuff was wrong and different stuff. So I didn't mind. I think they obviously I don't think this issue needed extra artists. I think they did it for effect. And I, I liked it. But, yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Originally, I was around the six, five, seven. And then the more I read it and thought about it, I, I went up, and, yeah, that's what I ended up. I think up. about I still, a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I still don't think that it does anything in my mind to, to get rid of the killing joke at all. Neither do I. But if that's what they want to think in their little run and their continuity, that's fine. But, yeah, they said that they expect people to go back to the killing joke, and it doesn't erase it for everyone else. So, yeah, I didn't mind it in that uh, regard. But, yeah, we're going to go on. We're going to do a little flash reviews but more of a catch-up it's not really flash reviews i don't even think i'll play the flash review song because it's not really flash reviews it's what we're going to do is just go through some of the books that we skipped out on last week and not even go tit for tat not even a synopsis for the most part just that if i wrote liked them up like flash reviews yeah so. i didn't i'm just going to tell you if i liked it and kind of the major parts of it but yeah we're going to be right back with that <laughs> Hey, what was that sound there? What's that? What flash? What? Oh my goodness! Uh, it is the flash review. Somehow I've come up with some flash review synopsises. I excellent. You started off here. Aquaman number forty-nine. That's right. We're going back to last week because Eric was a little bit sick. He was a little bit. A little bit. People Aquaman. complained. They always do. Yes. Aquaman number 49. Aquaman is back in action and willing to let his duties go to Tula and Mera in order for us and him to have a little fun again. Great art showing us a fun time in Amnesty Bay and a hot-ass Mera make it look like Aquaman is finally a book worth reading again. 8.5 out of 10. I read it today, Aaron. Did you what like did it? You think of that? I did. 
And I saw, remember there was somebody on the site that called you out like, we marabada in this sexy outfit. I loved it. I it makes complete outfit. sense with what that issue was saying. Yeah. And like you said, fun. Mm-hmm. The fun is back, baby. The fun Boosh. is back. I'm going to continue that with Superman, Lois, and Clark number five. This issue continues the greatness as we see Superman fight off blank with the help of Hank Henshaw. And even though Superman now trusts him, shit's about to get real. Real. You know those aliens, the Oblivion Stone aliens? Yeah. Hey, they've reached Earth. And it looks like Hank has the Oblivion Stone after all. We knew he did. Yes. He actually uses it to fight blank. We also get a flashback of a time when Superman saved Batman, which is awesome. And it ends with little John showing he's a little more super than he's let on. He's he's Superboy, Aaron. He is now (laughs) full-out Superboy. I believe next issue, flying around, is what I think. I I have not read this yet. I want to, though. Yeah, and uh, it's great, too, because even on the site, I forget who it was we were talking, and they're like, oh, man, you know, he looks like John is super hearing, but it's one of those combos again where I think that he has used his – detective skills or his reporting skills his that he also got from, from Lois. And also, you can say, oh, that's not heredit- you know, hereditary. But Lois does seem to take him on everything she, <laughs> she does. You might say that, but don't be a dick. Just yeah, go with it. Yeah, but he's picked up. And even in this, I didn't even put in my little deal. Well, she has let, um, she let Clark know that, yes, indeed, uh, Bruno Mannheim knows who they are and has seen both her and John and apologized for taking John. <laughs> and there was no Christ. babysitter available. But yeah, I love this issue. Wait, was as that always. that issue? I've read that then. No, no. This, okay. You didn't see this. This is All when right. she explains it. Oh, like, explain like, it. Hey, we ran into Bruno. Like, she's saying that whatever that protocol, remember right, they right. had that term? It's on again. But yeah, uh, I love this issue, as always. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. And what I really liked about it the most is all those different storylines look to, they're going to fucking come crashing together. Converging? Next, next issue. But you go on. All right, we are Robin number nine. We get a dual story going on in this issue as we see what the Midtown Robins have been up to since they parted the ways, and Smiley is setting up his Joker's gang. It's a pretty decent issue that continues the emotions and well-written teens that made this series so much fun from the start. Seven out of ten. Oh, and my next one's Deathstroke number 15. We get to see Deathstroke fight an army of bizarros, and it is as awesome as it sounds. We also get to see a bit of Rose's backstory and how she ended up in her situation, and finally get to see who is behind all this cat-and-mouse game that's going on, Eric, and I have no idea who it is. (laughs) He doesn't Uh, look familiar to me. He's the lawman. The lawman. The lawman. It might be somebody from before. I don't know. I was telling you all last week, though, how this is the one issue I was looking forward to the most last week. Yeah. And because I got sick, I haven't read it. I forgot all about it. I liked it. But really, I came for the -the over-the-top action, Tyler Kirkham's art. In those regards, I was not disappointed at all. Gave it an 8.5 out of 10. And I believe, I say this a lot, but I believe this is Tyler Kirkham's best issue. Nice. I believe that he definitely. I can't wait to read it, though. He kicks ass. You're next, buddy. Am I? Yes, you are. Um, Cyborg. No, I, I thought you had the Flash first. Uh, no, no. I actually, I, I thought I took that. I took it off. I haven't. Read no, you it did yet. not. Nope. It's not on mine. Now, yeah, Cyborg I took it off mine. Eight. Cyborg number eight. Uh, while the Cybernetic Registration Act goes into play, we get an issue where we get to see Cyborg and Shazam team up against a D-list villain named the Sue Keeper, and it's very enjoyable. We've got a great art and all the way through and an interesting story going on around the main action. Eight out of ten. All right, and we're going to finish it up with a book that I always love. One of my favorite books of the whole DCU, freaking New 52. Yeah, it's, it's downhill from here, fellas. 
Grayson, oh. number 17. This issue of Grayson had Tim Seeley back as writer, and it felt like he was trying to keep up with Tom King and didn't succeed. We get Dick singing and joking. He's singing some more. <laughs> Remember how fun that was in issue 16? Oh, the fucking, what a hoot that was, right? Made us smile. We sang <laughs> while we, we, we doing the podcast singing and a dancing. Yay. Tim Seeley's like, hey, that, that, everybody loved that. I'm going to do that too. It's fucking terrible. It really, it came off so odd. Says he's singing and joking, but in all the wrong places. And this issue felt more like a Wildstorm issue than a Grayson one. If you're a fan of Grifter, you may get more enjoyment out of this. But with poor art to match the script, this was probably the most disappointing issue of Grayson I have read. And I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. And this also is pretty much, we're not going to see Tom King anymore. We're done. But it's going to be Lansing and uh, Kelly. Kelly, Colin, Colin Kelly. They're jumping on, and they're doing interviews and stuff about how they love Grayson, and they've been reading it all along. Hey, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, one thing I did like in their interviews, they kept talking about, like, the, I think it was Newsarama. Whoever it was kept saying, well, you know, you're on Grayson, which makes sense because you were on Batman and Robin Eternal, and they legitimately said, well, you know what? We really were the issues with Tim and Jason. We did not yeah. do much, and I, I was glad they, they said that. <laughs> they really spelled that out, but then they kind of came back with the we're big fans of the book. I think it was actually Colin Kelly who may have been the one who was like really adamant about like this is my favorite book that I read now, and we're hoping to keep up with it. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I hope yeah. I, they haven't really said, as far as I could tell, if uh, Michael Yannon uh, was going to be on art. I don't think he will be. I, think I don't expect gone him to down. be. And boy. When he's not on art, it really shows you how much that art <laughs> is part of that. And him and Tom King together are just fucking solid gold. I, I really do hope they stay as a team wherever they're going, say the Batman book. But, yeah, without without Tom King, Michael Yan, and even I'll even say t- Tim Seeley a bit, I, I have a lot of fears. But, yeah, I didn't like this issue. But, yeah, that's it. We're got people caught up in most of the books i did not read a review flash yet so i'm going to put that up on the site this week so if you want to see about that you can come see it on the site but yeah that is flash reviews boosh All right, digital spotlight. What up, what up, what up? Digital searchlight, whatever That's Eric right. calls it. I'm freaking sick, Eric. He's back this week. Yeah. Back this week. Oh, yes. But, yeah, we're here for the digital books. And this week, though, last week we did record a digital spotlight that did not make the air. The yep. powers that be said it was not good enough to make the air. That's bad to say <laughs> because the powers that be are probably me because I added it. Uh, but because of the way that crazy patched together podcast went... Uh, there was trouble. A lot of people mailing India this week. People oh, yeah. took my yeah. People took my suggestion of the uh, uh, Jim and Reggie, dear Jim and Reggie, and Eric got pissed. 
He wasn't <laughs> great. Pissed. He wasn't pissed. That's there what was I like, want to hear. There were probably about seven emails ripping him apart. It always takes like something like that for people to come out of the woodwork, and then we hear about yeah. him once or twice, never again. It's always just to bash Eric or me or whatnot. But yeah, this yeah. is the digital spotlight, and if we would have had the digital spotlight last week, people would know that this week we had a special book that we had planned to talk about. Uh, what was it, Reggie? It was the special Doritos Batman vs. Superman digital book, yes. uh, which actually does have a title called Upstairs, Downstairs. Yeah, right? that was a weird, I was like, what is this, freaking a British was... television show? <laughs> <laughs> like, Upstairs, Downstairs. It's so weird. And I understand what they're getting at. They could have just called it, like, Night and Day, uh, yeah. Light and Dark, Upstairs, sure, Downstairs. Yeah. I, it yeah, seems I thought like that was, was weird as well. It seems like it was a joke something. But, yeah, you, to get this book... You had to go to Walmart. This was a Walmart exclusive. And you had to buy a Frito-Lay family fun pack. Now, we were told this uh, in the announcement and this sort of thing that came out. And we talked about it. I'm like, I'll go get it. You know, my kids like Doritos. I'm thinking that this family fun mix is what they called it. Uh, To me, family fun mix is something that would involve Doritos. Like one bag. It's got Doritos. It's got Cheetos in it. And some pretzels. Sure, you know, it's like a check. All mix. little, all little bags. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I actually thought that this was going to be one big bag, and it was going to be like oh. a Chex Mix. I can go in there, <laughs> grab a two ninety nine bag, and get the hell out. No, I said my, I said to my wife, "You look for family fun mix." And when she came back, it was that twenty individual little bags. Yeah. And, you really thought it was just like they were going to like throw well, funyuns in with the cool ranch Doritos? Yeah. Well, and it a had, killer man. Uh, it had the. Uh, Sour cream and cheddar lays. It had, I think, some sort of ruffles. It looks like it was uh, the sour cream and onion ruffles, Cheetos puffs, flavored twist honey barbecue Fritos, Funyuns, Cheetos, and and the Doritos. That it, it, it was nonsense. I don't like any of those really except the Doritos. And mm. I'll tell you, the bag was gone the next day. My, of course. My kids, well, you know, you're full of fucking kids. Well, that and, was that was food for the day. Yes, do you? That was dinner. You even said yeah. dinner served. Uh, <laughs> do you like Funyuns at all? No, my I, wife likes Funyuns. I hate Funyuns. My kids, yeah. that's their favorite thing of this whole pack, the Funyuns. And they were upset because in this pack, they only had three Funyuns in the mix. And they were oh, very God. upset about it. But, yeah, it, it disappeared. Now, the other thing that was funny is the code. You get a code. You go on the and it took me a couple days. I even had it, and I told you, and you probably did, like, well, what's he doing with this book? Because I haven't heard yeah. anything of it. It's because you have to go to the site, and it never said anywhere where to put the code in for the book. There was a contest. I didn't realize you just enter this contest, and then you get the book. So yeah, I have you have some, to pick your side. Right? Yeah, you I picked my side. I didn't even ridiculous. get to pick. Something got picked for me, but I did pick Batman. It, it was like Superman, that side was uh, adventure stuff. Like I could win a bungee jumping thing or I could go <laughs> on a zip line. And Batman, that sounds you, like you. Yeah, yeah. Batman, you win, uh, you know, uh, Xbox or a PlayStation or infrared goggles. I said that, that's where I'd go anyway. But yeah, they signed <laughs> for me. It was weird. And then you got the book, and then I read the book, and we'll talk about it. Uh, it was okay. Yeah, the I liked book. it, you know, but it wasn't. Uh, it's not going to give you any information about the movie. No, no, and that it, you don't really have already. Yeah, and we went into it knowing that we had done the other five that were the the individual character 
issues mm. leading to this, and then this was, I guess, was like the big culmination of it. There certainly can't be any more books before the 25th. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, what I came about, uh, or came out of it, was that Batman does not like Superman. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's very jealous of Superman. Yes, uh, because through the whole thing, it's pretty much him just seeing how much people love Superman, and him getting more and more angry. And him trying to be the hero is almost like he is the hero on the street every day, kicking ass. And Superman, in his mind, or how this is portraying it, Superman just swoops in at points, you know, does some big things. Superman can do things that Batman can't. So yeah. Batman may stop a, a thug or even a group of thugs that kind of gets thrown. You know, it's stuff that really isn't going to make the papers anyway. There's some black ops guys. Even in that, that trailer, it's kind of, it was what that was, it seemed, at the one point in this book, that where all those guys were in that building and Batman jumps up and gets them. And, yeah. you know, that's stuff that may not make the paper. Superman goes and saves a freaking, you know, uh, He's a showboater. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you know. he and to Batman that is just the worst. And even Alfred is <laughs> thinks that he's jealous and laughs at him. Uh, uh, you know, at first, at first, uh, when he first sees Superman, you, you get the impression that Batman isn't too hurt over it. But as the book goes along, yeah. you know, they, they juxtapose Superman's feats of like carrying trains and yeah. and you know throwing you know beating off uh, well beating up uh, alien invaders yep. versus. Batman's more street level, yeah, street level kung fu and, or whatever. Yeah, and even the point where there is and, Superman, and Batman gets hurt. He that's gets what I'm saying. I was just going to yeah. say that's the problem to me is that as the book goes on, Batman's getting the crap kicked out of him at points. He's bleeding. He's hurt. Yep. He's got to recover. And there's Superman. He just nothing happens to him, and yeah. he can do these things that Batman never can. And throw in the fact that we already know that Batman thinks he's a dirty alien stealing their jobs and taking their women. Right, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> Didn't yeah, he say that, uh, but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. So you get that setup where, yeah, uh, it's not just Batman thinking that Superman's dangerous, but that is in with it. But it's yeah. also the you know Jesus Christ, what, where am I? And it all it all leads to this statue, the Superman statue being built, and you almost get the idea. It's like Batman's like, well, where's my statue? I've been doing this day in and day out, and he, it is an older Superman. He has been doing this. For years and years, but unfortunately, he's a vigilante still. He's looked at as, you know, the Dark Knight. People probably yeah. do love him, but don't love him. They just, he is there. They they appreciate him, but he's not a guy that you're going to be able to get a statue for. Because if you do, then the police are going to be up. You know, everybody, there'd be certain people get upset. But in the meantime, there will be the same with Superman as well. Because he's a dirty alien. Yeah, he's stealing. I also, I also have to say something about this statue. It's one of the most scary, yeah. imposing statues of like what's supposed to be a heroic. You can actually see it on the cover. Yeah, uh, of the Doritos it, comic online. The book, uh, uh, pulled up. I didn't even load up my my stuff. I'm just talking off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah I'm looking at the cover. There wasn't much to it. No, I'm looking. You, at can, the you cover. can see it right there. It's, I mean, he's doing sort of an atlas pose. Yeah. It's yeah, very dynamic. It but it, it look yeah. it looks like he's about to. He's a giant Superman about to punch you in the face or yeah. something. Yeah, it is. It's like you have a lot of statues like this in cities, and uh, you live in New York, which you don't yeah. have Walmarts. You told me. That's no right. Let's see, I, I was unable to get this comic. Yeah. We had to pull a little, uh, little behind the scenes trickery. <laughs> little trickery. I'm, uh, yeah. The, because the I will have trickery. you know that 
New York City will not have yes. Walmart well, within and, its confines. Yes. In the um, in the meantime, if you wanted to really play some trickery, now I'm not up for trickery a lot. The code for the these things is on the outside of the bag. You could legitimately <laughs> just go in, take a picture with your phone, and go home. I don't I don't suggest that, and we did yeah. not do that. I just actually got it and let you read my copy. But yeah. Uh, it is a weird statue, and these statues, a lot of times, like statues you have in New York, a lot of times some things like this, they're even made to be kind of like, not even just walked around, but even kind of like played around, and you could even like, yeah. and yeah, I, I would be in a my plaza kids. or something, yeah, or usually I, in a park. This yeah. one just seems to be in its own like pedestal, its yeah. own, it's almost like a war memorial yeah. from uh, it's weird because where I thought this always was, and this is just off the top of my head, just in my crazy thoughts, outside of LexCorp. I don't know why I thought that, but it's more the thing, though, I think that in the movie he uh, Superman shows up for that hearing. And I do think he walks by it or at least they make it seem like in the cut, like this would have been outside of the U.N. or whatever the building. I'm sure they use a generic term for this building where they go in for the Senate hearing. But it does seem like he passes that, like everybody's gathered outside and the people who don't like him and stuff like that. But that, again, that might be just trickery of how it was edited or me just coming up with it in my mind. But <laughs> yeah, uh, we did not review this on the site. I don't even know that we will. It, it's not, I don't know, there's not much to it. Um, but if you really like Funyuns and you wanted to get all you can about this, it, it's not a bad, it's free with the Funyuns yeah. and all that. So I can't say that it's any bit of a you know it's worth the price um yeah but yeah the, the art's it's, really it's good. well drawn it's well written it's what's christos gage it's on christos writing Craig gazing joe bennett again it's the same joe bennett on, so, same, yep, so it's the same the team as the dr pepper ones yes it's a quality comic it's just not a lot it it might get you a little pumped for the movie but yeah. you're not going to learn anything no it's new. just something it's and to me this is almost like when if you do like those it's like the prize in a in a cereal box you get it it's kind of yeah. cool and yeah uh sean parsons does ink and the uh, hi-fi does the colors but yeah it's the same exact group they did all of them and so because of that when you read them all they definitely do have a flow to them that that works sure. and yeah they're really well drawn uh this one for say a script there's not much to the script itself because of how it's it's done but it's done well and it has Doritos yeah. logo on the bottom. It can make well, there's not much dialogue, but no. there, is, you know, there is a lot of action as far yep. as, especially what Batman is doing. He's yeah. often doing really complicated fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I was going to give it a score, I'd probably give it a 6, 6, 5, somewhere around there. Uh, I think somewhere in there is yeah. about right, yeah. Yeah, it's good. But for, for, for free, for the price of purchasing, you know, 20 bags of, 20 of bags. Doritos, pro, Frito-Lay yeah. products. Again, if you have kids uh, and you're t- packing their lunches, that's it. That's all these things are for because, really, you get this bag of Doritos, and, boy, you get, like, 10 Doritos. I, I want more Doritos. I want a big bag. <laughs> I don't want 10 Doritos. God darn you it. Want to get, get rid of some of these and put in the freaking, you know, ranch uh, Doritos or something like that. I. Oh, they didn't even have those in there? They didn't have, no, like, other flavors? No, it's, it's more, see, when you have Cheetos and the the uh, Crunch, what are they, that they have the regular Cheetos Puffs and then the yeah, and regular then the crunchy Cheetos. Ones, so. And nobody wants the Cheetos Puffs, Reggie. You want the regular Cheetos. Get rid of those Puffs and put in the Ranch Doritos. God darn it. And really, if you're going to flavor twist honey barbecue Fritos, throw those out, too. You don't have to get that fancy. I, I, I find those disgusting. Yeah, That's what, I my do wife too. likes the most pungent oh. chips, like, yeah, like those, the chips that you, that you pass Fritos. by in the mix. Yeah, just throw Fritos in there. There's not really a standard, like, uh, 
a set. They do say it's the fun mix. I guess that's what the fun is. I want just a standard <laughs> chip at one of these, but don't. Then you give me just a regular Lay's potato chips, and then I'm getting really pissed because then that's so generic. But yeah, just give me the. Pretty, <laughs> I actually, of all of these, I did have a bag of Doritos. And I did have a bag of those honey barbecue flavored twists. Oh my god! Oh they yeah, were, they were awful. I did not the like castaways. Them. When we have our dad, just, dad fell on yeah, his sword. For when the we kids. have the just for the hell of it podcast on snack foods, I might have to go off on these honey barbecue flavored twists. <laughs> but yeah, that was that book. Also, this week you had Wonder Woman seventy seven, right? Yeah, Wonder Woman seventy seven. Uh, that was. Let me see if I can get some information on that because I am unprepared. Yes. Uh, where the heck did I put it? There it is. So that was written still by, that was Christos Gage and Ruth Fletcher oh, Gage, Christos husband Gage. and wife team. Yeah, yep. he's, he's a little busy. Yes, he is. Uh, art, art by Dario Brizuela, Kelly F- Fitzpatrick, letters by Wes Abbott. Um, this one was pretty cool. It was uh, Wonder Woman versus Ivory Poachers in the Serengeti. Oh. And uh, left on a cliffhanger where she's... Uh, Held at gunpoint by a bunch of ivory poachers, so right. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was cool. Poachers. I gave it. I gave it a seven out of ten. That's cool. And yeah, cool. I think that that has one that has obviously you said it left on a cliffhanger, so it has one more issue, and I'm not yep. sure that that doesn't mean then that that disappears for a while, uh, if not forever. I don't know. The one woman seventy seven. We get no information at all, and yeah. you got to see. And the other uh, issue that I read during the week digitally uh was injustice gods among us year five chapter 11 and that is always by brian bucciolato but this week you got mike s miller on art and the art was kind of subpar it was down the middle it was okay but the big thing about this bizarro has shown up in injustice uh, which is awesome at one point me and eric i don't know if we had a list on the site of characters we wanted to have in the game like a top five mm. thing, and Bizarro was one of them. We thought that would be awesome, but he is in. Oh, yeah, he's not in the game. That would be awesome. No, and the Bizarro here is more of a um, clone made by Lex Luthor. It's that style of yeah. Bizarro. He does not speak in Bizarro talk. I think we talked about this before. It's more like a Frankenstein type deal. Yeah, that type. Um, but in the issue, Superman shows up and fights Bizarro. They're going to town on each other, and then. Uh, Superman gets pissed once to find out if Lex is involved and goes and actually uses his uh, hearing to listen to his heartbeat. Freaking rips into Lex, see if, if anything happens. Of course, Lex is too smart for that. He knows what's going on. Uh-huh. And if anything, he has some artificial heartbeat thing. You know what I mean? He's probably got something or he's just that great a guy that he can keep his heartbeat at a steady rate because Superman really rips into him. Doesn't he doesn't break because in the game, obviously, spoilers Lex is against Superman, even though he's supposed to be his best friend. He's working with Batman and he flies away. Uh, Superman flies away, and then at the end, you get uh, Solomon Grundy shows up. So, there's another character that would have been awesome in the game. But this is the final year of this, and yeah, so really, they're just throw, throwing everything, oh, at they're it. throwing everything. And really, when you and you're gonna have to have a huge battle at one point, so you have to have cannon fodder. And really, any guy who shows up in this book who is not in the game at this point, you are just waiting for them to die. And, (laughs) yeah, like Bizarro, he's dead. And I think he's dead next issue. But we'll see what happens. And that was it. I gave it a 7.5. Like I said, middle-of-the-road art. Um, But, yeah, it's good. This year five is kind of dragging along so far. And I don't know, a girl who comments on the site has really pushed that there are 40 issues this year. And she may be right. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen that written or uh, put down, but if it's that's the Seems case, long. yeah, if yeah. that's the case, then I realize why this is going so slow. They're really taking their time. I think the first year, believe off the top of my head, was somewhere around thirty-six chapters, yeah. and that was probably because they had no idea there'd be a year two. This is just yeah. you know year one. They got lucky calling it year one as well. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was more like a Batman year. You know what I mean? They were just playing mm. over that, but then it became popular and they went on. But most of the other years were more around the 22, 23 issues. Um, but yeah, I give it a 7.5 and that should be it for our digital spotlight. I think this coming up week, you are back on the Supergirl, right? Supergirl, Supergirl and, uh, Dark and, and Dark Archer. Yeah. And obviously I'll still be doing Injustice. I'm not going to make any claims of catching up on any other book because I... I don't seem to be able to catch up. I'm trying. Yeah, well, I have, I I have a fucking ton of uh, comics on Wednesday also. Yeah, this you is, do. That's, that's my yeah, day. We were, we were talking about that at the end of the podcast. This is weird to say since this will be before that. But, yeah, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> you'll hear next week. And, yeah, I mentioned that you have a bunch this week. Uh, a lot of yeah. them that you picked up from Eric this week. Yeah, uh, like that's it. all right. Yep. But, yeah, well, we're busy men. We also have regular lives. I'm going to see Deadpool again today. Going with my 15-year-old. I mentioned on the podcast that I went to Deadpool with my 10 and 13-year-old already, and I'm an awful father. So and now you've decided that your 15-year-old is old enough. Well, yeah. Well, he didn't go. Everybody but him went. He had work to do for school, and it's his birthday oh. today. So he wanted that for his birthday. Oh. So I said, that's well, good. happy we'll birthday. That. Yes. But uh, that's that, and we'll take it back to the podcast. And then we're back. Two more issues. Two more books. Two more books. And the first one is one of my least favorite books of all time, Eric. Though you like this issue more than I did. I did. It's probably one of my more, like, uh, I don't know, most enjoyable issues ever yeah. since, like, issue two I think I liked. Really? Yeah. I don't think anybody else agrees with you on our site. Cause no, I'm just saying. People it was, hated it. I have not liked this and book. I I did, and I did not hate it. No, it's Midnighter number 10, written by Steve Orlando, art by Hugo Petrus, Aiko. Romulo Fajardo Jr. and Tom Napolitano. While I had a lot of fun writing my review for this issue, it's time to roll up my sleeves and get to work, Eric. This issue is about Midnighter versus the Suicide Squad, but instead of being awesome, it fell flat for me due to bad dialogue and confusing panel layouts. Really not much happens until the end when it looks like Midnighter is dead. We can only be so lucky, and it looks like (laughs) Apollo swooped in to save the day. Yippee. That's how I ended. And, yeah, I am uh, going to talk about this issue Normal. I did in my review. I got a little jokey, and still, still said everything that happened in the issue. So you could still read it and know what happened. But really, when you sit down and think about it, not much happened. No. Not much happened at all. And really, if you're going to talk about pushing the overall story forward, that first off, I can't tell you because I don't even know what the fuck the overall story is anymore. Uh, I really, what exactly is is he doing? You've read every issue with me. What oh, exactly, right now, is Midnighter doing? Well, he was getting his perdition pistol yes. back. Yes, which got destroyed. Which he got destroyed. And then he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. And, and that brings us to us now. Yeah, that's so, about it. That's... And then I'm telling you, if he did not get his ass handed to him, I think he would be getting back to that documentary that everybody wants I to guess. see. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like the, There is no overall back Are we Are we still story? hunting God Garden tech? That's no. No, right now, officially, I would say that he is still 
working for Spiral, but see, yet, I thought the spy—he was working for Spiral to get that perdition pistol no, back, and that then was if it. If you remember, then he went back, said, "Hey, listen, guys. Actually, I know what the story is now that I'm saying. <laughs> hey, listen, and I think he tied. Hey, hey, this, this perdition pistol, nobody gets it. It's oh. gone, baby. Oh, and then from there says, "Hey, you know what? Bendix is about." He's the one who made me. Oh, yes, He's up to no Bendix. good. And then you know that he just wants to do this personally. Somehow yeah. Helena is fucking fooled and goes, oh, yeah, okay, you go get him. So that's what he seems to be doing. Right. So. But still, it's, it's a lot of nothing. Every I issue agree. is a lot of nothing. But I'm sorry, I, I do not you, like this series. And you're telling me how yeah. I, I like, liked it more than you. I liked it yeah. because I could read it and I could understand it for the most part. Well, it got a little weird for me at the end because I even had to ask you questions before yeah. we got started. But yeah. for the most part, I was kind of on board because I understood what was going on. The dialogue is still god-awful. Well, but... I told you, one thing I do like is um, uh, Steve Orlando does transition between issues well. And yes. he does it again because this last issue, I don't know if you remember how it ended. I do. Do you? How did it end? It ended with uh, Mr. Documentarian, man, getting fucking, uh... no, no, you're right. I don't don't remember. remember. What happened was, (laughs) uh, remember when Midnighter was talking shit as he was bleeding out? Yes. And he was passing out, which now is weird, now that I think of it because of what happens (laughs) in this issue. But he is bleeding out uh, because he was fighting Afterthought, who could think ahead five seconds. But what happened is... He ended up passing out kind of in this Robert's arms. Robert's holding him, the Suicide Squad are walking towards him, and where it opens here is obviously the Suicide Squad has taken Midnighter and left Robert with fucking <laughs> face paint again, and in my mind, that was supposed to be, like, hilarious. Uh, you just giggled. But I did. It didn't make me laugh at all. Uh, no, I'm saying, no, you talking about oh, yeah. that. Well, there's Harley was here. It. Again, this seemed to me... Very, like, hey, look at how crazy Harley is. I, I just, I'll admit, anything that Steve Orlando does in this book, I'll immediately try to hate before I like it. But uh, this issue, it just did nothing for me. I don't think he gets the Suicide Squad. He doesn't nail it. Some of the reviewers are like, I thought this was a Suicide Squad book, how much he nailed it. And I, I do not find it that, but it starts off there. It doesn't Robert. feel like the Suicide Squad that I've been dealing yeah, with well, personally. It feels more like that new, uh, the I new run. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't even know what it feels like because you get a dead shot. Well, we'll get to that in a second because you, you get the little bit of spiral where Helena and Marina go down. Like, hey, Robert, what's going on? Hey, you know Midnighter? Yeah, yeah. Hey, where is he? I don't know that that squad left. And you know what? He's a good man. It's so odd. This whole He's not a good man. What has happened since the beginning of this book is every time Steve Orlando seems to want to show you, like he can't, he can't let Midnighter be good. What he has is people yelling that he's good, or he, you know, showing that he'll never go and show Midnighter actually do something the right way or good. He, Midnighter's always just fucking yapping about how badass he is. He needs these guys. Now this Robert hurting people. is doing a documentary and I still don't know what it's about because I, I, I wish that somebody would call him on it too. Like, oh, you're doing that documentary, which seems like everybody knows. It's just, I don't know. I just, him yelling. Also, the, the other thing that makes me laugh, there's a guy, he's a documentarian, right? right. He's just laying there in rubble, you know that he's with Midnighter because of this. 
and they're talking about, hey, he's gone, Midnighter's gone, and then Helena goes in and basically tells him, like, inside secrets, a spiral. And, hey, he'd be less gone if he had worked with me instead of in spite of me. Midnighter refused the nanotech virus we used to track other spiral <laughs> agents. We're looking for It's like, and don't Shut worry, up. he's a big boy. Hill. And then the guy freaking looks at her and gets mad. And that's when she starts, he starts yelling like, hey, you should have done this. And he works best that way. And you better hope he, he, he doesn't think you're a problem. I just, you just met this guy, Robert. Yeah. Shut the hell up. What, what is Helena doing, too? That, what is Helena yelling like the, the secrets? So Ugh. stupid. They would go in and go, where's Midnighter? I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, boom, knock them out and leave. They, they, or take them. It's just weird. I don't know. And then he honestly, I, I just he went even, over that part. That is very weird. He even walks away and leaves like Helena and Marina in the dust. They're standing back there. He just walks away. They're not going to question him anymore. This is a guy who legitimately they know was going to go through a door and Midnighter was protecting it. It's so weird. Plus, he's a, he's a guy who makes documentaries. He's now going to make the spiral documentary that's going to expose <laughs> them all. I don't, I don't understand. Then you go back to, well, then you get Midnighter and the Suicide Squad. And they're in, everybody goes to the Arctic nowadays. Because yeah. that's no man's country. And I want to know, Spiral just, or not Spiral, Suicide Squad. I don't know, every time that we've read Suicide Squad and all the things I've had, they always seem to be teetering on getting shut down. It's always like, this isn't working. This yeah. failed. This, that. Boy, they have a lot of resources behind them if that's the case. Because we've already seen them. We're just at that freaking space station. Yeah, we just had a space station blown up. Now, they, and they have this Arctic base. And everything's crazy. Like, I only knew it's another black Bell side. Rev and that was it. And that yeah. was even like, they had to force that issue. In this book, they are everywhere. They've got fucking space stations. They got this and that. Probably have a moon base. Probably. But yeah, there's Midnighter. He's, he's captured. He looks all sexy. His fucking pants are all ripped open and stuff. And of course, he's laughing it up. He thinks it's hilarious. I don't know why that is. That, that, that bothers me for some it reason. It bothers you. The that fact that he has one pant leg that's you not there. You know what's there. funny, too, is the part that's the leg coming up from the boot that remains. Yeah. That's the odd one. I don't mind. I actually... I used to like the old look of the sh- half short hat, you know, that sort of deal. That was a look. What old one look? That was a look one time. You'd Where have it was full, one pant leg and yeah, one not? Yeah, the full pant leg and a, and a short pant leg. I do not recall this uh, look at yes. all. I back do in not want to live in that time. Back in the 20s. We, we called <laughs> that the Johnny Half Step. And we, we would do that when we went a-courting with the ladies down at the five and dime. I don't know. Then you, you have them, and it's, it's a back and forth. This whole thing is like supposed to be such a great deal where they're back and forth. Everybody loves it. There's It's Ms. Waller. Call me Amanda, and you'll be picking your teeth out of your nasal cavity. Ooh. And here's the one thing I will admit. This is how Steve Orlando writes every character. Every character. It does kind of fit Amanda Waller a bit. Yeah. Like, she would say some of these things, but still... It doesn't change from any character. Even Robert up above, you know, before, he seemed to get a little, you know, everybody has this fucking, everybody's pissed off in this book. <laughs> everybody's always angry. You never have anybody happy. Uh, yeah, they go back and forth, and there is a Deadshot. He's like, yeah, Mandela, and I don't like the fact that it seems like Deadshot is just like an equal. He is there. He even steps in front of her. She calls him out on it. But not like it should be. Deadshot is a member of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, get back to yourself, Conrad. When he goes back, 
they go to their cells. And yes, there would be well, cells I'll here say, in the Arctic. Maybe he's, this is still more like he's on mission still, so it wouldn't be like that since they're yeah, on a black side. Because she even is there. He, she's really, I don't know, she's kind of getting into the part where she is going to interrogate him. Yeah. I don't think he would be involved. I don't think that Deadshot... I'd get Deadshot to interrogate somebody. I, I would not because, yes, she, he has a, um, a bomb in him. But he's also got his hand. He could turn around and shoot Waller right then. Yes, they would probably blow him up then. I think those three people would be dead. And then they'd blow him up. No, Amanda Waller. This, I don't think this would happen. I really don't. And, yeah, he's there and he's fucking talking all bullshit. And he's like, hey, you kidding me? Funny, though, because what he says at this one point, I, I agree with. And I, I think it's Steve Orlando poking fun at himself because he says, you kidding? This guy's a joke. I don't, his own crew left him in the cold. Who's this crew? Spiral. Spiral, maybe? I don't know. They didn't seem... He was just going about things. He was going to... You know, they they surprise attacked him. Yeah. There's no left him in the cold. He was heading home. Uh, he's a bunch of one-liners in a thrift store duster. And I thought... And I yeah, agree. I, I agree fully. And then he flicks a cigarette at him. And he's like, hey, outside, Lawton. <laughs> I'll say though, and now we just got to get why Afterthought isn't in this issue. He's yeah, off doing his thing, and Deadshot's and pissed off that me, he's the B team. Yeah, to me, I don't care what the reason is. They send and they say that they sent him on another mission. You know, the quote unquote other mission. Yeah, you know why? Because we need Midnighter to do something yeah, here. We need Midnighter to be able to get out. That's yeah. all it is, and uh, that's it's it's lame. They, it's very I lame. would not have had that guy anywhere. That guy's main mission. You're, you stick with Midnighter. I don't care where we go. Until we're done with him, you stick with him. No, they sent him out. You're the B-team, son. Right, son. That just threw me off. I, again, that's like, I know that you can say that. It's just, it, it felt so off to me, uh, especially with a boss like Amanda Waller, who is a, you know, it just seemed weird. All of a sudden, that she becomes Ed Lover? She's Ed Lover, and just the fact that... Ah, yeah, ah. listen here, son. You're the B-team, uh, son. It's going to be like the Pee-wee secret yeah. word. And there you uh, go. There's Amanda uh, Waller now. Uh, Amanda uh, Waller is in uh, the fucking... She's there by herself. Says, you're the B-team, son. Insults oh, him. <laughs> then says, get her. Yeah, says, you're the B-team, son. Man, Come I got to pull out the thing. I'm <laughs> waiting. I'm waiting. You oh, really? What? It? You Shit. blew it. You blew it. Then All says, right, get back to work, son. Son. Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. Come on, son. Get back uh, to work. Uh, I don't know your son. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what does Deadshot have then in an empty space with Amanda Waller? He's got his full armory. He puts on yeah. his helmet. He could just kill her right there. There's no reason for him not to kill her. I, I, again, it's a trained dog, man. It's just ridiculous. So then goes back. And there is uh, Midnighter. And then the trash talking begins, even though Amanda Waller just said, you know, we're not here to compare dick sizes. Then she goes back and starts comparing Let's them. Let's talk about dicks. Yeah. And then it's just the dialogue is always off here. Yeah, and it's always off. We got it's, he, it's him getting interrogated. Weird. And then we us finding out, okay, he's Midnighter, so he's got to say some one-liners, you know, tell yeah. you how badass he is. Every time you blink, I've been vibrating my sh- chair. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also just put to the point where even he's, hey, I don't like Bert Nelly as much as you. I, I actually like you more. Oh, so you're a flip-flopper now, you fucking asshole. You, you're a real fucking great There's guy. nothing that Jim doesn't like more than a flip-flopper. I hate a flip-flopper. You know what? I say, listen here, son. Son. I'm not doing it. Oh, I was waiting. But yeah. They, I'm getting they, tired of dancing. He fights. They go to fight, and there's these guards who we don't have any idea who, what, where. Yeah, they, they decked out like them speedsters but, you on know, the space station. They say, you're dust, degenerate. Yep. Hmm. And Waller leaves, right? She says, you got style, killer. No doubt. See you later. Son. Just leaves. See you later, son. Uh, yeah, she just walks out, and he doesn't seem to really care. I don't, I don't know. He's, ta- he's attacking these people, and then, of course... He starts trash talking. They go out. He's going to fight. And I really do like that panel when he goes out and they show the progression of him fighting that guard yep. or fighting eight guards. I Who guess knows? it might be. Um, the one thing that I don't know, I hope you can, I guess what he's doing. At the one point, the guy says, the guard comes out, freeze. And then Midnighter goes, don't bother me. Busy stealing your boss's toys. Now, it looks like he throws a rifle. Mm-hmm. At the guy, I don't even see the rifle in the panel before. I guess it's kind of he's hidden. far away. I don't. It know. Just seems weird, but yeah, he grabs one of their planes, takes off. He even trash talks. Hey, yeah, you know what? You're you're fucking anal. You track everybody. Now I'm tracking them. I don't even know that that works that way. That you can I'm just get in a plane and do it. But yeah, they go. So he shows up. Bendix. They have gone to relocate him. Um, somehow he has decided to have full-out security attack them. It's not a big deal, but they mentioned it. I thought that was very odd. That really threw you off for some reason. Well, it did, because this guy is under their protection. Not only that, but they're trying to keep him. Like, it's not even protection to me fully. It's almost like he's a prisoner slash protection like what he can do they want to make sure they it does it for them yeah so they're going to keep him away from people but also keep them with him but yet they're allowing him a full-out personal security that he sends against the suicide squad there to relocate him it just seems like it's just another uh opportunity to talk shit and say cool one-liners it really is that then they're there, and it is, before we go on, it is Harley, Parasite, and Deadshot, which, like you said, is kind of goes in line with what they're trying to do now. And, and that's and the new Suicide Squad. Yeah. So that's when Midnighter goes and has the great line. It's such a great one-liner. I guess it really is a Suicide Squad. I don't know what you're talking about, Midnighter. Yeah, I, it's like you bust in, like you invite me to a party, and I bust in, and I go, I guess this is a party. And then you all laugh or something. You know what I mean? And we don't guess, let you play Pin the Tail the Donkey. I guess this is an all-male orgy with guys in pajamas. And then I leave. <laughs> Scared. Because I don't like anything that, that scares me. I don't <laughs> anything that I'm not in control of scares the crap out of me. I don't even know what was going on at that point. I don't even know how I got sucked into that. I, I mean, sucked into it, Eric. Yeah. Boom, boom. No, it's weird thinking back at that story. Is I've never, I've only a couple times will think to myself, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go have a good time, whatever. And it always ends up bad. <laughs> and not that they, I can't even, <laughs> I don't want to even out. seem like I'm bashing anything. It just wasn't my scene. No. I, I got out of there. But yeah, they're, they're fighting. 
Uh, you liked it. You liked that. I um, really like this fight. The Deadshot and Midnighter. I, I, ha- I usually hate the panel layout of this series, but I thought it was really well used yeah, to. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because basically all you are showing, you're using three pages to show nothing but uh, Deadshot shooting a lot and Midnighter able to avoid it. I don't even know how this fight computer would avoid that many bullets. I don't. It's, See, it's very he's not complicated. After, he's not afterthought. All he can do is get the percentages and play it through. Basically, you're going to play it through. You're going to think, huh, I think Deadshot's going to shoot a lot. I, uh, the, the wave of bullets that he shoots, you're I not getting away really from He does get hit. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. And I really call out they have to get Parasite and Harley out of the fight. So he kicks Parasite in the face, which, number yep. one, I don't think is getting him out of the fight. That's number one. It's, it's real hard. It's real hard. Yeah, it knocks out some teeth. Yeah. That's, that doesn't stop Parasite. Then grazes Harley in the head with a with a tooth. That knocks her out? Yep. She kind of falls. But, yeah, I don't get that that would even – I think she'd be more pissed because it definitely just grazes it because you see it go through there. It just hits. But, yeah, you're going to get a, this big thing. And the well, main... even if you want to say it didn't knock her out or anything like that, what he does, the dead shot right after that whole thing with the, all the bullets, that could only last at most like 10 seconds from yeah. when he crunches his hands. No, I don't. I'm saying the amount of fired bullets are so much. I just, he gets hit once. Yes. I think it's nonsense. Uh, first off, you're talking about one of the best shots in the world. And the amount of bullets that are going, it's just ridiculous. It's just supposed to look cool. You liked it. I did not. And in fact, when Deadshot is on top of Midnighter, Midnighter gets hit, falls down. And that, that's just the Lord Deadshot over. Um, first off, Deadshot, I think, would just start putting bullets in him. And the amount of bullets on the ground is obscene. Well, I'm saying, obviously, at this point, he's out of bullets now. <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, um, then it's all a trick, even Midnighter says, because, you know, the fight can, computer told him to do that, and he breaks Deadshot's hands. That was the best part of the issue to me, that it was he awesome. broke his hands. Uh, though it doesn't really matter, because later he gets that tape. But, yeah, and then you, you have a lot of trash talking, and he realizes, oh, my God, my healing factor, it's not working. Uh, and then that's when Harley says that Parasite has hijacked his enhancements. And I don't understand it. it I don't seem, know how that works. It doesn't even seem like the way Parasite would work, uh, especially because they are played off as enhancements and not powers per se. And I guess you. I, I, I would just have to go with it because yeah. they tell me that's what it is. But say I don't know if that would work or not off the yeah. top of my head. And out of uh, – I'm not some superhero scientist, Jim. Yes. Well, and all of a sudden it's like he's really hurt. Like, once he learned, it's like one of those things where when you walk out the window and you're walking on air, you don't fall until you look down, Eric, and then you realize you're, you can't, and you fall. Because he's trash-talking. The minute that Harley tells him that, next thing, he's on the ground. He went from there to just on the ground, Why am barely I not able to go, and in the part where uh, Harley just bashes him over the head. He can't yeah. do anything about it. She has her one-liner. And again, I, I really don't even like her play you said that you definitely think this is more in lines of the new one or even the uh, the movie one uh that's what it i don't know so much me. about the movie uh, one, i'm saying that yeah. that new one is just it, like it the movie one but yes but yeah and so definitely not the characters though that we're enjoying in us uh, yeah. no, no. sean ryan's yeah. run and then uh he wakes up on a plane 
which you kind of get that. It's a little confusing. Honestly, I did not get that at first. This is where I had to ask you questions because <laughs> we have dead, we have Midnighter on a plane tied up. Yep. And then we see uh, Bendix and the Suicide Squad talking, and they're like, all right, Boom. blow him out of the sky, and then they see an auto-destruct. Even before activate. that, you know what the most confusing thing to me was? He wakes up. And I like, I like the progression of waking up, but then yeah. you see Robert there. Yep. And for some reason, when I first saw it, thought that was a canteen. Like he was going to drink. And I'm like, no, that's his fucking old-ass fucking camera, it looks like, whatever it is. But yeah, and, and he's like trying to come through. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I, what's going on? And he's like, oh, taking inventory. And yeah, then you see the Suicide Squad. Out of nowhere, you have to have Bendix give him this tape stuff, this gauze that's yeah. going to fix his hands because obviously something's going to happen next issue, I guess. That, or you have to explain why somebody's not going to call it out like, hey, in Suicide Squad, he's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It reverses the, the coolest part of the issue within pages, which panels. I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, panels, really. And, yeah, they, uh, they blow up the plane. That and I, sw- I swear, though, that up until that point, I thought they were in the plane. Yeah. It's and so, I'm like, what it, happened? It's not played out well. And then I wonder... Um, why did they put him on a plane to kill him? Well, that's what Jack Satterling said uh, on the site. Yeah, he said he has been enjoying the last couple issues and likes Midnighter in general, I guess. But he said this issue threw him off. And I, I, he seemed like he's done now. Right. And uh, he said, why would you – what in hell would make you think, hey, this guy's knocked out. We could do whatever we want now. But what we'll do is stick him on a plane <laughs> – hit autopilot, and then when it gets in the air, we're going to blow it up? I mean, yeah. you could legitimately just strap... Uh, Harley showed last issue, she has grenades to spare. Yeah. You set a guy there in a... You know, even you go back to the Arctic. I don't know. You want to do things quick, but then again, you could just wait, and you just keep knocking the fucking guy out. That would just shoot somewhere. him in the head. Yeah, you go, uh, yeah. You go somewhere if you want, if you want blowing up. I think that, putting him on a plane. To me, I'm thinking, okay, they're thinking, okay, maybe he has some healing factor. I don't know. But, yeah, you're going to blow it up. But it's weird, too, because in the meantime, this is what I was saying at the beginning when I was talking. Afterthought was beating the shit out of him, and he even passed out last issue, which was yeah. odd for him with the healing factor. But I don't know. It, it ends up with this plane blowing up, and I said, uh, not my review, but I, I – pretty much thought to myself, yep, you can see fucking Apollo going right through there and saving his ass. Yep. You see that yellow streak. Apollo is showing up, I believe, next issue. This is him going and saving him, right? And it's going to be like uh, he's Midnighter's going to wake up and have some shit-ass fucking one-liner. Like, All right, my, my guardian angel turned into the devil of hate. <laughs> Pickles. He'll say something, and then Apollo will say something back like, uh, hey, perdition pistol, my ass. How's that one? I don't <laughs> I like it. I cannot think of any. <laughs> yeah, it'll be awful dialogue. Then they'll, I don't think they'll get back together, um, but it's going to lead to that Robert showing up and thinking that he's walked into like an, uh, and getting upset, even though I don't think that they're a couple. I don't think they but are either. somehow they are. Because remember, he was going to send him back to his apartment. Remember yeah. when he opened that door? I you know what happened? My apartment. Robert is all horned up. He's defended him to people, and then uh, it's just going to be more nonsense. And hopefully, we we get this over with very soon. We have a couple more issues. We have yeah, I'm telling you though, like 
what I realized when we were talking about this, I just like that a few page fight yeah, with you the like Suicide that Squad. That's what I really like about and this issue. All, and in the most part, every time I've liked an issue, it has been more. It's never been the dialogue. It's always been the action. I like that yeah. first issue a lot. But again, remember that was when he had that big fight in the um, while they were eating at the right. restaurant, and they were showing like all the things that would that he was using, and it did kind of give you the idea of that fight computer. The way it usually works out these fights. It's a lot of uh, fight computer-esque stuff. Like he goes, sees this, gra- almost like the tooth thing. But this was very dumbed down to me, uh, especially the fight with Deadshot. It's just him jumping and Deadshot missing. You yeah. never, I never got the idea that he was avoiding anything. He seemed to be really exposing himself, <laughs> and, which he does a lot, Eric, if you mm. know what I mean. But, yeah, it just I, I thought it was off. Uh, the art was a little confusing to me throughout. The art is always confusing to me, yeah, but the one thing I didn't find confusing was that fight. Yeah, and I just, I really am confused about these, uh, the Suicide Squad and where they're getting their funding. And yeah, they're just, everything they own, they're blowing up or getting blown up. I, I don't know. But yeah, I ended up giving it a 4.8 out of 10. I think I'd give it a 5. Yeah, I didn't think it was that great. But yeah, we're going to end it with a book we have not talked about in a long, long, long time. Uh, but we don't have many books this, this uh, no. podcast, so we're going to talk about it. And we actually, to us, seem like we picked up at a good point. Really good point. Yeah. Omega Men number nine, written by Tom King. With I'm, just, by- I'm laughing because D-Ron, I know, like, he's probably shitting his pants right now. Holy shit, they're talking about Omega Men. He just picked up, his ears I'm, perked up. I'm telling you, I don't think I've read this book in six months. Yeah, I've. Don't think I've read the last two issues. Poppy right. on the site. He jumped on, and last issue was the one that he started. So, yeah, it's probably been this one last. Uh, but, yeah, I and I still was worried. I didn't think that I'd know what's going on, but luckily I did. Oh, yeah, I, I'll tell you. I read it first. Yeah. I, said, I, I think we should talk about it. Yeah, I actually left it up to you because yeah. you had even said way back and I we're never talking about it. So yeah. that's why. I actually – the reason why we haven't talked about it up until now is basically to, to – Keep you from having to read it because you did not enjoy hated it. Hated it. Yep. And you won't let me not read Midnighter anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> Omega it's Men, over. Mega Men number nine, written by Tom King with art by Barnaby Bahenda, uh, Romulo uh, Fajita Jr., and Pat Brousseau. In this issue, Kyle Rayner speaks to the masses to try to get everyone on board that the Citadel is up to no good. But the Omega Men are about talking, so they let, say, let the action begin, leading to what looks like their deaths. But it isn't all bad because Kyle get, we get to see Kyle get his white lantern ring back, but he isn't exactly how we remember him. That's what yeah. I got for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it starts off. And I, again, you jump on this and you are a little confused. You are, I am. I'm telling you, you right away I told you scraps. I didn't want to talk about yeah, it. And then, but even so, I think I, I got the idea. At least I got the idea that they were leaving him. Yeah. But the <laughs> thing is, where I left this book, I didn't even know who Doc was. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, and I so I, I jump on this and I see, all right, there's a little Wally robot digging a hole and yep. scraps and they're going away. And then that's where it was like, no, I don't I think really we should like talk they, about it. They're pulling out as they're leaving and you see all the gravestones, the Omega gravestones. And I was like, OK, honestly, I, I didn't even get, get that get, when yeah, I read it. Kind of get the deal. But then it, it's only very quick. And then it's explained later. So yeah. it really works out. But, yeah, in the meantime, it looks like what Kyle and the Omega Man are going to uh what did they call it? The seat of the audience. Yeah. They, at the neutral he's space. He's like, hey, have you gathered? So it, it seemed to me, I didn't know what it was. It seemed to me more like a trial, but 
But right. then again, it was all explained, and you had uh, Zinn, who was an ambassador before, but has been promoted to prime speakers. Then he's hilarious. Yeah, he, I, I really liked him. Even the art, he came off like ambush buck to me. Very like cartoony. Said, I yeah. really enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, it's a, and I thought at first it threw me off a little. Fit, I like it. And yeah, he's talking, and they even call. He even calls um, Kyle at the beginning, White Lantern. And says, oh, the and, White Lantern and rose. that's what I read, and I realized, you know what? Maybe I should keep reading. Yeah, and that's probably when you're like, hey, maybe we should talk about this. But well, yeah. I should just say, I'm telling you, because we were saying back when we still talked about this book, is he a Green Lantern? Is he a White Lantern? Yeah, Where is yeah. this taking so place? We it was never off. spelled out. And what I like then is I always said to you that I like the lived-in universe of this book yes. and how things happened, things had a history. You had a backstory that you could even fill in yourself. And then little did I know that the Omega men were going to Cloud City, Eric, because when that door opens, and it is definitely Darth Vader there uh, ready for dinner. And I thought, that is awesome. And you even get, even Tigor is almost Chewbacca there. He is pissed. (laughs) But yeah, they they think they've been betrayed. Hey, you know, we're betraying. uh, uh, Zinn actually spells it out, but no, no, no. This is is what's going on. There is a two, it's a two-way street, buddy. Everybody gets their say. And we're going to have the Citadel requested to speak of you. And I really liked it. And I really also like where um, you have Callista. It is Callista, right? Yeah, as far as I remember. And she says, they're armed. And then he says, and you're not. And right there's that ring. And I was like, there's the White Lantern ring. And the big thing to us, you saw that the first issue. And when we did read this and talk about it together on it, we thought... Is you even is that a replica? It can't be the real. And yeah, we find it's, out later. It's a real deal. Yeah, we find out it's a real fucking deal. And I, you also find out that that's probably the biggest mistake that motherfucker ever did <laughs> was wearing it to the stick. Because I don't know what he's thinking or what he thinks can come about it. Maybe he thinks that he's untouchable with it because he kind of is kind of flaunting it there. Uh, but yeah, they're going to start the um, start the deal. And again, you know what else? I don't know if you liked it or not. But you had the terrorist or freedom fighters deal. I did. And I, I loved did enjoy it. it. I thought that we've been talking about that the whole time, and it really does tie into everything. You know, you have, oh, hey, they're terrorists or freedom fighters, leaders or oppressors. Hey, this is exciting. And it starts. They're going to. And have we get Kyle Rayner talking to an audience of people to try to express how the Omega Men are exactly. fit in. Like, they're not bad guys. What yeah. they're doing right here, they brought me into this, they kidnapped me to yep. try to sh- show me that they're on the right. And they wanted to do us, and I still don't believe it. Yeah. And I don't believe what you people are doing either. Yeah. I am looking for a third option right yep. now, and I'm talking to you people to try to get it out there so we can all sit down and compromise. Yeah, and I really like the fact that it seems like yeah, the, the Omega Men have fucked with him this whole time. Oh, yeah. And this is kind of his way. From what of, I recall. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of his way to, you know, we're going to do it a different way. You know what? I don't believe in either of these sides. You both just have to fucking settle down. We can work this out. Uh, they do not agree. And nope. in fact, the Omega Men kind of fuck it up right away. By they, then they show us, me and you, what Doc is all about. Because they've spelled out that the planet has been inhabitable. This is all led from this where there's this, uh, what is it? I'm uh, trying to remember what the hell it's called. Stellarium. There's stellarium, stellarium yes. deposits. And... So they basically are wrecking one world, destroyed everybody, but and it's Scraps' home world, destroyed everybody but Scraps. 
uh, to get this to save another world, and they, they don't think this is Delirium right. Delirium keeps planets from blowing up like Krypton. Yes, yes. and basically... The and I actually Citadel, like the fact that they use that out in this deep yeah. space area. Yeah, and the, the Citadel system. itself is saying, listen, basically, they're the... The needs of the few, uh, you know, the, the needs many, of the many outweigh the, outweigh the, the few. Yeah. That we have, yes, we've done this. But the problem is, is it seems like they've been doing a lot of it behind closed doors. Uh, people aren't aware of Not it. Not sanctioned ones, And you know? this is going to force them into, okay, you want to save these planets now. You're going to have to do it a different way, and you're going to have to do it exposed. Because we're exposing you because Doc gets to the core. And actually, it was weird because I thought that that was just like a bluff. Like right. they were going to like, hey, Doc's there. You know what? He kills people. He has a lot of ways to blow things up, and he's about to do it. And I like, too, where he's about to blow himself up. And do you see what he's thinking of? What's in his eye things? Is Looking right now. He's, uh, he's thinking of Scraps. Is that who that is? Yeah, I don't I know the characters like that. I believe that is Scraps, and he's like, that's his last thought, that he's like, I'm doing it for her. And I really liked it. And it blows up. And people are pissed. The shit goes down, and it becomes a crazy Mexican standoff. It becomes the OK Corral. Everybody's pointing at somebody. Everybody's blaming the other person. But they, you know, again, the Omega Men say, "Hey, shit's in the open now." Yeah, we just and basically they pretty much blew up a planet yep. that had nobody on it. This was only just being used for yeah corpses and resources, and they have blown. So they haven't killed anybody. Doc, you know, he's a robot. He took his life. But they're saying, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. And we have the last uh, citizen of it. And they're going to fight. And, and fighting it's crazy down. to me because I'm telling you, they all pull out weapons. They're all pointing. Yep. And then Kyle gets in the way. Don't, hey, guys, we can work yeah. this out. And it's funny because I did not think they were going to fire. Absolutely fire. not. And people are getting shot, including Kyle. He's getting and, shit lasers and I, I, I'm fucking sitting here. I'm looking at the book when I'm reading it earlier. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I'm looking at this Okay, this laser didn't hit him. He's dodging all this. Yeah, yeah, no, They'll be yeah. fine. And yeah. then you see them just totally get wrecked. Yeah. The freaking uh, what's it, gets, high speaker. Yeah, see, he gets, is. yeah Zinn gets just destroyed. Oh, my destroyed. God. He gets destroyed. And, yeah, there's a lot of shit and a lot of people going down because of this. And including Kyle Scraps. goes down. Scraps goes down. And Scraps is my favorite character. And we said before, Scraps is like uh, Space Harley Quinn. Space Harley Quinn. And I really like her. But at this point... With uh, Doc going down, she had to leave Doc behind and yeah. all that. She, it's not fun anymore. It's yeah. not her being fun. She is going to kill people. And, yeah, they're going, and she basically shoots a guy right through the head. And it's crazy. And, yeah, there is no trash-talking joke like she always did. Shit's real now. And Kyle is laying in a bloody mess. <laughs> and he's fucked, and he basically pulls himself together. After enough. seeing Scraps get killed. Yeah. And just goes and actually is still kind of like this isn't this isn't all black and white, you know. No. This isn't it. He's you talking. stupid fox. Yeah, basically. And he's like, "Hey, I've seen both sides. It's not their colors, whatever. Orange, green." And then you see fucking scraps get hit. It's crazy. Yeah, it actually, if anything, it reminds me of that Buffy episode where the vampires. Right, and at the point where everybody's dying, it really reminded me of that. Like you, you oh, when when they're in the vampire, yeah, universe? in the vampire universe, yeah. and Buffy's killing them all, and they're going, and yeah, it really doppelgangland like, shit really got it got crazy. But he's going through his process, and that's when he summons the ring, and you even see uh, Doc's pieces fl- floating in space. <laughs> I don't know how they survived even that much, but yeah, 
Uh, Scraps looks like she's about to die. I don't think she's completely dead. No, nah, he's about to get. I actually thought she he, was, yeah. but he's about to get the death. Yeah, blow. The, he's the vice rice even saying it like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this. And, you know, you won't save anybody. I'm going to, you know, or actually he basically says, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to save everyone. And that's where Kyle freaking summons, summons the, ring, the ring and says, no, you won't. I will. And, and he become... is the Omega White Lantern. And he it's so looks weird. Badass to me, though. So it looks really badass. Yeah. I he's like got it. all the emotions flowing off of him as he's, he's fucking got, charged up. He's got the Omega symbol on his chest, so he is not. It, it's more of a White Lantern, Omega Lantern, I would call it. But yeah, I don't know how he can explain it. If he's just a White Lantern and this is just a construct deal of what he's going with, uh, that he is something better. Uh, but whatever. He, I, I don't know. Honestly, he looks eviler. Yeah, he he looks pissed, and I think he is. But again, they, they say this. Who know, what do you th- do you think that this means? I don't think this is just hey the viceroy needs to die. I, I think it's way beyond that because he's already said you both are wrong, and yeah. I think that hell's going to break loose for everybody. And I don't think he's going to kill anybody, but he's going to do something. Oh and yeah, it's not just going to be one side or the other. He's going to make sure this ends. We only have two more issues, and usually what I would think the next issue is going to be the, a big bang. For the issues. Well, are we getting 12 issues out of this? Yeah. Uh, oh, this is nine. I keep thinking this is 10. I know. I actually threw me yeah, off when so I read it, I, Yeah, you're right. I, I would think that the 12th issue is going to be one of those where the, it's kind of like a tie-up. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, maybe it's not the full-out next issue, but maybe the next two issues. This is Tom King. We always forget, really, that this is Tom King. Guy is really good. So uh, good. I'm telling you, I have not read this book in no, six months. No, we haven't months. enjoyed this book so much, but uh, this issue was a great one to jump on. And, and, and it yeah, caught if you've me been up. reading it the last bunch of months, maybe we have said some things that weren't exactly what they are. <laughs> uh, maybe they've set some things up that we missed. Uh, we don't like to do research here. Absolutely not. Work, but boy. but the, book, the book does end with a Duke of Wellington quote, though. Yes, like, yes. Educate people without religion and you make them but clever devils. Yes, there it is. There is <laughs> actually it's William James. Yeah, the actual quote. Whenever they have a quote at the yes, end, it's, it's the, Duke of Wellington. the Duke of Wellington. And this, it's in the deepest heart of all of us. There is a corner in which the ultimate mystery of things works. Sadly, oh, you William James, you crack me up. And you I'm fly boys, crack me. Up. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because we got the uh, White Lantern Kyle Rayner back, no. or if it's just that I know now what's going on. But this book caught me up, and I found myself really enjoying it. And that's yeah. why I'm like, Jim, we got to talk about this. Yeah, and uh, again, we're, we'll probably talk about the next issue because yeah. we like this. I want to see where it's going and what happens. And, as well. Yeah, I'm in. Um, you brought me back, Tom King. You brought like me back. Yeah, Tom King is good. He It was a slow burn. But really? he really has to pick things up because it is ending. Um, I don't know. Remember, I actually made the claim that uh, this would lead into – Kyle going to get the Green Lantern Corps back right, and right. tie and I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's just going to him leaving, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. I love the art. I love... I really enjoyed the art as yeah, well. I, I love pretty much everything about it. Um, I would give it probably an 8.5. I'd give it an 8.5 like as well. Yeah, I really liked it. And what's weird is... That's my pick of the week. Mine as well. How weird is that? We never talk about this book. I'm so we, glad I decided to read it. it. And yeah, I left it completely to you. you I'm sorry. I read the two, I read the first two pages. Had no idea what's going. On. I'm like, I don't think we should talk about this because yeah. I'm I'm completely lost. And then uh, you said something about Poppy Nacho. I went back to read it to see if I, I could feel like you know 
feel like I knew what the hell was going on yep. at least a little. And then I enjoyed the whole goddamn thing. The best is he didn't like it. He didn't like this issue as much as us. Uh, he didn't review it yet. He's going to review it. I'm looking back at what he told. He wrote to me that he was going to probably give it a 7 out of 10. Right. Uh, which, again, leads me to think maybe we're missing some stuff. But, boy, maybe it's just that we haven't read it. It caught us up. And to him, that was more of catch-up. He really he doesn't like the way he thinks that Kyle is acting like a moron. Right. That was his call. And, yes, he called out. And I said to you, he is not from the U.S., and he right. thinks this American way stuff. That just, was a weird line. It I'll goes over his head. I think it's one of those where at one point uh, they were really stressing Kyle's uh, his uh, Christianity, his right. religion. And I believe that— That his, was weird, too. Well, I believe that basically in this book what Tom King is showing you, that he's just grabbing onto the ideals that he knows. Right. Maybe in that— okay. Even so, I, I went to West Virginia University, and I can't tell you that like I would go tooth and nail with somebody who would badmouth Quakertown. But once you go away, not even that, but you meet somebody from your area, and you like it's a connect, like you get a connection from things when you're away from them. And oh, yeah. I think that's what Kyle was grabbing at at most part in this uh, the American Way thing. I think that as well. That and also he's sitting around. He's been in prison, kind of. They've they've kidnapped him pretty much. And I think that that's just him reaching back at what he knows and what he realizes he misses, maybe. But I, so it didn't. For, it didn't this character, me off. This character has been in space for so long. I now. know. But then once you're captured, and, and in fact, if you go with the fact that maybe Kyle and people will disagree, especially from around the world, but he thinks back. And like, boy, you know what? I, I came from a country that we accepted people. And again, you can't even. You could look at what the Citadel was doing in all of these. Yeah, and you can, yeah. I don't you can't know. Say the country. Maybe that it's more of. And he doesn't say. He does say the American way, but it's more of yeah. an ideal. I think. Maybe I know he's it is. Stressing that that he's like, we could work this out if we just do this. I he was know. just going back to his thoughts to that first Superman movie when it actually yes. meant something. Yes, he he was. But yeah. Uh, I liked it. It's my pick of the week. I, my, my pick of the week as well. So I had a weird. great time reading this book. If you've been, if you've fallen off of this title like we have, yeah, maybe this is the time to Boy, jump back on. It's an easy one to jump into. Yeah, yeah you, you get a little confused at first with the just Doc with on it. the planet, but just go with it, and it, it all ties up because you find out what he was doing. Boy, he really he he works wonders that Tom King, and now I'm in. He made me a fan totally again in. because yeah. I really liked it, and then it just kind of. It it wasn't going forward enough, and it was one of those. And then Poppy was on the site, and I asked him, hey, what's your favorite books? That was one of them. Eh, just take go. it then. And yeah. I, Especially because it was not. we never talked about it on the podcast. So really, me doing it did nothing except me writing a review. It yeah. didn't help the podcast, didn't hurt or hinder it. So, yeah, we threw it in this week because we it was less books this week. It's crazy, weird books. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, I am too. Uh, it opened our eyes. But you want to hear what's And happening? we actually had a book we enjoyed this yeah, week. Yeah, that is the weirdest thing. Because, yeah, I did not like many of the books at all. I think I, I was around a 5.5 uh, 5 for my overall total for everything this week besides for that. Yeah, well, I liked um, Becker a little more than you did. But even so, that was going to be up until now. That, that would have been my book of the week. I got yeah. an 8, but it was, you know. I, I could have went down to a seven on that easily, but I, I did end up liking it. But, yeah, the week is over, though. We'll see. You want to hear what we have next week? Next week, 
I have a lot of these fucking 50 issues, <laughs> 50s, these double issues. And I just, I pray. Uh, as we go down them, I'm going to think of what I would do first. I hope that that one does something more than the Green Lantern. <laughs> because if I go to another one, uh, it's a bunch of nonsense that leads to nothing. I'm going to be so depressed. <laughs> but And again, I'm starting with Batman and Robin Eternal next week, so I'll already be in a bad mood. But I, there's Action Comics 50. Right. Oh, yeah, Batman, Superman, thirty. Which that's the Tom. Now, Taylor. does that, that tie up the? Up. Is that the ending to uh, the, the Batman truth. Superman? No, no, the uh, the, the action, action comics. comics. I don't know. Here, I'll actually I think look, it might be. I have the thing. This says, Clark battles his way through Vandal Savage's hordes to reclaim what is rightfully his: the fortress of solitude and his birthright. This epic anniversary issue leads to the finale. Oh, never mind. And this month, Superman, Wonder Woman, twenty-seven, and Superman fifty. So we still okay. have two more. Oh, yeah, we had Superman 50. I didn't even think about that. So we yeah. have Action Comics 50. We have Batman Superman 30, which ends that uh, that Tom Taylor mini deal. Right. The three issues. Which, which I've been enjoying. Last so. issue I love so much. I hope yeah. this is as good. So already I'm, I'm going good. Action Comics might be a little off. <laughs> Batman and Robin Eternal number 23. We have Catwoman number 50, right. which I'm looking forward to. See how that ties everything up. With I like the last issue a lot. Um, Constantine the Hellblazer 10, which will be... Or Reggie will be reviewing that. So then I get Detective Comics number fifty, which will tie up that uh, what we hope was that a false, false face face story. Story, and we hope that he has the Joker's face. We will see. Uh, you have Earth Two Society Ten. Remember, we Fuck. are talking about this now. We're we're getting to these issues. This is when I was telling you at work. Hey, listen to these fucking hits you got next <laughs> week. Uh, but these yes, gems. You have Earth Two Society number ten. You got uh, Gotham Academy number 16, which we're not sure who's doing because uh, Joel left the site and is not going to do that. So Jody had mentioned it, but uh, Reggie had mentioned it. I don't know if Jody was saying he would take that book over in Rebirth or if he wants to do this, but we'll find that out. Uh, You have Green Lantern Corps, The Edge of Oblivion 3, which I I really hope something picks up in that one. I didn't care for the last issue, but I look forward to that. We have new Suicide Squad number 18, which Reggie will be doing. I don't know. We'll see if we're going to I don't quite about. look we forward to, to talk that. about what we're talking about on the podcast. You have Red Hood Arsenal number 10, which seems like we just had Red Hood Arsenal, didn't we? Sure does. Is that a catch-up? I, I don't think so. It's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. After that last now, all the issue, All I'm the down. books should be hitting 10 this month yeah. for those. Well, that continues with uh, Starfire number 10, which Reggie took from you. Uh, you have Telos number 6. It ends. Fuck. And... It's funny. We have that, and I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the synopsis. It says, Multiverse beware, because Telos and Parallax have formed a cat- catastrophic alliance that could change the DC universe as we know it. Plus, Parallax wants to bring back his coast city, and the only person standing in his way is Telos. So yeah. It doesn't even seem that much like what was going on when And he honestly, at the last end, at last issue of Telos, it seems like Parallax betrayed him. Yeah, so we'll see that. Um, Jeff King messaged us. We had messaged him. We had a question during Convergence. Really? That, yeah, that's what my, I sent you that. Did you read what he said? No, I don't recall. Yeah, he, I'm going, I want to look at it because it made me laugh. Uh, it actually made me laugh because he must have been oh, you know what? old things. I had no idea what you were talking about. When, I do remember you said, I thought it was a question from Telos. It, no, it was actually a question from, well, it might have been. No, I'm no, not, no. I, no I, take it, I take it back. We were talking about this very thing this week at yeah. work. You know what this was, though? You know what this was? It was a question from April 2015. Yeah, so that was during Last Convergence. Year. 
during yeah. convergence, and we said, I said, just a question about convergence. Is the failed experiment of injustice, the idea of heroes fighting each other, uh, writing their own timeline, and then, um, or t- fighting each other within their own timeline? I got it. I, I actually sent back, uh, that should have been within, but what we thought the failed experiment was, was because injustice, they were already fighting each other. Yeah. That when they went to do the experiment, it was almost like they had done it already and started. We were confused about what because they just they threw out the line that injustice was a failed experiment. I, I'm telling you, I was so confused when you sent this yeah. to me because we were just talking about yeah. that this week, yep. and uh, I did not realize this was an old question. Yeah. I thought maybe that you sent him something this week about it. No, and it's, it's so weird because um, I the last thing I sent to him was. Can you, hey, we're doing a birthday thing. Can you write Eric a, a, a nice note or nasty, whatever you want? And he God, he's such a nice guy. Happy birthday. And then I said, thanks. That was in December. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get the, hey, guys, just realized I never responded to your injustice question. The basic idea early on was Injustice City was on Brainiac's prison planet, but out of control and ungovernable. Telos dropped the dome according to protocol, but they refused to call the call to fight another city. So they were fighting each other. They, well, we're not going to call. And while they squabbled internally, Telos destroyed them, which left the experiment a city short, causing Telos to reach out and bring the survivors of Earth 2 in to replace them. And that's actually pretty big. Yeah. Uh, that explains a lot of whether anybody cares now. Or remembers. It's so long or remembers. I actually do remember. I have the worst memory. I remember. And then he actually put hope that helps and apologies for the it's, it's, epic delay it's so weird though do you think like this, this guy eric keeps talking yeah. shit about my you book just, uh, and then him. he was just going no, through twitter him. yeah he, no i love jeff yeah. k yeah oh he's a great and then i put yeah thanks and, and i just I don't said, like i understand the, the delay you're too busy to get involved in nerdy comic questions yeah and then he writes back not at all i live for them i i really what not at all i live for them love what you guys are doing I'm like you son of a bitch god damn he's too good. nice I hope that he's a guy who, like, kicks puppies or such. He has to do something wrong. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he is. He's great. Fucking respond. He could have seen this question. This question is from a year ago. He could have seen (laughs) it and just said, eh, I'm I'm sure they figured it out. No? Yeah. He got back. He's an awesome guy. But, yeah. uh, Did I finish the books? And the worst worst part is I still have to review the last issue of Telos, which I'll probably do this week then before this comes out. Yeah. And I I read the book. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I hope that you I always hope. So do yeah, I. You're not going to fake it. I, I actually, if anything, maybe that's the thing that he says. Okay, you know what? I respect it. He re, he, you give him a 5 out of 10. He retweets it and I know. says thanks. And I feel so <laughs> bad. Uh, he thanks you. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Uh, yes. God damn it. Maybe he just got thrown in the wrong situation. I don't know. But yeah, that that's it. Guy is so nice; he makes me feel bad about yeah, me being me. Yes, I, you should. You're an awful person. You're terrible. Telling Reggie that last night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my said, biggest fear: burn victims. Like to, yes. Yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing. You you. There's a guy that we know that's a burn victim. Guy's also last name is queer. Oh, Boy. God hates him. Yes, and yet. You, you're not nice at all and, and actually uh, avoid him. I'm not mean. Yeah, you I just avoid, avoid the situation. Just, he freaks you out. But he keeps popping him. up in my life. I actually mentioned him the other day. That's weird. And you got all weirded out. 
Oh, okay. I don't even remember that. Yeah, we were, that's when we – actually, it was probably a couple of weeks ago. It would have probably been on the podcast uh, that you were sick because we were talking about him that weekend. Or no, that we week. were going to. It was about the Super Bowl, and well, we never no, decided I, yeah, to bring it up. I was just up. saying that he, he, that came up, and he was at a Super Bowl party you weren't going to because of him. No, no, nothing like that. No. God. Just because you're an awful person. No, it just I was looking through victim. Facebook and like uh, saw different people who had pictures up from parties they went to, and all of a sudden, bam, right there, my like, God. Ah. He kind of looks like uh, Deadpool, little. No, Deadpool. no, he doesn't. He's Deadpooler. No, he's not. Deadpool, you are an awful person. I am, but I can't help it, and that's the problem. Yeah, I guess you you gotta live your life like you live it, Eric, and that's you live it as an awful person. There was a guy at, at our I'm work. I'm so scared. There was a guy at our work that the freaking guy was. I don't know. Do you think there was any drug this guy didn't take at one point? Freaking Rob. Oh yeah, fucking and, zombie face. Yeah, you turn the corner. And he turned the corner at the same time, like up to you, and you yelled. <laughs> yeah. Got, the guy had a zombie face. He what do did. you want from oh, me? The guy was like taking, I think he was doing med, uh, anything. That guy seemed to take anything. Uh, actually, we had to have a full out shakedown at work for the, um, what was it called? What the was fucking, that fucking. The, this fever relief or it, cold relief? It was or something else. Sinus? They I don't know. It, though, because it was more like um, the Ibuprofen? Advil with caffeine. And oh, yeah, I forget. He ended up Addison? Steal- <laughs> yeah, Addison. He ended up stealing all of them constantly and then would crush them and snore them. Yeah. And it, it got put in lockdown. And I forget what it, I actually, when I had a headache, it was like the best thing ever. Oh, yeah. Me, and I would yeah, do the same. I would go there. And we didn't have a sign-out sheet. Everybody was pretty good. And, yeah, he was. So zombie face showed up. Zombie face fucking ruined it all. Zombie face fucking lied. He fucking was hanging. I don't even know what happened. At one point, the supervisor had to tell him, listen, there's been complaints. If you don't go home and shower you right stink. now. You're, you're fired. And he actually had to go home and shower to be able to work and then let it lapse again to the point where they had to tell him again. That's Stanky, bad. Man. Yeah. That is bad. Also, he ended up working on this one thing that he was doing and sneezed and blood went everywhere and people fucking freaked out. And as, I'm telling you, if that guy doesn't I. have hepatitis, I don't know who does because <laughs> him and Tommy Lee, they, they both are hepatitis. Uh, yeah, and I've seen you when blood goes around. Uh, you fucking run Absolutely like the dickens. You, that one time you got bled on, freaking off to the races. I don't know went. where these fucking people have It been. was so funny, too, because uh, the people then around us, because the girl had gotten cut and got blood on you. So you go running off, and they're like, oh, man, Eric just doesn't like the sight of blood. I'm like, no, no. I don't think that's it. No. Nope. <laughs> And I was laughing. He was an EMT. I'm looking over at you. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> he's so upset right now. Uh, made me laugh so much. Had no idea where she'd been. Yeah, who, who did? Who did? But yeah, that that Rob guy. Who? He might be dead. Hopefully, guy, guy's been a wreck of it. He's tried to kill himself a couple of times. Oh my god. He's, he's just bad at everything. Apparently, he is. He's bad. At, he is. He he cuts sideways there. He always <laughs> go up and down. <laughs> don't be. Don't fake the funk here. Just do it. But remember, he would he would do that and send pictures to our buddy Sean. Uh, to get him upset. Yeah. <sighs> what a wreck. What a life we lead. These Honestly, I was having with. a nice time forgetting that he ever existed until you just yeah, brought him up just again. brought it up. Yeah, I, I wish I had more work stories. We had the one guy at work who 
obviously uh, has problems reading and writing, and oh, I like the guy. I really like the guy, and I, so I, I. I go out of my way to try to you know get him out of situations to, that embarrass him. And this time, I, you weren't even involved in, in most of that no. going on. And he just leads himself. In, he just leads himself into them. And then I'm trying to get him out of them. I felt so bad. And people, ah, oh, was the worst. People are terrible. People are terrible. I, I ended up. He ended up wanting to get a soda from the the soda machine, and he borrowed money. But he only had a dollar twenty five, and it's a dollar fifty. Now this guy's gotten a hundred sodas, and he comes back and he thinks that the soda machine is ripped. Out. It's not taking the money. He's doing all this, and then people just started making fun of him. Tell you, I, I'm terrible because I'm afraid of burn victims. So I'm not about to go up and well, say, you know hey, what I did face, then? Look like Rocky I Dennis. said, give me this goddamn money. And I got it, got more money, got him another quarter. I get, went and got him got a soda. Got some money from me. And then you know what I did? I came out and I said, oh, Brian, the, the problem was there was a thing jammed in there. I didn't oh, even you, say what the oh, thing was. Oh, I didn't even know. I thought oh, you might yeah. have told him. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. awesome. No, I came and then the uh, freaking two other guys were like, oh, that makes sense. And then he, I think that he, I don't know. Fuck Whatever. That. I hate that. I hate. Fuck them other people. I'm not a, a great person. No. But I hate when people feel uncomfortable. And I hate when people make them feel uncomfortable in ways that I just don't think are right. And me as well. That guy is constantly, he, I, he needs me and you to watch after. Seriously, what's he up does. with that? And then later on, the, this other guy comes out and goes, hey, where is he? That guy was running around like an idiot. And then I'm like, no, he wasn't. Fucking like a flash. Then right then, runs. I was there out, for that one. Runs at full speed through the fucking factory. God damn it, Brian. He was, he was like Fred Flintstone. He fucking hit the, the fucking bell. That whistle blew. That fucking whistle bird. And fucking he took off. The best is he took off to get home. The guy lives across the, sh- the fucking parking lot. He yep. lives on the attached property. He wanted to get home. That guy wanted to get home, Eric. <sighs> Uh, he makes me laugh. He said <laughs> we. He loved now. He used to love wrestling. Now it's NASCAR. That's all. Talk. I do not like NASCAR. And he's no. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Did you see the races? <laughs> no. And no. I tell him a lot of times. I try to like with him. I will not joke anymore because he takes everything the wrong way. And also, I don't even pretend. Like some guys are like, oh yeah, I, I did, but I didn't see this one. No, I said Brian, I do not like it at all. I, I, you don't talk to me about it. You can tell me what happened, but I am not going to know what you're talking about. Really? You don't like it? And it goes on forever. You, just keep, you don't like it. Dude. No, I don't. Why not? I just, I never got into it. Oh, oh, well, did you see the red? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. What a guy. But yeah, our, our work is full of some pretty bad people. Sure is. Some pretty, uh, somehow you know, we're good guys. I don't understand yeah, that. That's what's weird. And we are not, we're not good guys. We're we're good guys, but we're not good guys. <laughs> I said I think that I, I am good globally, but uh, awful locally usually yes. because I do like people to be treated right. I do like people to, to accept people, and I'm awful uh, sometimes. I yeah. also like to say shit to get people all riled up. Some I also just like to be left work. alone, really. Yeah, well, some of the shit that me and you say to each other at work, freaking our podcast would be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say just to get a rise out of it? Or it's better to have people around and say stuff to each other and then, like, agree <laughs> with the other guy. Oh, it's the best. Oh, it is the best. But, yeah, that's the end of the podcast, sir. That is it. That is I hope it. That, I hope that these bloodsuckers are, are God pleased. Damn blood suckers. I don't even know. This, this still won't be enough for them. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'd like to thank Reggie. 
I'm true. trying to keep my immune system up, for Christ's sake. Right. Fuck. That's right. Yeah, and I want to go to sleep. It's fucking 3.30 in the morning. My back fucking hurts. I, I, should, I went and lifted a thing on Friday. You saw. I did. I mean, it took both of I us to lift I it originally. I immediately saw you doing it. I'm like, why is he doing that? That's, I wanted to get it done. And actually, the way it was, I thought I could kind of kick Shimmy the thing it. out. You know what I mean? I yeah, thought I got it you. would just happen, and it didn't. And then I really hurt myself. And uh, to the point where when it happened, I knew it. You I was knew like, it. Yeah, I fucked myself up there. I told you, and it just has gotten worse and worse to the point where I can't even stand up straight. <laughs> but you know, I told my wife. She asked me what the hell happened. I said I was being a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just wanted to get out of there. I we, know. We had the worst day yesterday to me. You might not have thought so it's as much. I hated it. It started out I got fucking... a fucking giant burn on my thumb. Yeah, yeah. I burnt my knuckles. We ended up... Uh, being told we have to do something that I had no idea. You seem to know. You're yeah. the soothsayer because it, it seemed to be spelled out that they never really did tell us. But you Somehow knew. I know. Yeah. You knew. You assumed a, a lot of it. They told you, but you also, I never assume anything. We show up and they tell us. I, I actually had a thing that I was supposed to go to for my son at lunch. We didn't get a lunch. We didn't get breaks, which that's not even a, a big issue. Yeah. But it's still, it just, it was the worst. But yeah, that's it. That take is that, it. Take that, blood suckers. Do I'd it. Like, I'd say I'd like to thank Reggie for all the stuff we did, but in a weird, you know, editing and uh, behind the curtain, I have not talked to Reggie yet. So thank you, Reggie, knows? for all the stuff you uh, will do. We say that, and we, we might end up not doing it, but we'll see. I'm sure we will. We'll do that record. Well, I appreciate everything Reggie's us. Yeah, and I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Just go to our site. Just look up Weird Science DC Comics, whatever. But it Send is emails, give reviews. We're dope because it fucks us. Com. Sorry. And then go and rate and review us. Do all that. I get so tired at the end, I forget that shit. Seriously. Yeah. That is it, Eric. That is it. What do you say? Well, everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Yeah, that's the two, baby. That's the clean two. Oh!